Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The mysterious Gram Box from Morbeer brings you this Brewing Network Sunday session. See the Gram Box affordable control unit at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, that's bullshit. The, <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. Yeah. You heard of Junkyard Wars? No. Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right, well, that took longer than expected to get started. Never heard that before. It's going to be a very Jewish holiday show we have for you today. First time we're doing this on our holiday show. First and only? First time there's ever been this many Jews in my house, actually. <laughs> it's true. Kind Congratulations. shit you know about. It's, it's a good thing you don't have anything valuable. <laughs> Jews are known to steal? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> JP's just going to make up a, a, a racist. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that was my goal. You actually called me out. I was going to make shit up. Well, you know they build airplanes, right? <laughs> Well, that's two out of like two out of ten thousand stereotypes. We got a few to go yet. We'll right, get, we'll get them all. That's true. Yeah. I heard they're trying to buy Disneyland. JP, what? JP wouldn't have that. Never happen. We got uh, Hebrew in with us today. Jeremy Cowan and Zach Davis. I've been wanting Jeremy to sit in the studio for a long time since I met that guy at uh, the Celebrator Beer Fest a couple years ago. We had a good time on a short segment there, but Jeremy frolics all over the country all the time. Please, tough to get back here in the Bay Area. Yeah, right. And it's so sweet to be in the house with uh, the immediate stereotype. I'm just going to steal this whole fucking radio show. <laughs> it's on. It's kind of pissed me off that Jeremy has a better radio voice than I do. It kind of does, right? I'm sure you can tweak out his uh, little settings there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna make, in post, I'm going to make you sound like shit. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for letting me be here. It's nice. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. All right. We got a great show planned for you today, and I, I have an announcement to make. What um, is it? I've now joined the ranks of, of people who dress their dogs. Which, I uh, saw that. Which makes me a What's complete, What's uh, the point of that? complete douchebag. And Sam doesn't deserve to be in that sweater. Why would you? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, uh, I have to. It's really depressing to me that I'm now a uh, dog dresser. But my poor dog was. She's getting old now, and she's shivering all day, every day. She just sits there shivering constantly. Doesn't matter how much I turn up the heat. Which, by the way, I don't really turn on the heat very often. Right. Uh, so uh, Paxton actually got tired of watching the poor girl shiver and, and brought me. It's like a it's like a blanket, but but you you velcro it to the poor Is animal. It a blanket, dog yes. blanket. Yeah, I'm gonna change her name to like to blanket, like Michael Jackson's. <laughs> I'm putting a blanket on you. Yes, blanket. So now I have a. a Faggy little pit bull running around. That with, is pretty sad. Is she shivering on. anymore? And it has but a. Pocket. She's not shivering yeah. anymore, and that's why I've I've kept it on her. Well, I love know? the fact that it has a but pocket on it. It does that. You can keep your weed in there. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> no one's going to search the pit bull for weed. No, no. Oh, it's a, it's a drug dog. Yeah, it's a different kind. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally a drug dog. It's going to attack you when she. It's about to attack. She shivers and leans to one side. So you better watch out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, Tasty's been here for ten minutes. I bet if you go out there, you'll find two cookies in that little pouch. <laughs> I wonder what that was for. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> keep your weed in there. Yeah. So. That's too know. bad for you. It is. I don't feel good about it. So your dog has T-shirt time. She now has T-shirt time. <laughs> yeah. That's right. What are you going to do? I don't know. Laugh at it? Yeah. Blanket. <laughs> Blanket. <laughs> All right. So, you know, every year we do a holiday show. It's uh, always an adventure. We've had uh, strippers before. <laughs> That's right. We've well, had uh, broken bones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And I jumped on board and I thought the only thing better than strippers is uh, male juice. Perfect. Perfect. So it's our first ever uh, uh, Hanukkah show, I guess. Is it still Hanukkah? No. No, it's over. It's over. Christmas Hanukkah. I also, I did, I have to admit, I kind of screwed something else up too. I thought, you know, like any good Italian, a lot of people coming over, I'd make a sauce. You make a sauce. That's what you do. Right. Sausage, right? There's a crap load of pork in it (laughs) that I kind of forgot until after. I'm I'm like mid dumping the pork into the sauce. And then I went, ah, and that's why you have invited me for the very first time to your house. Yes. I feel so special tonight. I know, Jeremy. I've really prepared for this. So you get the Classico sauce. I'll have yeah, to pull thanks. out the Classico Great. and, and so heat sweet. that up. Everybody else gets the good homemade Italian sauce. Sorry about that, Zach. <laughs> I heard we do have some latkes on the way, though. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right, that's going to help. See, I kind of don't even know the uh, the non-pork I mean, you, you know, you kind of said it. I put pork in it, and I laughed because I figured I had to. But you I figured it was a mistake. I have no idea. Why, why. Do, Moscow? You eat pork, don't you? Yeah, I do. Only I, when it's free, right? If pork wasn't so good, I wouldn't right. eat it. But it's amazing, right? Right. Jeremy, do you eat pork? Thanks. Thanks so much for having me tonight. It's really a treat to be here for the holidays. Honey Baked Ham is our sponsor this evening. Yeah, exactly. Schmaltz Brewing Company. No, actually, this year I have almost uh, twice been threatened with the loss of my kosher certification because uh, a different account felt like it would be hilarious to pair some of our beers with specifically non-kosher products. So we had to, uh, for years, have said, you know, we can't do that and I don't want to do it and Everybody can make their personal preference, but as a as a company, our policy is to pair with stuff that's not absolutely tray for not kosher. Right. Um, but we throw a little Coney Island in the non kosher mix, so that's okay. fine. So if it's going to be paired, we can uh, throw some Coney Island lagers with it. Now, so that's your only beer that's not a certified kosher beer. 
All, all the Hebrews are certified kosher. All the conies, uh, I just didn't bother with it. I didn't think it was going to be that important. Although it's come up a lot in the last year, maybe it's just where I've been hanging out. But uh, people have tended to ask me about the Coney Islands, whether they're kosher or not. And it is served at a couple of uh, kosher restaurants in New York City. I just had one at this awesome deli in Midtown. So beautiful. That's been cool. Now, is your mother proud of you uh, for that? Is that something she says, uh, Jeremy, you're a good man. Dude, and one, it's just ma- straight up ham and my mom. What, we got three hours tonight, man. Yeah, he doesn't know my what else to talk about with yeah, you. Exactly. It's, it's, your, your mother very and... disconcerting for Italians. Now, so. now, Doc is Jewish by marriage, that, if that's possible. And Still. by that, you mean not Still. at all Jewish. <laughs> nice. It's good. The, in the mix is always nice. So all of our beers are hybrids in honor of mixed marriages everywhere. So good. We appreciate it. Zach, are you Jewish? I am. I mean, you Jewish. Yeah. Do you have to be a Jew to work at Hebrew? <laughs> uh, no. Get I wish helps. that. That's uh, illegal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. That would be an interesting question. Uh, I just so happen to have like some Jews and some non-Jews, although we just made the joke the other day. It's now official that all of the Jewish guys, other than myself, has an, have an Asian fetish. <laughs> so uh, it's my new, my new uh, sales rep in Chicago made it uh, official when Brian's married to a Pakistani woman and, and Zach here is about to uh, engage on a life journey with, um, <laughs> with, with Liz in the other room who's uh, probably listening to the show right now. Probably right. getting ready to bring a baseball keep, bat in keep here. Keep it low-key. <laughs> is it is it a common thing that Jews have, a, have an Asian fetish? No, no it's no. that it's that Asian women have yes. a fetish for Jewish men. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that must all, be it. all billion Asian women just want those. Every, you know, every single six million, one. It's about six million Jewish men in the world. It's the perfect so pairing of, of two model minorities. <laughs> right. It's a good challenge. Very hairy and very hairless. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bastard. It's true. <laughs> All right, so a lot to do today, as you can tell. Uh, we're changing a few things today. Normally, we play Stump the Brewer when we have a guest in the studio. Today, we're going to play Stump the Jew, and uh, we're going to test is that how... Is like, um, like a lynching thing? Or what Jewish you joke no, number seven. No, this is... At, we're going we're gonna to see how much of uh, his, his culture Jeremy knows. Uh, I That's think. great. So usually it's uh, it's ask the Mexican, as in like, you <laughs> right. might learn something. Wouldn't that be fun? So tonight it's embarrass the minority guy in front of all of the ham-eating friends in the room. Don't worry. Nobody listens to this show. No. Nobody's going to hear My this. My mother's listening. <laughs> Least of all us. Great. If you want to call in and talk to Jeremy, it's 888-401-BEER. We'll take your calls tonight. You can join Bevo in the chat room by hitting the chat now button, and she'll send your questions over to me. You can watch all of this, all of the action over at justin.tv slash brewing network. The webcam is up. Um, you can see all the happiness in the studio. Right now we're pouring some Hebrew beer around the circle. So, uh, Do I have time to give my mother-in-law a call? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you want to give her a call? Yeah, she can tell her to turn in. it off to see how it's going. Yeah, <laughs> tell her to tune in. Yeah. yeah. Did she come up for Hanukkah this year? No, uh, yeah. we went down there for Thanksgiving and did a little Hanukkah stuff down there. You did? Yeah. So. Is that allowed to do it outside of actual Hanukkah? Well, you kind of have to when you don't live around them. Mm. And it's close this year. You know, every year on the Hebrew calendar, Christmas moves around. So this, <laughs> year, <laughs> this year, Christmas is really late. And so it's it was weird. nice that Thanksgiving was just right there, right before Hanukkah. I, I is it ever like in May? Or <laughs> just <laughs> We actually were smart enough a long time ago to add that extra month. So it kind of keeps it within the realm. Okay. So, so it's good. Doc, Doc, you went down to your, your Jewish uh, family for, your, for the holidays, for yeah. Thanksgiving and yeah. Black Friday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we almost ended up having Thanksgiving in a Chinese restaurant. Thanks to my mother-in-law. <laughs> like out of the nice. Christmas story. Yeah, oh, it was horrible. So what happened? Did you end up finding a, a place you can go get Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, 
Yeah, we were the only ones in the restaurant. It's nice. <laughs> McDonald's? Welcome nah. to our world. <laughs> yeah. Can we just have one really big chicken nugget? <laughs> See, I bet it was acceptable for your um, wife's parents when she married you, right? Because you were a, a doc. That helped. So you were halfway to Jew anyway. So it was like, well, we can we can overlook it. Look at me happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's called bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, a couple of announcements for you guys today. The store is stocked with all kinds of shirts and books. I've signed yeast and signed Brewing Classic Styles and signed How to Brew. Uh, all new uh, lunch meat shirts are in there. That's and, right, baby. And uh, I got all the sizes of everything else you guys have been looking for. I think the only thing I have that I didn't post is uh, chick lunch meat shirts. I couldn't find the, the photo put those up uh, but they're there but, uh, but they're there they are there <laughs> so i'll try to get those up um if you if you're ordering now you'll probably get it in time for christmas i know that uh, lots of shipping will happen this week and lots of shipping will happen tomorrow if you if so you order after tomorrow, tomorrow it, it probably won't make it to no. you by christmas so order tonight and tomorrow and jp and uh my mom not the jew will not be here jew. um shipping tomorrow tomorrow that's right baby so order now subscribe and join the bn army it enters you into the more beer donation giveaway which believe it or not is that we'll be catching up the, tonight yeah we're doing uh four months worth of donation giveaways so you get like five percent ownership in the company now? yeah i'm giving away five percent of the bn to four <laughs> yeah. people no of, of more beer of more beer yeah. we're giving away 100 dollars gift certificates to four different people oh wow tonight we are catching up so uh, a lot of things happening the only way you get in on that is by hitting the uh, subscribe button on the homepage and uh becoming a monthly donor the more you donate the more times your name is entered and your chance to win in the more beer donation giveaway you can find out about all these announcements over on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. Which uh, <laughs> oh. JP is now in charge of our Facebook account. I kind of am, yeah. He's doing a great job. Thank you. He, uh, there's like one post a week now. So uh, JP's really, uh, you know, he's good at what he does. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. What does he do? <laughs> he, uh, he writes things. I write that. I've replied to someone. He puts links up there every I now do. and then. I do. I link them to some things and uh, um, I type some words. Insults people every now and then. Well, well you have that's to. That's a given. Yeah. You know. So it's uh, it's exciting. Let's pretend like I'm writing my family and it just flows out naturally. It comes out on your Facebook yeah. page. Uh, Your all right. Page. So that's what we have going. If you have show ideas, send them over to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. If you have feedback, send it to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Everything else goes to JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. Oh, thank yeah. you. Why not, right? Why not? All right. Uh, Shat is not here this week. No, I almost I... let the cat out of the bag last week. He was going home to uh, surprise his family. And uh, oh. he didn't tell me that I was supposed to keep it secret. So. Is that why he froze and went, no, I'm going to be here? Yeah. So oh, I okay. kind of freaked out last week on the show. Yeah, I don't remember. Poor guy. Uh, he says he told me three times, but we know. He smoked we all, weed. <laughs> he probably, yeah, we he probably remembered that. to tell you. Oh, I need to tell that guy something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what goes well with this beer I'm drinking right now? What's that? The Vicodin I took. Yeah? Oh, the two of them are really mixing well together. <laughs> My liver is is uh, laughing at me. Uh-oh. Oh, and it looks like we uh, Doc's letting me know that we can scissor on today's show. We can <laughs> robo trip. We can scissorp. Yes. Did you, uh, 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 Beave, did you bring the grape drink? Because uh, we have a bottle of codeine in front of us. You did not bring the grape drink. Scissorp. Wow. My Let's liver, pass that around I, right now. I probably won't wake up tomorrow morning if I go to, if I do all yeah, these things up, I'm doing. Wake up dead. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll run the board dead. last half of the show. It'll be fine. It'll be good. We have two weeks off anyway, so plenty of time for you to learn how to do my job and, and then 
come back in the new year, the Brewing Network will be fine. I can do it right now. Jeremy just slid me a note that says, make sure that cough syrup's uh, kosher, and then pass me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doc, is, did you have this blessed? Is it kosher? I'm sure it is. All medicine is kosher, I think, right? Yeah, I had the pharmacist bless it. Do you have to go to a Do you have to go to a kosher pharmacist too, or do you just assume no, that? Yeah, that's you just have to cut the uh, turn it upside down, cut its throat, and say I'll Akbar. I'll just <laughs> totally you just have to drink it standing on your head, and then it's fine. Halal codeine, it's all good. Now, Doc, your your own name is on. Are you allowed to prescribe yourself your own codeine? I have friends. Oh. <laughs> Is that something that uh, he should really be saying? No, probably yeah. not. Uh, here's some uh, uh, this thing I'm going to do illegally, and I'm going to tell you oh, all about what's it. What's illegal about it? Right. I, He's I, sick. I didn't see him take a sip of that when I was looking the other way. Right. <laughs> yeah, I had that wi- I had this well wisdom tooth pulled on Monday, and all was going well until uh, I stayed. R- I was really high for like two days. I just yeah. guy told me to take a Vicodin every three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and and I took it to heart. So you just peak. That's all you do for two days. Oh, for two days it was fantastic. I wasn't even laying on my bed. I was laying above my bed. Yeah. Have, you, have you shit yet? I that did slow down a little bit <laughs> because I also couldn't really eat very well. So I was eating cheese. So cheese and, and yeah. Tylenol that'll, that'll stop you up. Man. Yeah. Um, really? Because cheese and Vicodin makes me blow gas. <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. Right? Yeah. I'm familiar enough with that combo to know how it affects me. Right. Well, so everything was going fine, and it seemed like I was healing well, and I woke up Friday with a raging toothache. Doc says I have a dry socket. Yeah, probably. No. uh, Bad times. So I had to start in on the Vicodin again today, which I wasn't happy about, because I like to stay focused on the show. I have a big interview here, and so, Jeremy, if I just start, you know, dozing off or, you know, staring into the... Just keep going. We'll pick it up from there. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Just take care of it. Just push push him out of the chair and take over. At least your girlfriend doesn't have a dry socket. That's true. That's, thank sure. you. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, all right. It's all class. It is tonight for Hanukkah. That's Bringing right. out the heavy guns. That's right. That's right. All right. In the absence of Shat, uh, Moscow will be doing uh, Shat's announcements today. Shat's announcements are brought to you today by Downtown Joe's. You can go to downtownjoes.com. Uh, Colin over there makes some great beer. If you ever stop in, you get a BN Army discount. You get like a buck off beers. If you have BN Inc., a real tattoo, he gives you dollar beers for the duration of your stay. So or you the duration can... of your tattoo. Right. Uh, all right. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, the Central Florida... You couldn't get Hava Nagila to play behind me or something? No, no, that's the best I could do. All right. Central Florida Home Brewers Mead Lenium will be held on January 29th in Orlando, Florida. Deadline for entries is the 22nd of January. Go to cfhb.org for details. The uh, Doug King Memorial Specialty Competition. Uh, we've read this a couple of times already. Uh, entries are due by January 9th, so get on that. The Milwaukee Ale House and the Beer Barons of Milwaukee... They announced the Midwinter Homebrew Competition taking place February 18th and 19th uh, in conjunction with the 14th Annual Midwinter Brew Fest. Uh, go to uh, registration opens January 1st. Go to, uh, well, check our website out. Everything's there. Uh, pleased to, it's, awesome. That's what it says here. Uh, we're also pleased to announce the that starting this year, the competition will be part of the... Um, wow, Shaft doesn't do a very good job of condensing these, does he? No, that's why it's always such a really long segment. Well, we got to pick on him when he's not here. Um, when you're high, it doesn't seem as long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, turn your mic on next time, Evo. In addition to the category and best of show awards, one of the winning Bach entries will be chosen by the Milwaukee Ale House to be brewed commercially. Right, this is all part of the same thing. The brewery's 300 ba- 300th batch homebrew competition. 
All right, never mind. Look Moscow. at this. Look at this. It's, it's just read. Just skim through it. Read the read the the, what, the what's bowls. The, what's the Jesus. date on the last one? Right, uh, a bunch of competitions and stuff. Thank you to Downtown Joe's for sponsoring uh, Shats. And now, like a whole do the page. one that's in the email that was important today. Do the new one. Yeah. We do that one for Napa. Yes, um, for Napa's. Yeah, that one is. Um, I'm here for you whenever you need me. Uh, all right, the bung. Go to uh, bungbrewers.com. Let it chat organize your email too. You can't blame it on him. First annual inaug- inaugural Napa Homebrew Challenge. Bungbrewers.com. Okay. Thank there you, you go. Right. Wonderful job, Moscow. The show is going great so Give far. Give me three pages of stuff. There's so much here. You should have read right. it first. Screw it. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. We'll review ahead of time. How about feedback? Should we do feedback? Let's Don't do have that. Scott do it. All right. Feedback's brought to you today <laughs> by have that much time. the Cicerone Beer Certification Program. Go to Cicerone.org. Our good friend Ray Daniels runs that, and you can become a certified beer server or a master Cicerone, even if you're, if you're very ambitious. I want to be a Cicerone. You could be with this lovely <laughs> bottle right here. Are you a Cicerone yet, Jeremy? Uh, a certified anything? For 14 years, certified absolutely nothing. Right. I'm sitting here, I got nothing for you. No certifications, no professional nothing. Got the book. The book's yeah. all I got, man. It's but you're Jewish. Beer, book. Yeah, tonight that served me well. Thanks. He said it, by the way. <laughs> appreciate yeah. it. And they can't take that away from you. Yeah, no. exactly. All right. So. They try all the time. <laughs> Go to Cicerone.org. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, let's see. Josh from Atlanta wrote in, I enjoyed the segment on base malts last week, but though you guys did a disservice, I wanted to tell you guys you did a disservice to the listeners by not mentioning Designing Great Beers by Ray Daniels. This book, especially for beginners, lets you know those critical things, like the fact that 25% Crystal 60 is probably not appropriate for a pale ale. It gives you a pretty good empirical parameters to go out and design your own beer style, similar to Brewing Classic Styles, but with a little more breathing room. Keep up the great work from Josh. Uh, yeah, right. There you go. Designing yeah. great beers. Um, we mention it all the time, though. So. Uh, a question came through uh, in the email. I thought maybe you guys could help this uh, woman out. She says, I want to buy my husband a fridge or freezer to use as a fermentation refrigerator. What is the smallest size uh. I could buy that would allow him to ferment one glass carboy? What do you think, guys? A 12 cubic foot, right? Like just a little dorm fridge. Yeah, the dorm fridge. See... There's if you more. get the dorm fridge, though, I will warn you, some of them have that ledge in the back where the motor goes. Most of them do, but yeah. there's, there's, the one, <laughs> there's one model of Sanyo that doesn't have a freezer. Okay. So you got more room in there. Then you can fit the carboy. Because mine, the, you can't fit a carboy well, because of that stupid you, ledge you can, and the freezer. You can build a little shelf that makes it come out all the way. If it doesn't have the freezer, you got enough room in the top of it. Okay. It's uh, Sanyo 1025 or something like that. All right. I don't remember the exact model. Okay. Best bet is to take a measurement, diameter reading, and height of your uh, carboy, and then go down to the Sears with a tape measure. Any of those, any of those that hold a half barrel, will handle your yeah, carboy. Yeah. So a lot of them are made for kegerators. Okay. So you can get the, if you look for a kegerator made out of like a darn fridge kind of thing. Yeah. You'll find one that can hold a carboy. Okay. But yeah, Thank look you. for the one without the freezer in it. The chat room is telling me they think Moscow is semi-retarded. <laughs> Just so you know, Moscow. Well, yeah, we agree. All right, John writes in, BN, last week I brewed for the first time on real brewing equipment. It was a microbrewery in South China, has a 400-liter brewing system, but was missing a brewer. So I got in on it and brewed some beer. It's the biggest batch I've ever brewed. Uh, Went really well. However, one thing I couldn't really figure out was how the Whirlpool was supposed to work. 
The drain on the boil kettle is located directly in the center of the kettle, which confused me since whirlpooling pulls everything towards the center. Seems to me the drain should not be in the center in order to make for a good whirlpool. Uh, anyhow, he said the system is made by a Chinese manufacturer. Do you think this is a design problem or is this typical? Anybody ever seen a drain on the center of in the there? boil kettle? In the boil, maybe he was maybe he was uh, boiling in the mash, the mash tun. Did, right, like in the mash tun, I've seen that for <laughs> right. sure. But you probably used the wrong side. <laughs> Try boiling well, in the kettle next time. Wasn't there somebody there to ask? Yeah. Well, it's all in Chinese. How's he going to know? Yeah, no, yeah. somebody that brewed on the system before. Apparently, there was no... They <laughs> missing, just, which is my favorite part. Yeah. He's just missing. So, Does he have an extra vessel that looks like a whirlpool or something? Because <laughs> that's what he needs, yeah. right? It's a separate vessel. Something coming on the side. Yeah. He's never brewed on a commercial system in his life, and he just steps in there. How is he boiling? Then? Why it's are they asking ball us? Valves on, the, on the bottom. The steam jacket, I guess? I don't know. How can I know? I don't know. He probably wasn't even at a brewery. <laughs> it's, all <happened> in his, <laughs> it's all happened in his bathroom. All right, uh, Brian writes in, Hey, Brewcasters, just want to let you know I entered my first homebrew contest and got second place out of 15 beers in my category. It was the Shakespeare Stout clone from Candy Brewet. Hey, look at that. Nice. He says my highest score was a 37. I think I would have done much better, but I added coffee to it, and that made it a little too bitter. Oh, yeah, a little too roasty. Why'd you do that? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, Because he could. Thought it'd be a good idea. Anyway, he says, uh, I could not have done it with all you at the Brewing Network. Suck it. And thanks. I don't want to. From Brian. All right. Thank you. Your feedback's brought to you today by Cicerone Beer Certification Program. You can go to Cicerone.org and find out how you can become a certified beer server or master Cicerone or all sorts of things. I think our friend uh, Nicole Ernie now works uh, for Cicerone. Uh, What does she do for them? Do we know? I don't know. Uh, I think she'll be doing what Ray has been doing, uh, going around teaching classes, administering the test. Oh, great. She'll be good at that. She has a really loud mouth. (laughs) There's a lot of sad people that she's not at the Trappist anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. She's missed there. Yeah, she was a bartender there for a while. Right. But um, eh, that's too bad. But it's great. She's working for Ray. Ray's a good dude. Great great combination. All right. What's it? What's with Ray scooping up all the hot chicks in the brewing industry? Now he's got both uh, of them. You got t- <laughs> <laughs> now he's got both of them working over well, at Cicerone. There's maybe two or three more. Is there? Yeah. Let me think. I don't know. Well, no, maybe. no. Just because oh, you no, say hey, you're hot doesn't oh, mean you are. No, hey, don't tell Ray. <laughs> right. I don't want to name their name. Ray will scoop them all up. I, th- I knew he was a smart guy. Though. Well, See, he's got know? a business plan that includes that. So right. Yeah. It is. It's on page seven. Yeah. Single. You might as well do it. All employees must be hot <laughs> and young. Yeah, they're all under thirty too. Boy, that Ray—he's got something and going. Drink beer. I like it. Smart girls too. So good job to you, Ray. Well, that's your staff here. I got to change. Yeah, I'm looking around this room, going, "Man, did I fuck <laughs> yeah, up?" There. Yeah, Boy, Ray really got it. Wait, right. Bevo's looking at you pretty funny. Oh, I, sorry. I'm glad Bevo's mic doesn't work. Except for Bevo. Bevo uh, is is hot. And stuff. Plenty hot. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, cleavage this week? That didn't take any No, much. she's been, ever since the cleavage show, she's been, like, wearing turtlenecks to work <laughs> every week. She's wearing a goat costume today. <laughs> what happened to the cleavage, Bev? I'm telling you, I think, it, did you run out of those special bras that was making, that was making everything? <laughs> you run out? Your microphone. What's wrong with the mic? Fix her microphone over there, JP. You're you're board certified now, aren't you? 
I don't know. They right. let me out. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, I can fix it anyway, because we're going to take ourselves a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about Schmaltz Brewing Company. And uh, Jeremy Cowan and Zach Davis are here. We're going to find out all about the beer, the concept, how the hell you make kosher beer. The chat room already wants to know. I see that question coming through. And uh, also, the new book by Jeremy. What's it called? How Craft to- Beer Bar Mitzvah. There you go. Everyone's Fitting. writing books nowadays. I got to write a book. Let's write a book. Something. How not to write a book by <laughs> Justin Crossley. <laughs> I bet I could sell a lot of those. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, it's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess, the The More more Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty crack cans. Tasty crack cans. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. 
The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's No Beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. When the temperature dips down below freezing, you can either sit inside and whine about it like a little bitch, or you can go outside, freeze your nuts off like a man, and make a couple of beers. That is what Brewing TV does. Come with us on an icy party gal brew session in a new episode online now at brewingtv.com. Whether I'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs, I head to the heart of dear Dublin for me homebrewing supplies. You head all the way back to Emerald Isle just for a wee batch of grain or a bit of keg tubing? No, you moronic waste to liver. Dublin, California. I go to HopTech. For 30 years, HopTech in Dublin, California has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract, fresh grains, hops, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first homebrew supply shops on the internet and is proud to offer award winning beer kits, both online and in their store. Mention the BN Army for a 10% discount off your order. The store is open every day except Wednesday or shop online at hoptech.com anytime. Hoptech is run by passionate, award-winning brewers who live, love, and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you. If you don't want to visit Dublin, just call toll-free 800-DRY-HOPS or go to hoptech.com. Visit Hoptech today in Dublin, California and at hoptech.com. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life one beer at a time. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we may have gotten Bevo's microphone fixed even at the break. Yay, the, uh, for us, right? Fun and exciting. Yeah. Now we can hear all the important things. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that sounds real good. <laughs> you sound like Charlie Brown's I guess, dad. Uh, I guess Bevo's uh, call screener booth is covered in ants, as is the mixer. So, so that, what? That's the sound of running uh. audio through an ant carcass. <laughs> it's a new effect by DigiDesign. And, yeah, uh, it's instead of the uh, auto tuner now. Everyone's gonna T Pain is gonna roll up on this thing with the ant tuner. I try it again, Beeve. Let me let's see. I want to hear what the ant tuner sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> sounds yep. like nothing. Perfect. All right, this is gonna go great. Whatever. You know. there, By the way, oh, you know it was. Try it again, Beavis. <laughs> Three years. I'll get this down eventually. All right, sing. It sounds like you have a cold. It's really all it is. Sing, sing one of those. Cough syrup. Sing one of those awful uh, top forty songs you really like. No. Come on, give us. Oh, anything. come on. I have ants. Cr- this sounds terrible. <laughs> That's why. By the way, I kind of, I kind of thought that the, um, you know, every song uses the auto tune <laughs> was an exaggeration. Uh, dude, but dude. in my 
you know, two and a half hours of listening to the, you know, wild 94.9 or whatever the <laughs> hell it was yeah. the other day uh, to subject myself to new music. Right. I realized that nine out of ten new songs, it literally, they are. are auto-tuned. I noticed that uh, when I was in Disneyland last weekend. Are they doing... For whatever, are you walking down downtown Disney, they have the crappy radio station going. Oh. Every song has the auto-tuner. Every single song. Is It's a Small World now run through auto-tune? I wish it was, and they'd have just have a T-Pain doll. Awesome. Into the small world. <laughs> be great. It'll definitely make number one. Yeah. <laughs> Sam has a T Pain app. It's actually really fun. It sounds, ju- it sounds, sounds just t- like you. <laughs> it sounds like your microphone. <laughs> does the T Pain app make everything you say uh, auto tuned? Is that what it does? It makes everything I say gangster. Oh. Is T Pain gangster? Boo. I thought T Pain. Yeah, I think T Pain. Yeah, I think T Pain's a big <laughs> sissy. Actually, I don't think he's very gangster. You know, Bevo. I don't think you need an auto tune uh, app because everything you say, I auto tune it out. So, who's the one with all the gold teeth? Not T Pain, but Little Brother or something. Little Wayne. T-teeth. Little Wayne. That's his ridiculous. name. Little Brother. What kind of racist <laughs> am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's boy. Just little, no, you're identifying with him. <laughs> it's my little brother. I just my little brother. Jews in the room appreciate that you've moved on to a different right. Minority. A different minority. You're welcome, Jeremy. I'll keep it going. I'll go down the list. I do feel so grateful. <laughs> All, right. All right. So Jeremy Cowan and Zach Davis from uh, Schmaltz Brewing Company, the makers of Hebrew beer, are with us today. What's the website, Zach? People can go look up your beers. Schmaltzbrewing.com. All right. And you guys make a ton of different beers, if I'm not mistaken. You're not one of these uh, breweries who's afraid of making different ones. We're not one of these flagship breweries. <laughs> we just We just make... 15 different beers and we sell them all <laughs> you don't have you know that's just what we do we just that's do right. it we do that you don't walk around talking about your core brands oh god yeah we, we actually keep, we have to keep these our going core, our core did. brands is uh three pages long got it it's like shat's announcements <laughs> I, yeah easier to read though i hope i don't picture a lot of work happening over at schmaltz oh, Brewing Company. So sweet. Yeah, right. not by these two anyway very sweet of you guys i that's mean every time i see you jeremy you're just you're hanging out, yeah, exactly. Glad handling, yeah. keeping it real. Check a cash and checks, kissing babies. <laughs> you, the best. You've never worked a day in not your life. One, actually, not one day, not one single day. <laughs> I'm currently not working on a Sunday night for three hours, an right. hour from my bed. Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy comes in. Uh, so how long's the show again? <laughs> three hours. And then he yelled, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> you believe that? Thank oh, you. you can take, he can take the Lord's name in vain. He can do whatever he wants. No, that was the celebration of your Sabbath. No, <laughs> right. from my people. <laughs> from my people to yours. We couldn't have done this on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, no. come on. No, that You're would busy, be... Aren't you? uh, yeah. Of course not. No. I think I have a phone call I was supposed to take before we talk to Jeremy. <laughs> Is it... What's his name? Way to go, Vicodin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened last Not time I called in. Right. <laughs> 15 minutes sitting Matt. on hold. Hey, Matt, what's happening, brother? Hey. Hey, man. What can we do for you? So... I'm the guy that talked to you on, uh, I don't know, like Wednesday or something like that. Hang on, hang about on. My That's my Uncle club. Bill. Before you continue, take another bong load, man. <laughs> yeah. The- oh, dude, I would, but like, you know, I can. I mean, do you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you, yes. are you serious? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, dude. All right. So, yeah. I mean, uh, like, dude, whatever. You have a homebrew club in Arkansas or something. Is that mm-hmm. right? Joplin, Missouri. Missouri, yeah. that's right. almost no, Arkansas. No. Yeah. yeah, very. Two, 
too close, dude. Colorado, th- that's where I'm going. Tasty's from Missouri, I think, aren't you, Tasty? Up by St. Louis. Yeah. I think oh, you have to say Missouri. The normal part. Yeah, I knew he went to St. Louis. Right. That's like on the other side of the state, though. I would have gone to meet him. Like, totally, but, yeah. <laughs> but I forgot about it, man. Where did you pick up totally and <laughs> yeah, man about dude it, I mean, from? Like, I, was, I knew he was coming to the town, so I was like, I got to smoke, you know? Like, the big man's coming to the town. Next thing I know, yeah. I'm 13 episodes into South Park, and I never went to I never got Tasty. to see Tasty. Scott, tell me this is Jeff yeah, that Dowder. Was, that was the reason he smoked. <laughs> We'd have hit it off. So, so what are you doing, promoting the club again, or what's up? No, like, um, basically, I was calling one because I really would like to see Avery Brewing Company on the show, and I said something to you about that when we were talking on Wednesday, and I've told, like, Bevo, like, twice. Right. About how I'd just love to see him. And Viva, why don't you get on that? Like, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, really. It's like, it's, I'll, I'll message him, like, but I feel like you guys probably got more pull than I do. I doubt I, it. I don't You're know. in Missouri, really and you have a homebrew club. That's pretty good. Anything else we can do for you? <laughs> you, you like a $100 check yeah. or something? No, no, I, no. You know, I, I appreciate you guys. Like, I feel like I should be giving you guys money. You know, now you're talking. You oh wait, you got, you said number one. Now what's number two? All right, yeah, what's number two, brother? Oh well, the other thing is like um, because of the brewing network, my brewing has got significantly better. I called in once before. I'm kegging. I'm you know working on building up a system. Yes. I got all these things going on, but also I got this homebrew club started partly because of the brewing network and Jamil. Like, Blomax is part of the group here in Missouri, and we just had, like, three new members just join up, like, out of nowhere. That's crazy. And dude. we had a we had a homebrew club meeting went Thursday. Yeah, one of those days. Yeah. And uh, those days we, uh, you know, we talked, and we, <laughs> I, you know. Nothing we, better we than a bunch of men sitting around talking. <laughs> right. With yeah. beer. Sounds familiar. What, what book was, uh, was the selection for that month? Sounds like every Sunday night of my life. <laughs> I wish I could hear more of what you guys are saying. No, you don't. Uh, uh-huh. Watch the web. Just don't <laughs> watch the web. I really cam. do. All right, Matt. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Congratulations on the homebrew club. And if you don't have a homebrew club, start one. It's really a great way to get to know beer <laughs> other guys. And, and other and dudes. Your neighbors. I'll work yeah. on that Avery thing. It's a great place to meet dudes, right, yeah. Tasty? Yeah, yeah. And send your show ideas to Scott at thebrewnetwork.com. Yeah. Which I, I think I forwarded that to you anyway, didn't I, Scott? You're all over Avery, I'm sure of it. Yeah. See, si, senor. Yeah, they're on the list. Is, uh, Scott, are you upset that the chat room thinks you're half a retard or you just don't have a microphone? Yeah, the latter. <laughs> a little bit of both. Okay, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question yeah. when you don't have a microphone. I just found out actually that Zach and Scott grew up together. Grew up You're together. They're old homies yeah. or something. Yeah, since yeah. We've, we've known each other since we were like five years old. So have you seen each other's wieners? Like, I don't think that, so. Like, you didn't go to gym together? Not that I remember. You didn't least. play Wounded Soldier and Doctor? <laughs> no. <laughs> wounded Soldier? Yeah. Oh, help me, uh, you know, field medic. I have a, a bullet in my wiener. <laughs> oh, I'll take it out for you. Here are the players. That must have been a Livermore That's game. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was. <laughs> where, is, where did you guys grow up? Agora Hills, California. It's like the West San Fernando Valley, just yeah. about uh, 15 minutes south it, of where they make the port. It used to not be the valley, and now it's the valley. I see. Yeah. Well, you guys made it out alive. My brother got drunk at his house for the first time. I How was old was he then? Him. Uh, I think he was probably Six, like nine, probably like twenty-one in one day. We're gonna say <laughs> we're gonna say with the boss sitting Dear right next ABC. to me. Right. We're gonna and we'll give or take maybe a couple of years on that. I had no recollection of this until you brought it up. Well, and I even rec- now I don't know. I, what you're the reason about. I have a recollection is because he was the one that got grounded. 
uh, for coming home from your house and uh, jumping onto his friend's father's lap and calling him Santa Claus, which I thought was also appropriate <laughs> for a holiday show. <laughs> right. Go hey, Cody. Santa Claus. Vodka. Santa. Cody Davis, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> so did your mom call his mom? Oh, Santa mom. Claus? No, I think I don't think so. <laughs> Nobody got in trouble. No, and actually, no. we, we dodged that bullet because uh, I very clearly remember telling my brother to stop drinking right. as we kept passing him the drinks. <laughs> right. Well, also and, Zach's parents are hippies, so they wouldn't have cared anyways. That's true. That's pretty. Cool. Yeah, my dad just put a put a, a new music video up on YouTube, Marijuana Rag. YouTube it, guys. Is that right? Guys. Yeah. That's from your dad. Straight up. I'm gonna look it up right now. Do it. Legal. I don't Legal. believe you. Totally legal. It was yeah. really it's your dad? On, it's on iTunes, too. That's the reason I know that Zach's parents are hippies, is because his dad has played an acoustic guitar for as long as I can remember. <laughs> in, a, in a tie-dye guitar shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marijuana rag. Yep. So this is Mr. Davis. This is Mr. Davis. Ragtime song, or what? Let's see what we got here. Rag like a chick's period? Huh. <laughs> Gross. No? That's dirty. Who puts marijuana and menstruation in the same... <laughs> Zach's dad. Kind of a little, uh, <laughs> little tangy, a little bluegrass. Oh, well, just at this crucial moment, the... Uh, Brewing Network's internet has, has really been coming through for us tonight. I can't yeah. even Twitter during this show because uh, I have to close my computer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. We're very high-tech here at the Brewing Network. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll wait breaks. We'll wait for uh, Mr. Davis's marijuana rag. So, oh wait, it's coming up. So he does. He are all his songs about drugs or no? Just but he really one? likes this one. I think he wants. Just to, the good I ones. think we're trying this to get it on weeds. Yeah. Oh, he's got his tie dye shirt on. This, this is like right up your alley, down the street one day, Oh yeah. I was accosted by a funny looking man. He had a bag of green stuff in his hand, and I was pretty young, and I didn't understand. This is your Hanukkah present, Dad. Well, he took me by the arm and he led me to a hill. I love it still. Wow. Sing it, everybody. Yeah. And then I met another fella who finally put me to the test. My friends in the dorms love this song. It was all American. He wore a wingtip on one foot, a Ouija on the other. He wore a suit. He was a cop, and he put me under arrest. Quite a storyteller, your dad. Well, they put me in the cell with the addicts. He has a gift where I get it from. He has a gift for pacing. He has a gift for pace. I'm waiting for the hook. It's right now. Don't worry. Camera check. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, iMovie. Wow. I dream about rape. I'm going insane. This is that's my living room, by the way. Him too. Gonna love you till I die. Wow. Right. Well, he's a real talent, your dad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he'd fit right in here. <laughs> Seriously, can he be our new uh, songwriting person? Sure, I'm sure Schumann's he would love to. Do it. BN needs a new jingle, right? All right, so go to YouTube and search "marijuana rag." I want to see the views on this video skyrocket for for from, Zach here from two to. <laughs> Yeah, to 12. I think, it, I think it went up three days ago. So It did. <laughs> Does he have lots of videos up? Or is, is no, I think that's the first. He, like, uh, he has about five songs that went up on iTunes last week, mm. and then f- mm. which was followed by the YouTube video and a 
Facebook campaign, oh, which included oh. status updates and copious <laughs> emails. Right. Yeah. Is the, uh, is he a, a is this his trade or a hobby? <laughs> Uh, it was it was his trade until he had a family, and then he got a job. Right, and then now that Poor all the bastard. kids are out of the house, he's kind of uh, re uh, re exploring. So he blamed you for twenty years, <laughs> right, know, man? He was so he grew up. We grew up with a lot of music in the house. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. So if pot makes you dream about rape, would this meth make him dream about brownies decapitation or, or something? Yeah. Oh, I was going the the other one. Oh, love. unicorns and. So how does Schmaltz Brewing Company get <laughs> started? <You're> the best. <laughs> this is by good... far the best intros we've ever yeah. had for Schmaltz Brewing. Perfect. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did we say Schmaltz? Um, I'm from Avery Brewing Company, and uh, you guys have been we're contacting so us for to be a while. here. We're so grateful, Adam. You're a wonderful brewery in Colorado. Stop harassing us, guy from Indiana. So I here's here's what I I think. I picture you sitting around one day with your buddies. All right. You're a craft beer fan. What are they yeah. wearing? And, uh, and, and you go, and you think of this funny play on words, Hebrew. Yeah. And then you design a whole company around this one funny play on words. That's how I picture what? Schmaltz Brewing Company. That sounds company. absurd. You read the book. What page is that in the book? That's like page one. Is that it? Page two. I think it might be page two. The page one is about fake IDs in Menlo Park in, I see. in the 80s. But uh, page two is about standing around with a bunch of guys with a punchline thinking it was funny and then building it but doing nothing about it actually but doing nothing about it for uh, a decade until i was uh talking about it with my girlfriend's dad at the time and uh, he thought wow you know jewish beer that'd be kind of funny nobody else is doing it and if it tasted really good and it was tons of great shtick maybe other people would get a kick out of it and so uh yeah, it's, you know, you're spot on, man. It's uh it is it's exactly what it sounds like it should be. Um I definitely every still to this day people say, "So is this your full-time job?" Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, 2 million in sales, 30 states, 14 years in, seven staff members and uh, 100,000 case equivalents and it's it's just a whim, it's a hobby, it's a you just thing, do it yeah. on the side. <laughs> I so, still uh, I hate that question. By the way, I still get that. So that's your full time job. <laughs> and could you be more insulting? <laughs> right. well, you know, let's be honest. Look at their job and look at your job. Well, and I get it, but uh, I'm just saying it's you, it's though? not very subtle. <laughs> no, to, it's not. Uh, it's very uh, hand handed. You know. But you, so you've, you've done very well. How long ago did the company start? Uh, Fourteen years ago. So yeah, no, I did absolutely terribly for about eight and a half, nine years. Um, we didn't make a profit anywhere near a profit for years and years uh broke even in about our eighth or ninth year so i love when people you know say oh i started this new business we're really expecting some profits in the second or third year and i'm like it's funny because i put in our in the book i put the original press release that i did about three months after i started and in that press release it says we're expecting our first profit i think i used we because it was me by myself my girlfriend <laughs> in the background going i don't want to have anything to do with it so uh yeah i was expecting my first profit in two months after after <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, eight years in, I just had absolutely lost all of my friends and family's money and uh, all of my own money wow. and uh, completely, completely messed that up. So uh, thankfully, in the, let's see, in, in about my seventh and eighth year when I switched the production to the East Coast from the West Coast, um, 
I wrote a check to myself for my credit cards at the time for 50 grand, which I think is hilarious that I literally I had not had a salaried job in seven years at that point. Right. And uh, I even include my pathetic Social Security earnings report in the in the book. And it's shocking to me to think how much credit I got. Um, and that's how you survived. That's the only. Yeah, that's how it went. So that's I we brewed um, after the company went bust and I took off for a little while. We just kind of kept it limping along. And uh um, which was an interesting kind of dynamic about the beer business is, is even if you get to a certain point, it doesn't disappear overnight, definitely doesn't succeed overnight either. So it took me about, really it took me about 10 years to get to the point where it was starting to grow. And so that gave me an opportunity to do stuff like hire Zach and to hire Leah and to work with um, Matt full time, my art director. And so it, it was a long haul. How much money, if you don't mind me asking, did you start the company with in year one? Sure. What was your nest egg? Well, the, the very first um, year, I, I literally, like you said, it was basically an experiment. It, we could say it was a joke, um, but I was serious about making the country's first and only and sincere and authentic and delicious and proud, <laughs> non-ham filled and not anti-Semitic uh, celebration beer. And so um, I was really serious about that part of it for myself and so i went to a little tiny brew on premise place uh in mountain view right off rangsdorf which is fun for me to think back on the first time i went in there i had done all this research about craft breweries in northern california and all of them i was like so do you think you could make me you know like 25 cases of beer and i could run around and try to sell it and everybody (laughs) went like what no i mean even you know even north coast anderson valley lost coast were pretty small still then but uh everybody said no 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 so i went to this little spot in a strip mall in Cupertino next to the Petco. It's like wedged in between the Petco and the In-N-Out Burger. Okay. And uh, they made me 100 cases of, for, of uh, Genesis Ale for Hanukkah of 1996. And so you, you weren't a home brewer at the time. I you had never brewed beer. I was a whole beer. lot of nothing. Okay. I mean, I, had worked at a brew, I worked at the first brew pub in Louisiana and <laughs> New Orleans when I lived there. And after school, I worked in the French Quarter. Um, and, I mean, you know, we were all surrounded by Sierra Nevada and Anchor Steam, but... I didn't honestly that's funny because I look back on the first conversations I had with Simon who was the brewer there and I definitely didn't know the difference between hops and malts. I didn't know <laughs> the difference between anything in the real business world. Like okay. I was an English major, my folks were my mom was an administrator at the med school at Stanford, my dad was a high school special ed teacher. It wasn't like I had this great history of business and brewing. Um, so it's been really cool for me uh, that really I didn't start a beer company in the beginning. I used to say it all the time to my friends and, and my girlfriend. I'm not starting a beer company. I'm not starting a beverage company. I'm not even starting a company. I'm starting a Jewish community organization okay. and uh, an arts project. And I just thought it would be fun and see what it, see how it went. So I started with two grand. It bought me about 100 cases of 22-ounce uh, bottles, which I brought a little crew of friends down, hand-bottled, hand-labeled. Um, and uh, then I drove it around. I borrowed my grandmother's car because I didn't have a car when I was living in San Francisco. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, we hand-squeezed pomegranate juice on the floor of my apartment on the corner of uh, Cesar Chavez in Valencia. Got a bunch of friends to come over. We did a few taste tests here and there. Um, nailed the final style, which uh, only only a couple of the cases spoiled in the bottles from some of that hand packaging. What was this, this style, this first Hebrew well, beer? Yeah, so... Um, since I didn't really, I realized when Simon said, so what do you want the beer to taste like? And I was like, oh, man, yeah, I want it. Uh, yeah, well, um, well, I'm not sure. I want. I know what the, in my head, the experience to be like. And so that was one of the funniest things for me to, re- to think back on. I didn't know hoppy, malty, you know. I knew 
what the experience that I wanted people to have. And my translation in my own head to Simon was I want it to taste like the richest, perfect, well-prepared, absolutely delicious turkey Reuben. Oh, just that. <laughs> and just it fills your mouth with this incredible burst of flavors, and it's co- comfort food, but it's also inspirational, and it's representing everything from the past to the future and all tied up in this one moment of drinking that beer. And his response? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He's Smoke like, another one, Jerry. He's like, what's a turkey, Reuben? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is a guy. I mean, he's. we laugh about it to this day. Uh, he went on to be an incredibly uh, successful um, brewer with Pyramid here in Berkeley. He was the head brewer for Pyramid. And it was really funny because he looked at me and just full-on deadpanned, like, so hops or malts or... All right, I'll tell you what. And he just said, go get me a bunch of beers and we'll try them together. Okay. And uh, so I remember sitting outside at the, you know, it's like uh, one of those kind of benches with a built-in, um, a built-in umbrella holder and a circle bench. And we just display like 30, 40 beers. And at that time, in the, in the late 90s, was like the mad dash to the middle of Amber Ales. It was, you know, there yeah. were, yeah, it, everybody called it slightly something different. It was a red ale or it was uh, an amber or a pale, but everybody was kind of using sure. similar d- directions. Everybody's so, gateway beer. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I just brought a little bit of everything I could get my hands on. And uh, he created, um, I figured, you know, in my mind, I was being really clever. And to this day, I've, I've, uh, succeeded or failed depending on your perspective but i thought why would you do something exactly like everybody else so everybody loves sierra everybody loves anchor um everybody loves boont amber yeah. why don't we make something that's neither an amber nor a pale we'll do something in between it'll be so clever it's a hybrid right sure one of a kind um and add pomegranate juice so it'll be this really cool interesting addition and it and it ties into the torah and jewish text so uh, he made me this kind of hybrid, which we didn't know what to call. So to this day, Genesis Ale on the label says a light brown ale. <laughs> and uh, so it didn't exactly Very catch descriptive. on. Very Didn't catch on. Yeah. The, I mean, Genesis is our biggest seller, and I, I I love it, and it's a great – now it's basically just a session ale. But at the time, um, he was – I remember him standing on the ladder next to, uh, <clears throat> next to the kettle, and I said, well, so what are we going to call this thing? And somehow we came up with light brown ale. And there's never been a BJCP category for, for it. It's never been at Craft Brewers Conference. We should never work on been that. at GABF. Yeah, one of a kind. <laughs> Let's get so. back to your roots. Yeah. But it really uh, is a light brown ale. I mean, when, <laughs> now when, it is. you know, when, when people drink it, <laughs> yeah. they're like, you go, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of in between a pale and an amber. It's going to be a little roastier than a pale. It's nice and light on the hops. And. They're like, oh, yeah, no, this is like totally light brown. (laughs) And they know exactly. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to sell it onto the shelf as a light like, oh, let's put this in the light brown section. Right. But how how did you sell the beer? Did you just show up? Yeah, dude. I mean, I literally I I was an English major and I worked at arts organizations. And the one company I worked at before this was uh, they made audio tours for museums. And so I had had a tiny little bit of product creation experience. Um, but, uh, when I was in new Orleans, I had started a literary magazine and went, let's sold it on the street. So I just walked around the French quarter and went to cafes and was like, Hey, you want to buy a literary rag? Okay. And, um, so that's basically what I did when I started the beer company too. I went to four accounts. I walked into the front door. Um, Tim, the owner of Brewmakers and Simon actually were really helpful. I mean, they said, look, there's a guy who's the beer buyer at a store. And I was like, Oh, cool. So where is he? And they go, yeah, yeah. 
the beer section. So <laughs> right. they said, uh, all right, cool. And so I were operated under their license for the first nine months and self-distributed. And literally, I just walked in the front door and went to the beer section and looked for a dude and said, hey, do you buy the beer? And um, so I got uh, two accounts on the peninsula, one in the city, maybe one in Berkeley. And uh, the first day... Um, I went down to the brewery, loaded up my grandmother's car with about 20 cases. My mom took 10 cases to Molly Stones in Palo Alto, and my buddy took 10 cases to a couple of accounts. And we just spread out and dropped them off. And Got it. as I was, uh, I was so inexperienced. First of all, I didn't know the difference between a wholesaler and a retailer. Okay. Like you'd think, you know, son of a Jewish schmata salesman who my great-grandparents owned a rag company in, in uh, New York City. Um, but that was, you know, 75 years ago. And well, you might also think you would have researched a little bit. Yeah, no, I had a full-time job at the time. <laughs> I, I had see. no yeah. interest in research. I was like, oh, this sounds funny. I love shtick. Let's right. make it. Let's do it. And so uh, when I was getting ready to deliver the beer, I was thinking, oh, so how's Whole Foods going to pay for it? Like, they should I go by the register or something? Or, <laughs> do I have to give an invoice? Uh, yeah. Invoice. Yeah. So good. Invoice. Tasty. That was a Thank good idea. You. So somebody told me. I literally, I don't remember, but somebody told me you have to give them an invoice. And I didn't know what an invoice was. So uh, <laughs> you went back to your car and wrote on a napkin. Yeah, well, that you should have gotten from your heritage. Just really. said <laughs> invoice. There's no Google either. You weren't paying any attention at all. Yeah, invoice so, equals $25. Uh, yes. Well, twenty six ninety five. Nineteen ninety six dollars <laughs> So uh So, yeah, it just was a complete... You know, madcap experiment, and and you know, people do it today. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity in the craft beer uh, business to be able to sell. Thank, thankfully, you can still self distribute. Right, um, there are enough independent retailers that can allow you to do that. Whole Foods would be tough to do that today. But at that but quantity, even even if you sell every bottle at that every point, bottle. you're not making a dime. That's not enough beer to make money, is it? No. Okay. No, there's not. There's almost no way to make money when you're selling. You know. Even 5,000 cases. cases. Oh, I see. So uh, unless you're charging an enormous amount and it takes you six or nine months to make it and you've invested in barrels and alternative yeast strains and you know exactly what you're doing. Now, (laughs) you could actually make a living at 5,000 cases. Then, you know, I made... Uh, including driving the stuff around and schlepping it over and over and all the tolls and the gas. I mean, I was making, I think, uh, about 10 bucks a case total. So when I went into distribution... Um, into my wholesalers in Northern California. About nine months later, I switched all the production from brewmakers as they got seized by the uh, uh, Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office. Uh, Oops. Yeah, Tim went underground and ran away, and all the bounce (laughs) checks uh, had a few few angry folks showing up at the back door. So, uh, um, But, you know, he had good intentions, as did everybody, and the... uh, um, I had a chance to switch to Anderson Valley, and then I started doing a little more research, and I understood what the difference between a wholesaler and a retailer was. So and, you never uh, wanted to to have a brewery and, and a big fancy no. system. You just wanted to make and sell this concept, yeah. this beer. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning, I just wanted to make the country's first and only Jewish celebration beer. Okay. And uh, I had come back from a five-month stay in Israel and Jerusalem and Sfat in northern, northern Israel, and I was just really passionate about getting more involved in the community. So I did everything from arts organizations in town, the museums, the f- film festivals and comedy shows and volunteering for stuff like that. So this originally was, I just figured I will make a beer that sells it like Jewish delis and Whole Foods and that's it. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, as it evolved, all of a sudden I found myself and I would fight this all the time. I thought, well, man, I'm going to be totally different. I'm not going to do it like everybody else. I'm not going to go into their distribution networks. I'm not going to go into their retail channels. We're going to do this totally differently. And then you realize 
the beer business of all places is basically exactly the same channel and you are stuck and there's no way to get out of it unless um luckily in the last few years there's a lot of room to be incredibly creative and there's enough margin to really pull off something special and some extra distributors that aren't just uh, anheuser-busch and things right. like that right so. yeah i mean and it's funny because then there were a lot of independent distributors the oh. ones that i had were pretty small but there were even smaller ones and so many of those people have disappeared so it's an interesting time for craft beer that you know if you guys have any interest or your listeners um we can talk about that too later but uh, what's going on in the distribution side is going to completely uh, be incredibly important to what happens with all of our favorite beers from around the country. Okay. We should get into that. Yeah. So let me ask you that. You, you spend eight years uh, w- without making a dime. You're, yeah. you're charging up your credit cards. Do you have another job this whole time as well? Uh, in about two years into it, I had had all this wonderful success in terms of PR. Okay. Like, there were times where I was thinking, if I had only started a PR company, I'd be a freaking making <laughs> right. it rolling in it so stick was yeah, working stick was working man and all the journalists i mean they're sitting around writing about health care and the economy and the beginning of the web and then you come across like genesis sale don't pass out pass over schmaltz brewing company and they're like boom i could put in my punchline and we got enormous coverage for uh, those those early days but you know, one twenty-two ounce bottle on the shelf at Whole Foods just doesn't earn a living. Okay, and so um, that just took a long time. I raised money from all my friends and family in the very beginning. I got about thirteen people, and uh, to this day, I'm sure Ken at Anderson Valley who uh, it thinks that I stole thirty-five grand from him. Oh, um, really? So, but you know what? It was uh, it was a it was a beautiful time. It was a naive time. It's got to be the first time in history yeah. anyone has suspected a Jew of swindling them out of money. Look, you're, dude, you're on our team. <laughs> yeah, God, I said it was the first the time. Least. He's yours, this Jeremy. Is love. It's <laughs> Moscow. Yeah. Is he really ours? Um, yes, I am. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I raised money from friends and family. I raised a hundred. So this is for your homebrewer folks and your small mm-hmm. small craft beer people to get into the ba- into the very specifics. I raised. $135,000. Um, I had already invested about eighteen grand of my own money just to get inventory labels, some packaging, keep the thing rolling, um, and spent $135,000 in maybe 18 months on the lawyer who put together the deal and the trademark that I had to buy out and some a uh, couple of administrative things, the artwork, and uh, some more inventory. And next thing you knew, I was like, oh, shit, I'm totally out of money. Right. How, how did that happen? Yeah. Um, and I was kind of, I mean, I was I was scared. I was terrified. I was taking, you know, checks for whether it was $4,000 or $10,000 from my closest friends and my mom's friends. Um, and it's you don't really want to screw, you, you want them to have that money back the whole right. time. You have these yes. intentions to, to make everybody money, not... Exactly. Not and myself. Them. Right. Of course. <laughs> so that first year, I never took a salary out of the company until about nine years in. Um, which tonight we've got some jubilation beers, and I have the very first, the the basically one of the last six bottles of the very first beer that was our first quote extreme beer. Okay, um, that changed the direction of Schmaltz Brewing significantly, and and that's the beginning of where this beer company started to work. And so we get, I get a lot of emails and and questions about how to get a beer company off the ground, and I'm constantly preaching that unless you have a lot of money and an intention to make the absolute best, you know, wheat beer or pale ale, and you're going to force the world to take it. Yeah. You better start out with something exotic and unusual and interesting. But and it, sa- so, it also sounds like, though, at, at about eight years, 
you were going to throw in the towel. You, you were done. I actually, earlier than that, I had oh. already thrown in the towel. So after about four or five, it was clear that um, I had had two, a second beer that got into distribution, and it just wasn't working. I mean, I even got into Safeway. I got into BevMo. Um, so Genesis and Messiah were on the shelves at hundreds and hundreds of accounts in Northern California, Southern California, Chicago, and New York City. But still, realistically, you know, you sell a case every month or two, and you're on, you know, 200, 300 accounts, you're making five bucks a case. That's not paying the rent. It's right. not paying. For, so I had, so, so for that one year, I had paid myself back a little bit of that initial investment for myself, and I lived on that. And uh, I bartended and catered on the side and worked for catering companies and did a lot of side jobs while doing every beer festival in Northern California I could go to and every Jewish community event and doing sales and marketing and what I thought was running the company. So everyone, I have to admit to you that as I'm listening to this story, although uh, we have a much shorter lifespan here at the BN, uh, it, it really is a parallel. Yeah. Uh, for one, it sounds to me like everybody loved the product and loved the idea. Everyone's talking about it, raving about it, telling you how Can't great get it enough is. Of it. But nobody's genius. But you're not making a dime. Yeah. Nobody's you have tiger by the tail, million dollar idea. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I wrote, I wrote about, and it's totally bittersweet. Is that um, that really was what it was like? And I'd go to beer festivals, and the only way I paid my rent was selling T-shirts because people thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then you know we actually started winning awards, and when I was brewing with the anderson valley it's amazing beer i mean that was it was just this perfect moment where they the year before had won um one of the top 10 breweries in the world award and it was anderson valley and north coast from the u.s the only two breweries okay. they were our yeah. guests last week anderson nice. valley yeah. right oh was coincidentally Fowler? yes Fowler. Fowler. kick ass so yeah, yeah. foul came on a little bit later um when i started with them they were just transitioning from the 10 barrel system underneath the pub um, in Boonville to the 30 barrel down the street that Ken had built. And uh, Lauren, his son, was the general manager. It was about two years before Fal started. And uh, it's good. Fal and I could have come on and had some funny stories. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. Uh, he says what, hi, by the way. Sweet. <laughs> hi, Fal. Welcome yeah. back. Um, so it, it really was a weird time where I got all this great feedback and we had a great quality product, except I either just couldn't turn the crank enough i couldn't just force myself to sell it we did no draft beer which was always awkward yeah um and it just meant that it never quite was the right product in the right moment see we hit the same uh, with us it, it was about three and a half years in and 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 the same thing was happening we had tons of listeners tons of new listeners everybody's talking about the show everyone's excited oh, it's so great that you guys are doing this but i'm flat fucking broke there's no sponsors signing up there's no uh donations coming in there's no shirts being sold right and we had, i'm just we hadn't racking seen a up ch- the we hadn't seen the check in weeks <laughs> yeah, in weeks <laughs> and you know and and i mean it, you know the credit cards getting higher right. and higher yeah and i wish chad was here too because chad's my roommate he was producing yeah. the show for me at the time yep. he was getting higher and, and higher and he's getting <laughs> and i you know i basically you know he could see it in me and and we sit him down we're about to go to the great american beer festival again for like the third time yeah and i say to him this is it if we're going to this we're going to this festival and if no if we don't come home with any sponsors right um we're done yeah. it's been a fun ride right and i can't afford it and and we're you know and it just kind of something came together that's great and, and, and even yeah. at the festival we have all of these listeners coming up and people can't imagine if if everybody's listening to the show how is it that you're not, you're not making money right. right and it sounds you know that's why I'm, I'm listening to this beer story where everyone's loving the concept yeah but no there's no revenue right and so it, 
thank thank God it turned around right (laughs) after that festival. Right. And that is uh, the other thing is that people see an article in the paper and think it's everywhere. And and you used to get that a lot. And I don't know. Maybe that's just an American thing where everybody says, well, if I saw it in the newspaper, you must be a millionaire. Because I used to get that all the time. (laughs) You must be God. You must be killing it over there. I've seen the shirts. Yeah. I I read about you once. So you must be a millionaire. You're like, I have literally. Yeah. (laughs) Give me five dollars for this shirt. Fine. Two for two for eight. (laughs) Yeah. So um, (laughs) trying to make rent here, buddy. It's uh, it's anything you could do. It really is. um, It's funny because also I did start the company at exactly the wrong moment. I mean, it was uh, a great time in the Jewish community when I started. There was a lot of positive uh, momentum, um, but it was a terrible time for craft beer. It was right as everybody was tanking. I mean, all the big breweries had maxed out and were starting to decline. So well, that's because everyone made those shitty amber ales. Yeah, well, and it was it was one of those moments where you realized if there's no point of differentiation, nobody's going to care. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody had over over spread out geographically and had failed to uh, realize that marketing and street sales was going to be as important as as it has proven to be. And the people that survived that era and committed and spent the money, um, their amber ales made it. And the people who didn't ever do anything different and didn't evolve um, and didn't make better and better beer, they have all gone. I mean, there's a lot of them that are gone at this point. If you're going to pick a niche to go after, though, Jews are a good, all, all joking aside, good one to go after because there's no shortage of your your parents' friends that are willing to cut you a check for five grand to invest. There's a lot of money it's in it. It's a tight community. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So people willing to help. So Moscow's going to come be our salesman next year. <laughs> so here's what happens, Scott, is that yeah. you go, there's no shortage of Jewish community organizations who also don't have, though the Jewish community is pretty well off, um, nonprofit you know, social organizations are not, and they all want everything for free. Yeah, so yeah. I get this email literally every day. We feel that it would be an uh, amazing opportunity for you to feature your <laughs> products for our community at our preschool Purim carnival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to remember, like, so, and I wrote this in the book too. The, so it's two percent of the community if the population is Jewish. Craft beer is only four to five percent of all craft of all beer. So if you take you know half the Jews that are too old or too young to drink beer, and the other half that don't aren't that interested, and then there's a bunch of craft people in the middle, it's like zero percent of anybody. <laughs> all right. So uh, again, if, the research if, really helped yeah, you out of exactly. that. And if you don't mind me chiming in for a minute, like the other thing is that the the Jewish community itself, while being supportive of the company and of the brand as a kind of like a Jewish community organization, a representative of the community, beer, and I'm sure we'll get to it, but it's beer is pretty much kosher no matter what. Okay. So you go to any kosher market, and they've got Heineken and High Life up on the shelf, and it's not about... Fi- it, the community is not looking to spend $3 more per six-pack on a beer with a dancing rabbi on the label, you right, know? Right. So it's like... But he looks fun, though. He looks happy. He, he oh, looks he very fun. happy. Yeah. But, you, you know, they're... You can't so get juice to us. spend $3 more for the V8. <laughs> right. You know, the, the kosher V8. Car joke. So, <laughs> hilarious. So for us, you know, it's like the the market is the craft beer market, and we try to really stay involved in the Jewish community as much as possible. And we spend a ton of time marketing to that community and trying to gain the support of that community. But I mean, as a as a business model, it's selling selling a bar mitzvah beer to uh, Jewish families, yeah, they're they're like, well, I'm throwing a twenty thousand dollar bar mitzvah. 
I'll save two thousand dollars by going with Miller High Life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and also though, it's it's been really interesting that the way that um, we'll we'll bust out that jubilation in a second because I think that's the way that we can get into this is that uh, <clears throat> it wasn't until I started looking at the company as a beer company that we started that I started being profitable. Okay, but. Through all of that, the only way that I started being profitable was by digging deeper into the Jewish shtick and and tying into more and more Jewish identity. So unlike, it's not that I've abandoned the Jewish consumer, it's that I've dug deeper into what it means to be a Jewish celebration beer, and that's been my angle on the craft beer market. So you even so, went further into your idea anyway. You went yeah, back man. to your I roots. mean, it was called Genesis of Messiah in the beginning, and now we've got you know Rejuvenator and Jubilation, and we're brewing with sacred fruits listed in the Torah and stealing from Christian monastic sacred brewing traditions. And I mean, you <laughs> right. know, the more... The it's di- more the, yeah, it's, no, it's tasty. The deeper you go in, the more successful we've been. And brewing with rye and this Lenny Bruce tribute beer that we're passing around... Um, you know, everybody used to say to me, oh, my God, your beer's so good. Why don't you just make it more generic? And then maybe more people will like it. And that's an interesting tension that um, so many people talk to me about when they're thinking about starting their company. And I think it's really important for your listeners mm-hmm. that um, a guy called me, for instance, who wanted to talk about a Cajun American beer. And uh, he's from South Louisiana. And I said, wow. man, that would be awesome. I think you should totally dig as deep as possible into the ingredients and the, the landscape. And the uh, and don't ma- and he was like, yeah, so I want to make like a, you know, a, a lager, a light lager. And I'm like, what? that's called Budweiser. Like, it exists. The Cajun American experience is Bud Light. It's fine. Right. But in craft beer right now. Um, and it's been so important, and I think homebrewers need to see it, and small beer companies need to see it. Our wholesalers don't want more beer unless it's unusual and high margin. The retailers can't fit it on the shelf right now. No consumer is desperate for another uh, bland beer with a funny label on it. Like I got so much uh, flack for so long and so much disbelief when it was just an amber beer with a funny label. But now, when we make you know a fourteen percent beer with fourteen malts and fourteen hops, and it's um, digging deeper into Jewish tradition, but really the beer itself, if you pour it in a glass, can stand with the best craft beers in the country. I think right. that's when we get both. That's when we get the Jewish consumers who are there anyway for Genesis and Messiah, and we're just constantly doing community events, and that's still really important to me. But it's also where I can walk into any craft beer bar in the country. Um, we just did this 88 chosen bars of Hanukkah, which uh, two years ago never would have been possible. Right. But it's only because we're making really ambitious beer on its own merit. And then all of a sudden, so so's a lot of people, but there's not a lot of people making really ambitious Hanukkah beer. Right. So, uh, See, I'm very much the consumer that you're talking about. Yeah. To, I'll, I'll admit to you, I love shtick. I think it's. <laughs> I think that your whole concept is hilarious. But I would have walked by your beer and go, wow, that's a really great shtick. Right. And then I would have grabbed the nice IPA from the company next to it on the shelf. R- if you're not making these amazing beers, for and, and most of our listeners are this way too, yeah. that don't stand up, then you really are missing the craft beer point, right? You're just then making a joke yeah so shtick is yiddish isn't it it's appropriate that's right <laughs> yeah and I, so i'm I, I guess i'm saying and and let's take a quick break because i, I want to find out what turned things around yeah. and, and for me it sounds like well you just started making great beer that that became interesting beyond the shtick right and that was the that was the goal i i just remember this very clearly i was 
um, traveling the country. I did a beer tour when we put out Genesis and Messiah and Six Packs and uh, moved all the production to the East Coast. I gave up my apartment in San Francisco, charged that 50 grand to my credit cards, and I thought I better get out there and sell some freaking beer right now. And so I drove across the country after I had had some new distributors with those Six Packs, and I did a beer tour called 40 Days and 40 Nights, the Wandering Hebrew Beer Tour of America. Right? So I visited 18 wholesalers. I went to markets door-to-door every single day, and I did that actually. It ended up for about four and a half years. And I was on the road selling beer every single day. And as I got that base with Genesis and Messiah six-packs, um, the next step was to say, well, let's feed something into those people that now trust me. They know I'm going to be around. They know we're making quality beer. Um, but let's feed products into that that are actually starting to stand out a little bit more. And the more unusual we have made our standout products, the more successful we've become. And then that brings people back to Messiah Bold, or that brings people back to Genesis Ale when they know that their brother's not going to drink a 10% double IPA, but he does like you know a pretty decent balanced pale ale right um then we can check that out and it gives us this incredible breadth of experience that we can uh tap into jewish tradition and into these incredible beer changes that have happened in such a short period of time all right we'll find out more about the beer when we come back i want to mention uh as we get into it uh, after the break here you know at, at gabf this year uh, some of the absolute uh, best beer that I had was at Falling Rock downstairs when you oh, held cool. uh, your event and you were pouring <laughs> all of these aged beers, beers yeah. that you had hung on to. And I, I think I went down there and you gave me about six different ones, yeah. little taste, <laughs> yeah. all so different yep. and aged really well and and really unique beers. They were uh, um, uh, genuinely some of the best Good. beers I had all week long. Right so on. I think you really got into something about making fantastic beer you know, to go along with your shtick. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that was the whole point. In the beginning, I used to say delicious beer and delicious shtick, and now I really feel like we're hitting it. I mean, it's taken a long time, and we still get lots of flack, and people still think it's a joke, but once they taste it, and once they see the ratings, and once they enjoy it in the right lo- in the right moment, um, we've gotten a lot of, of absolutely fun respect out of uh, these exciting new beers. It's safe to say you do know the difference between malt hops now. <laughs> Thankfully, I, I just, which one's the wholesaler, though, and which one's the retailer? Yeah. What about these invoices? Invoice. <laughs> Invoice. <laughs> All right, it's the session. We've got Schmaltz Brewing Company, Jeremy and Zach, hanging out with us. We'll be right back with more on the beer, and we'll find out about Jeremy's new book. It's the session. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. 
Cheers. <laughs> and now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the Time Brewers. When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 1842 in the province of Bohemia. Yo, this era jerky. All the beers is murky. What ho, friends? A male alewife. I don't know what I'm doing, so I got this dark malt, yeah? More stinky dark beer, yeah. No, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Aye, a package from the future, from Northern Brewer. Use the Pilsner malt, my good man. And the sots hop, sucker. They ain't noble like Queen Victoria, but you can use Sterling from Portland to Astoria. Let your war caramelize and let Melanodins harmonize in a long boil. Keep your starter undercover with aluminum foil. Boo. And use it thou some bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and get your nasty ass bog myrtle back to the dark ages, brother Abelard. Hey, this golden lager with the happy hops pretty damn good. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we dead. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. The editors of Draft Magazine want you to know their holiday issue has hit newsstands and they have a two-for-one deal this season just for you. The holiday issue of Draft is 100 pages of beery cheer sure to brighten any beer lover's yuletide. Don't miss some Brewing Network favorites among the top 25 beers of the year, along with a few brews you may not have gotten your hands on this year. And for everyone worthy on your list, Draft brings you their Beer Gift Guide with the 18 best beers to give someone you really care about, all in the 2010 holiday issue of Draft. And this season, when you give a subscription to Draft, you'll get one for free. Just use promo code HOLIDAY when you place your order. Coming up in the next issue, what do Bricks Keller, The Blind Tiger, and Falling Rock have in common? Don't miss the top 100 bars across the country in the next issue of Draft. The top 25 beers of the year, the top 100 bars in America, and a two-for-one deal that can't be beat. Visit DraftMag.com now and experience life on tap with America's favorite beer magazine. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Well, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. 
like beer? Radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking around with us. Talking to Schmaltz Brewing Company on the program today. We've got Jeremy and Zach hanging out. What's and, up? Uh, great to have you guys in studio. We've been doing a lot of phone interviews lately, and we always enjoy people coming in and hanging out a lot more. So glad you made it out here. Jeremy, you spend half your time on the East Coast or something, right? Yeah, I I, uh, I started the company in San Francisco in my apartment in the Mission, and um when we were brewing out here, I was based here all the time. I grew up in Northern California, Menlo Park. But uh, once we moved the production to the East Coast, um, just gave me an opportunity to go out there and spend a little more time in New York. We brew the beer in upstate New York in Saratoga Springs. And what uh, brewery is that at? Give me answer. It's uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, it's with Mendocino Brewing Company, the people that make uh, Red Tail Ale, okay. icons of the whole the whole kit and caboodle, nineteen eighty four Hopland Brewing Company, but. Now they own a brewery in upstate New York in addition to their brewery in Ukiah. Okay. And so we brew exclusively with, old, it's called Old Saratoga Brewing Company in upstate New York in Saratoga Springs. Got it. About three and a half hours north of New York City, about half an hour north of Albany. And uh, it's just been, um, you know, it's funny because when I started, like we talked about, it was, we had two beers and... Uh, and you know, I love both of them. Um, it's it's somewhat unfair because on the one hand, we kind of badmouth core brand breweries, and on the other hand, that's who has made this entire industry possible. Yeah. Um, on the on the fourth hand, if there's so many of those, the thing <laughs> is that we love really unique beers, and um, so that's been fun. I've been working with Paul Macerlane; he's the head brewer at Old Saratoga. And starting with my eighth anniversary, we created a recipe for jubilation, um, which is our winter anniversary seasonal. Uh, and it's um, brewed with eight malts, eight hops, and it's 8%. So actually, wow. you know what? I wanted to bust that out. Yeah, let's do that. What I find that's interesting about what you say, that even though the you know the core brand breweries are, are really kind of what made it happen, yeah. the top-selling uh, beer now on the market are always seasonals. Uh, starting about two years ago, right. I, the as IPA got beat go. up, yep. uh, and, and now it's seasonal. And that, to right. me, is just a testament of what you're talking about. That's the unique beer. Yeah. Good. And, I yeah. mean, it's interesting because... Board the, the, unfortunately, the numbers for craft beer make make no sense. I mean, if you no. if you look at the the you know we're four to five percent for by volume and seven to eight percent by dollars, but you know that's including Sam Adams, Sierra, New Belgium. So and then if you go ten deep, the top ten are some giant percentage of the whole craft beer movement. I see. So what's really cool is that all of these other you know at this point I think it's fifteen hundred and seventy five um, breweries and brew pubs in this country. And uh, small ones, including Sam Adams and Yingling on down. But uh, if you go that deep, it's like 1,566 of them are representing some tiny slice. But they're everywhere, and they're growing. And that's where the excitement is, and that's where the innovation is. Okay. That's where the neighborhood excitement. I mean, man, eight, ten years ago when I would travel around, you'd go to a brew pub, and unless you were in one of the real brewing centers... You know, you walked in, there was the pale ale, there was the amber ale, there was the wheat beer, there was the pale lager, and now you walk in and you're like, 
that's a what? It's like an, a triple, you know, triple hopped. It's a, tri- <laughs> a triple hopped light lager. It's amazing. It's so drinkability. It's better than the frost brewed one. But yeah. I can't believe they cold filtered it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, they're doing stuff at these brew pubs around the country that are just completely innovative, incredibly exciting, and, and very, very professional and delicious. And that's what's really exciting. So that now the cop whose brother works at a brew pub is yeah. getting all of their friends and whether it's in you know a, a little town or whether it's in a, a small city regionally that's where the excitement is okay and they're bringing it to their neighbors i mean that's what's so cool there's a there's right now there's a you know quadruple made with some alternative yeast strain aged in some funky barrel that's regional <laughs> yeah. at a brew pub that five years ago had four beers there's really so much beer evangelism going on that it's just uh it, it is spreading and it's 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 grassroots which in some ways is bad for companies like the brewing network because a lot of times you <laughs> get the answer well you get the answer uh we don't advertise yeah yeah. Uh, that's oh, an answer that's we get a lot. We don't advertise. Uh, meanwhile, I, I thumb through some of the brewing magazines and go, oh, really? Right. But in, or you don't advertise, but you sponsor events. <laughs> right. What but the I fuck actually, do you think that is? As, as much as I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of making a joke about it, I, I do get it. In, in a lot of ways, a small brewing company doesn't have to uh, go out and advertise because people are beer lovers. If I put myself in that category instead of as the brewing network, we're doing it for the companies, aren't we? We're going out to all of our friends and saying, oh, you got to try this Hebrew. You know, and we're really doing it for you as as beer drinkers. Well, I don't know. It's been cool that um, it, the unfortunate reality is advertising is just very generally more expensive than the margin that any of us make. Right. Because the way that we're making distribution, I mean, if you look at what I'm doing, we're spread so thin. And it was just a miracle that I happened to have this ridiculous business model from the beginning that didn't work originally, which was I'm going to sell a little bit of beer to Jews in 25 major markets in this country. I mean, that's a stupid plan in 1997. (laughs) Not one other company in the country was doing that. I mean, the plan was originally brew a bunch of beer in your home market, stay within five miles of the brewery, then 10 miles, then 15 miles. And eventually, you know, once you're so wildly successful, you can go to the next state. Okay. So it just so happened for me, I knew that, you know, with 2% of the population and not that many Jewish beer drinkers, I'd have to be spread very thin. So I had been doing that for seven, eight, 10 years when this second wave of what's really been more like extreme beer uh, came up. And so now somebody like um, Ron at Jolly Pumpkin or Patrick at the brewery um, and I can sell a little bit of beer literally everywhere. It's, right. It's not, and, and it does benefit, you know, it benefits the beer media, and it is a little tricky because that means there's a guy in every state who thinks he's going to be a beer blogger. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't necessarily. Uh, qualify them. On the other hand, as a brewer, we love that. I know it's not really fair in terms of the beer media, but for uh, in terms of brand awareness for us, it's really helpful. It all helps. And uh, it does, though, build the overall craft beer movement. And, um, and that's been really cool because now I can go to pretty much anywhere in this country and there's a cool little beer bar that knows the difference between our jubilation and our bittersweet lenny's ripa and they know that um i mean it won't be their neighbor and it won't be a hundred of their customers sure but there will be somebody there and they are the evangelist mm-hmm. and uh i mean it's a cool opportunity and that's um, so much about the internet i mean when i started we were just getting in you know like i, know, I first, like porn too <laughs> just getting into jewish Change beer porn <laughs> it's, it's amazing yes and and uh, um, hopefully we've advanced that cause. So. 
All right, let's talk about the beer and let's talk about some ingredients because one thing that I really enjoy about your array of beers is that uh, you are trying to do uh, a bunch of unique ones. So the Jubilation you just mentioned, eight different malts, eight different hops as well. Eight hops. Eight hops. Eight different yeasts? Yeah, now this was actually what we're... Pussies. Uh, maybe next so year. So tell me about the malts and the hops. Well, what we're drinking right now is Jubilation 8. And uh, this year what we decided to do is actually we released a gift pack uh, where we rebrewed every recipe of all of our Jubilation beers. So every year the beer is brewed with the number of malts, number of hops, percentage of alcohol that we are years old. Um, this year all of the rebrewed fresh versions came out. Uh, what we're drinking here in studio right now is actually a bottle from 2004. So this is an 8% brown ale okay. that uh, has been aging <laughs> for way too long. For six years. But it's, I mean, but it's fun. Yeah. And it's one of the last few bottles. Has and, it uh, been just like aging out on your balcony or yeah. <laughs> did you put it in a proper cellar? Proper cellar. I mean, Adam you know, Moore. my studio apartment in San Francisco. <laughs> I've got closet. this incredible room. You, you guys, have, you know, how much is your square per, price per square foot out here? I've, yeah, I, I know. Beer cellar. <laughs> uh, sweet. Thank you. I, yeah. It actually did age for a little while. When I started the Jubilation Project, um, I had no idea that it was going to turn into anything. I mean, I had no idea we were going. I was even going to have a beer company. That's why it's called Miraculous Jubilation. It ties into the miracle of Hanukkah and the miracle of even having a beer company. Of you having years. a job, even bigger yeah. miracle. And uh, you know, yeah. I was the miracle of me having a job. Yeah. <laughs> and the miracle of Zach and, having a job. Yeah, and, and and it was. I mean, it really was. It felt miraculous at the time because I'd spent so long not breaking even. Okay, and so eight malts, eight hops, eight percent. It basically took the recipe for Messiah Bold our nut brown ale and cranked everything up in every direction equally this beer from the very beginning was not intended to be a porter it was not intended to be a stout um got a lot of confusion on the beer rating websites because every year they'd come out with well this isn't an imperial porter and drain pour like dude it's fucking its own thing it's like dancing rabbi and uh they they um, need compartments yeah. Those people need pigeonholes. Man. And, you know, I mean, I understand that, and it's fine for the category, but I, I just love the fact that we can make a hybrid that has really, uh, it's just for our own kind of sense of satisfaction. So this beer, um, originally, I talked to Paul about it, and I said, eight malts, eight hops, eight percent. Just like when I talked to Simon, I said, you know, I want it to be this big, luscious, <laughs> and English English major description. Yeah. And Paul said, so malts, hops? <laughs> right. And I was like, yes, I know what those I are w- now. <laughs> and I, I want both those. Of them. I want both of them, man. Can you put all that in there? Yeah, all of them. So So give me the malt bill. You can do both? Can we have this eight malt bill? Yeah, we're going to pull it up. It's been a while. But the the good thing is the recipes are all on our website. Okay. Um, I learned a long time ago, I I was old enough to go to dead shows when they were still the actual dead alive. Me too. And uh, (laughs) so, you know, everybody when I started used to hide their recipes. Yes. Like, oh my God, somebody's going to steal our amber ale recipe and recreate it and put us out of business. And we still get that, by the way. The way, oh, I'm for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we do the, the opposite. home brewers used to be the same way. Well, yeah, because you know some dude oh, yeah. with his five oh, gallon yeah, system with yeast it. that he grew and his you know uh, drink. But, but still, oh no, that's my so, pale ale recipe. Yeah. I'll right. sell. I'll sell you the recipe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't yeah. tell you that. Yeah. So I thought exactly the opposite. What if everybody knew exactly how we make it? It seemed to work for the dead. Everybody bootlegged the hell out of their stuff. Oh, yeah. Told all their friends, and nobody could ever play their music exactly like they did, no, and it right. just spread the word. Well, they didn't and have good so, drugs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Open source, baby. We tried. We tried. So we're like the we're like the Android of brewing. <laughs> God, no, that's not. I hope we're better than that. 
We both have them in our pocket. They're not working. I'm buying so, another um, one, though. This one it was fun because <laughs> I said eight malts, eight hops, eight percent. It turned out also we could use 8,000 pounds of malt, which was the biggest at the time, the biggest malt bill that they had done, that Paul had done at the brewery, which seems amazing to me now because uh, it actually maxes out at about nine. We did it for Jubilation Nine the next year. It was 9,000 pounds. How many barrel system is it's it? A, it's, a hundred, it's about 100, 110. Wow. And okay. so we, um, another thing about our, our situation is there's no test batches. So it's all or nothing. And Got it's, it. Uh, it's, and so you, this is a full 110 barrel batch. Yes, all or nothing. All or nothing. It's, <laughs> so it's about 15 to 25 grand uh, each batch, depending on what happens. Okay. And uh, this was definitely the most complicated beer we'd made. Eight. Also on the hop side, I just love that Paul went through with this. It was eight hop additions. Every hop addition was eight pounds each. It was every eight minutes for a 64 minute boil. Wow. <laughs> so it's one of those moments where I was like. Damn, you nailed it! Right, like, I described this threw thing. Threw some extra eights for you. Yeah, too, I know. This guy totally hooked it up. So Paul has been my angel. And uh, now and- I feel like at some point, though, I mean, I would like that too because I so much like the shtick. Right. But okay, now I'm thinking about it as a brewer and a right. beer lover. At some point, I go, okay, are you creating a beer around the shtick? Yes. Uh, like you have to. Uh, in other words, you're punching it into the program so right. that you know what your IBUs are, etc. Yep. Are you cutting corners to make the shtick? Or is he no, still... No, in fact, because every year it changes. So for okay. nine, it was 9,000 pounds. Okay. It was nine hop additions of nine pounds each for an 81-minute boil. It's not the same beer. I see. Every year is a different beer, and that's why this year with this Vertical Jubilation Project, it's been so fun, and we've been so drunk because uh, it's <laughs> I have eight, to try this beer. Where's eight, this beer? That's just, this is a nice one. This is basically a nice, robust brown ale. It's not intended to be totally outrageous. It's 8% alcohol. Um, we used... Uh, just about everything at the time, everything that we had had in the Messiah Bold recipe, which was Dark Crystal and Victory, and then added chocolate, more more for color than anything. Uh, Munich Carapils wheat oatmeal, nice big rich mouth feel, but not overwhelming. The yeast that they use is really clean, um, so it gives you a nice finish at the end. What is it like a cow ale type yeast? They're, yeah, they grow yeah. it themselves. They're cu- they're custom proprietary ale yeast. And, okay. Uh, um, if somebody wants some, we'd be happy to send them a. A little bit nice but um, it's not very estery or anything else it's no just it's clean... d- no it's actually designed to not be it, the yeast is less about flavor than it is about process okay and uh that's always been nice for me because that leaves the malt profile and the hops to be able to shine through a little bit more i'd see all this as a challenge you give me you have to stick with an eight yeah, yeah. and i'm gonna make the best beer i can and give you all the eights i i could yeah. that's pretty cool and, and what it really that, that, comes down to also nice. is that is that the the priority is making a kick-ass beer right and i'm just thinking and though, like you're, you're totally right the sh- it, it's it's easy for somebody to get mixed up in the shtick and yeah. to be like well we need this is these are the parameters and here's the box and we need to make a beer and as long as it fits within the box we don't care but you know what it comes down to is that uh these are the most popular beers that we're producing on an annual basis. And if you go check out any of the beer rating websites, they're killing it. And year over year over year, as right when we think we're like, where's that limit? And for all of the people in the chat room, which who I am sure are saying like, so where does it end? You know, we we don't know where it ends either. But Jubilation thirty seven. I was I was, was going to ask you, well, because for the uninitiated, uh, high is Jew for life. Okay, it means it's 18, the number 18, and it also means life. Okay. Right, so... Then I'm, I'm, I'm life. Yeah, we're getting there. You're... you're right. 
right. as long well, as you're over high, we're cool. Right. So what I'm wondering is, are you? What are you going to do for that big 18? Because it seems like you need to do more than just 18 hop editions. Like Scott, you need to have let's some, just like, get 15, some Viagra or something <laughs> yeah, right. in there. You know, like what's the plan? 18,000 pounds of malt. Right. I mean, I love the fact that Scott is confident that we've thought about that far ahead. Yeah. Because I assure you, dude. Three. So 18 is four years from now. Three yeah. years ago, I never occurred to me that we'd be having this conversation. Right. Like people ask me this year. Oh, so it's crazy. You saved all this beer from the last few years. I'm like, hell no. I sold the shit out of that beer. I'm like, there is no way, man. 50 grand on my credit card didn't go away. It's not like we were so wildly profitable on six packs of contract brewed beer. Sure. Jeremy's like, uh, 18? I just figured out what fucking malt and hops are. Exactly. (laughs) What we're going to do here. This beer is great. We're looking forward to our quinceanera beer. Yeah, it's really easy. Tequila barrels, baby. (laughs) Mario Akukapa, if you're listening, please put it aside. Sign up for the newsletter. It aged pretty well, too, this beer. I'm really surprised. So every year I go up to the brewery uh, around holiday time and we do a vertical of the aged stuff, which we kept, you know, like two cases at the brewery. So we'll bring out one bottle of each. Okay. And uh, at at about 10, all of a sudden, there's a real big jump between 8 and 9. And then 9 and 10 is not as much of a jump for some reason, although the odds tended to be a little hoppier, a little bit drier. The evens tended to be a little bit sweeter, focused on more of kind of the caramel malt profile. Um, the 13 I adore, which we have here tonight. We have the actual 13 from our last year, which was called Jubilation Bar Mitzvah. Okay. And so um, this is the 14, though, that I, we just opened here. And this is uh, just a monster brown ale. It's uh, it's also funny because it's new. I mean, that 8 is amazing that it's even held up at all. It yeah. was never intended to age. It's uh, It really did well, though. It's. I mean, I love it. It's funny because this year when we rebrewed the 8 and the first day I tried it, I was like, oh, man, can we make our Messiah Bold this like yeah. 8%? It's so nice, so balanced and rich, and I'm so used to drinking these extreme beers that now all of a sudden an 8% brown ale is just money. It's right where I love. I love brown ales, and you'll notice from our portfolio that most of our beers tend towards using caramels. Chocolate is exclusively for color for the most part we don't make roasty a lot of roasty coffee beers um it just happens to be where where my flavor palette lies even um beers like bittersweet lenny's ripa that we passed around a little earlier that ripa is um very specifically intended not to be a typical double ipa in the in the vein of you know pliny and hop stupid and ruination and uh hop slam i mean i love those beers and when i was thinking about making a double ipa for the first time we didn't even have a regular ipa okay and so i was like in, <laughs> jump another, right to it yeah, i'll make it a triple ipa hit it, baby. It's 10 10 it was our 10th anniversary and i basically had the same as you can imagine it's the theme conversation with paul hey man wouldn't it be cool i love hop rod rye i love some rye beers from founders in the midwest why don't we make a rye double ipa for our 10th anniversary i knew i was going to make a tribute to lenny bruce and i figured what better way to use a ton of rye for the first time in our brewing techniques yeah and so uh (laughs) he's rye good good jew good jew um and uh (laughs) he um had a very aggressive sense of satire but also had he was known for having a sense of sweetness as a person in in the right moment and uh, <laughs> right, and so and that uh, does have. That's the one thing I was going to say about that IPA is that it has a nice sweet complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, still hot forward too. I mean, it really is still hot forward. Right? Yeah, yeah. But that beer was Paul myself telling Paul like, "Hey, I don't want to do a, a pale beer that just pat you know smacks you in the face with hot bitterness and then focuses more on citrus and 
that's really what these guys have are just geniuses at. I'm not we're not going to compete with uh, Matt at, at Firestone Walker right now. Okay. I don't want to. The point is to do something that's called Hebrew. And so the Lenny Bruce beer gave me an opportunity to use at that point, knowing a little bit more about malts and hops, right? To say, listen, uh, hop rod rye, and I had actually, and I had just uh, visited some distilleries and found a little bit of how they had been making their whiskeys with rye malt, and then realizing that the founding fathers were brewing rye whiskey to start where we're distilling rye whiskey to start with. So I said to Paul in total English major fashion, what about, I don't know, 20% rye malt and 10% alcohol and every hop we've ever used. That'd be cool. And so Paul and I tried a lot of beers together, a lot of double IPAs, and worked on um, what would eventually become, I think, one of our most successful elements of bringing together the shtick and the brewing in a really, really uh, cohesive form. Where, with the Lenny Bruce. With the R, yeah, it's called Bittersweet Lenny's RIPA. Okay. And it was a tribute to Lenny Bruce, who was a Jewish comedian from the 50s and 60s. Um, and uh, it, it was uh, said on the, you know, the label, brewed with an obscene amount of malts and hops, far beyond community standards for taste and flavor. Obscene was a good word. Yeah. So that's good. So, uh, <laughs> and so, is that, that recipe is available on the website on as well? On our website, yeah. I recommend giving that one a shot because it's an interesting flavor that it has to mm-hmm, it. Yeah. I am not a fan of rye, mm-hmm. uh, especially, uh, now I've had a couple no of good perfect. rye beers, but yeah. a lo- when uh, my usual complaint is, Wow, there's Dry too much rye in this beer. <laughs> okay. And you went way overboard it's yeah. st- with the rye, if it, if it really was 20%. Yeah, 20%, but we used still three, different, nice beer. three different rye malts also. So a uh, lot of people, most uh, rye beers in this country have tended to be pale rye, mm. uh, yeah. rye ale. And so that ends up, it's an interesting, it depends on your disposition. It can sometimes really dry out the beer. And then if yeah. you're cranking up the hops on top of that, and you're, uh, you know, in the end, you end up with a beer that's, there's not a lot of lush um, flavors. No, it, it's kind of funk. It, it could be kind of funky. It yeah. Can be, so for us, I like things overly lush and uh, sump- and kind of sumptuous. Right. And so I thought yeah. this would be a great opportunity to use um, caramel rye, which we ended up using a crystal rye and um, uh, flaked rye as well. Okay. And so in addition, there's uh, uh, you know there's even oatmeal and there's there's a complex. Um, malt bill and i love that i had these two ladies in indianapolis come up that were home brewers and they said we down i couldn't believe it we downloaded the the, the literally the brew sheet is on our website we okay. downloaded that and uh, i said oh yeah, what's the batch size and they're like oh five gallons I'm like <laughs> so how'd it go and they said well we love that beer total failure to homebrew complete failure oh, couldn't right. do it and i was like well keep trying and research 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 by yeah. drinking the shit out of our at, beer <laughs> right but um, at those quantities it, it's more difficult i think you put more different malts in one beer than i've ever used in my homebrewing career <laughs> ever which isn't saying much uh no. I'm the least brew uh, savvy in this room, but Tasty, I know you have some beer questions. I can see it on your face. Yeah, well, I had a, I really, a, a packaging question. I saw in your packaging you, the, the <laughs> oh, jubilation. Good. It's good yeah. time. It's in its own vertical box with the uh, yeah. candles and uh, sexy. Yeah. So forth. <laughs> really? Uh, that seems like a packaging nightmare. It's beer porn. Yes, that was a <laughs> brewing, <laughs> packaging, everything kind of nightmare, except for the yeah, sales you, side. Yeah, how do you get all those beers in one spot at the same time to get into a package? It took about, it took us about six months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of the brewery worked overtime on weekends, and oh. um, they l- loved. The creativity. So here's what I what happens is I say, wouldn't it be cool if we did blah blah blah? And they're like, that sounds so cool. Until the people who have to actually do it right. hear about it, and they're like, 
Yeah. That doesn't sound cool. I mean, it sounds like it'd be great to have, but I don't want to do it. And, yeah. uh, that but, happens here. JP comes in with these awesome ideas. Yeah. Uh, what if we had somebody dance on the table in high heels while... At, uh, like, yeah, JP, who's going to do this? So implementation Human. is the most yeah. difficult part well, of you a great guys idea. Know, you guys staff. know what helps implement stuff. Paying the people that you want to implement whatever it is that's figures. on your mind. Just right. saying. That's ridiculous. Typical Scots. Small business owner. Yeah, always thinking money. Yeah, yeah, yeah give yeah, me money. Right. So we, uh, yeah. What about pride of ownership? But right. that, those, that gift pack was, it was like mid-January last year. Jeremy and I were on the phone. I think I, we were talking about some, some issue I was having in another state. And it was literally, it was a 14-minute conversation. And I will always remember that it was a 14-minute conversation from the point where he was like, dude, how fucking sweet would that be if we rebrewed every Jubilation beer and we put them all in a gift pack and then we blended them all together and we barrel-aged them and then we sold it as this vertical, th- and then we'll get these bars across the country and we'll get them all to carry. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll do like 25 wow. bars across the country. And it was like 14 minutes and then it was like, the next week on our <laughs> like year. on our like quarterly conference call the last five hours jeremy was like so i had this idea oh, and man. we're doing these gift packs and you know i'm not that good at math so we're gonna have all this <laughs> leftover beer so we're gonna like blend a bunch True of it story. together <laughs> and you know and then the 25 key accounts across the country was like and in- instead let's do 88 bars for eight beers for eight nights of hanukkah and we were like dude i don't know maybe like 50 is reasonable he's like no no we're gonna do 88 we're like no no i think 50 he was like no you're doing 88 <laughs> listen to so, me 88 bars i mean and and you know at the end of the year it turned into probably one of the most amazing projects we've ever done the gift packs are insane the 88 bars was insane okay. and we've got these beers that are just I think we did 92. So we had the 92 chosen bars. There's for extra, extra, so, extra four chosen Overachiever. Yeah, yeah. Tra- traveling. So it's a little, a little miracle actually, in itself. Nine yeah. nights of Hanukkah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was just bad so math. So after the actually. 88 and 92, you have Jet A. Yeah. Is that the next step? Yeah. That's it, a fuel joke. That's a gasoline Stop oh, with those Fucking really? Who the hell makes a fuel joke? 88, 92, Jet A. Who calls it fuel? <laughs> vehicle for my horseless vehicle. carriage i need fuel fuel <laughs> tasty keep that microphone in front of you yeah. so i'll try tasty so tasty you know any fuel jokes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm out of those i think moscow took them all yeah. what's the so the, the, the second jubilation was yeah. 13 is that what we said this is 14, 14. So we went this beer is amazing like 14 percent yeah. so it's big it this, is big and good i'm sweating yeah. right now this year so everybody says well and and i actually sweat every year thinking wait a second now what are we going to put in here because um the idea was i never wanted it to be the same beer i always wanted it to evolve and paul has done an incredible job for me and each year he says so what's the new mall and what's the new hop and for a while you know it was like oh let's add vienna that'd be cool and that's great you know so he orders vienna and the next year he's like what's the new one i'm like uh flake dry and uh we just use that that would not be cool and then the next one it's like all right we're out what do you want and i go uh spelt how about spelt? I right. heard about that, and there's a you know. I heard a, about that once. So uh, that was that was two years ago. Spelt being a, an ancient wheat species that, that basically disappeared from human consumption for a thousand years and has luckily yeah. come back to uh, populate Jubilation thirteen last year. Okay. This year, I was like. 
quinoa. I don't know if you even say it like that, but I had a quinoa salad one day, and I was just thinking... He's my favorite guy on Star Wars. He, is he really is. <laughs> He's on a cool forehead. Quinoa? So, yet another ancient grain that was disappeared from yeah. human production and consumption. Is it a wheat? And, it was uh, not in the original cereal wheat, so. package that came from the Fertile Crescent. Yeah. I'm helping backing Scott up. Yeah, boy. There you go. <laughs> Stump the Jew, brew. Uh, it's, yeah, so this year we used quinoa, and, and all of a sudden Paul was like, so where are you going to get it and i'm like don't you know i mean you're the brewer right that's not <laughs> and, uh, my job buddy i yeah. can find anything well, I'm like, i am the idea man <laughs> exactly yeah. just call calagione he's on the track didn't they find it in the pyramids exactly so uh we built those things man we put the quinoa in there that's a little joke from the 2000 now what about other uh, str- what about non uh, brewing ingredients are non? you putting things like that you know uh, well yes. you said pomegranate in right. your first beer exactly. right what else are you so using? i guess we, you wouldn't be doing the rhein heights kabote you know, it's funny because I said, we have. The German Jewish. There was a whole line Christ. of jokes that didn't just come out, I just want to say. Carry on, yes, Jeremy. Yeah. It's funny because we have. I brought a beer tonight called Freaktoberfest, which is on our Coney Island line, and we got absolutely. Uh, uh, attacked online when it came out because we cu- we put it out. It's called Freaktoberfest. We put it out in September, and uh, they're like, "It's not a, fr- it's not an Oktoberfest." And I'm like, "Dude, it's a Jewish beer company. We don't right. make Oktoberfest beer. <laughs> Help our brother out yeah. over here. Come on. <laughs> what are you thinking? You guys are doing just fine without us. Exactly. So we used to do a couple of years ago. I did a really fun event in New York called Russia Shona versus Oktoberfest, the ultimate beer grudge match, oh, and uh, we hired. We hired uh, um, some really fun accordion players to come to a beer bar in uh, the East Village and jam out German drinking songs and Jewish camp songs. See, now this is what I'm talking about when I say I love shtick. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's not really many lines that are are, are not allowed to be crossed on the Brewing Network. And I I love a good sense of humor about almost anything. And just to be serious about it for a second... It just really breaks down like the people's uh, preconceived notions about everybody and everything. So this, anyway, this is the kind of shtick I appreciate, Jeremy. When you happy go doing sh- uh, ultimate uh, grudge match, yeah, exactly. that is perfect. That's, so that's what this Jubilation series has grown into. And uh, and if I can completely uh, plug an event coming up, if Do you it. don't mind, uh, no. the Toronado this this Wednesday, we're doing our annual event with them and uh, it's called hanukkah versus christmas the battle royale of years so this year um yeah i'm very pleased to announce that it's been a long time coming and a lot of people may have noticed it in craft beer but it's been an underground movement the jews are taking over christmas so uh (laughs) we're taking it back yeah the politicians the politicians last year were like oh christmas it's going to disappear from america oh my god and i'm like please just the music just the music (laughs) i'm with you on you guys are buying it. it. And uh, so, actually, we're just going to dominate. According to the San Francisco Weekly, we were lucky enough to have Jubilation 14, this beer, win the best Christmas beer of the year in their blind taste test this year. And so, everybody from uh, Pete from Pete's Wicked Ale and Ken from Sierra Nevada and Alan from Magic Hat and Alan Shapiro from SBS Imports and uh, Alan from Hair of the Dog and all these undercover (laughs) Jewish guys from around the craft beer world. Uh, Next year, Hanukkah and Christmas overlap. So (laughs) the warning is out. It's on. Uh, If if your name is 
Alan Shapiro, your cover is officially blown. <laughs> Moskowitz. <laughs> but it's, it's actually Alan Christ Shapiro. <laughs> Perfect. Also known as J. Bro Sr. So, um, yeah, this, this, this kind of stuff, it's fun for me. And I know it sounds like it's just a completely irreverent shtick. But in, a, in addition, you asked about ingredients. And I've gone out of my way every year to use ingredients that tie into sacred traditions from the Torah, um, including we have foreskin. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> foreskin pill. That was my joke. It was yeah. still my joke. That's why I did it quickly. Right? Yeah. I knew someone was going to get it. That's now right. we Just know. under your breath. Now we know what Rejuvenator <laughs> 2013 will be. Right, carry so, on. Uh, thank you. Four skins and five malts. And five malts. <laughs> That'd be a good packaging. We have to peel it back down to open the cap. Oh, yeah. What do you think? That's you yeah. pretty good. That was yeah. actually pretty good. Just yeah. a cut above. <laughs> what? Tell me some unique ingredients that you. Uh, we started a beer called a series called Rejuvenator, and I started it for um, three years ago. And it originally was to flip with Jubilation. Jubilation is our winter series, and Rejuvenator is our summer seasonal and perfect schmaltz brewing summer seasonal. It's an eight percent brown. Um, but it's a hybrid of a lager and an ale. And I originally thought, I asked Paul, and I said, honestly, I, I'm not even sure this works, but could you make a beer that's both? And um, this mirroring of the seasons on the Jewish calendar starts right before Passover. The, uh, the Hebrew calendar has two New Year's, one in the spring and one in the fall. And there's actually four, but the two in the one in the spring, one in the fall, go from the barley harvest to the fruit harvest in the fall. And so I thought, let's make a beer that ties into both of those because harvest beers have become so popular. Okay. So we we basically I said we we were we had just started doing Coney Island and we had lager yeast. And I said, well, what if we stole um, from German and Belgian monastic traditions and made a Belgian double, but come up, comboed it with a German doppelbach? And then use sacred fruits listed in the Torah and Deuteronomy, proving the bounty of the land of milk and honey. And so I started with uh, we had been making beers with pomegranates already, but we so we started with figs the first year, okay, and then we made it with dates the second year, and this year what we had tonight was the dates, and then we had grapes this year. Bad and dates. so it's so the the lager ale part, just so I understand right, it's it's a blend then at the end. It's not that you're fermenting with two different it's yeasts at once. Fermented with two different. It's actually oh, three it different yeasts. Yeah, we, in the same batch. It, yeah, exactly. It starts um, originally. My what goal was to start it with the lager and have it nice and cold. And get fermentation rolling and then let it warm up and then pitch the belgian yeast which is actually a blend of an abbey and a trappist ale yeast that we buy every year just for this brew okay and um it turned out that they i think they tried that the first year and it it tasted absolutely fantastic but we didn't notice a difference in fermentation we just pitched the whole thing in the beginning keep it cold for a while the lager gets cruising and then let it warm up and the belgian ale finishes and on about the third day we do this with both the pomegranates and all the extra uh, fruit ingredients we added about somewhere between the second and third day of fermentation and it kind of reactivates the yeast and keeps cranking and then most of that sweetness and the fruit flavor tends to ferment out leaving a little bit more of either the essence or the nose although the date and the fig really i think really came through um the grape this year i was absolutely terrified about because i've i've only ever had one grape beer that i thought was fantastic from uh, craftsman in la oh yeah um, he did a cabernet that was just that amazing. is a nice beer and so i was thinking man grapes we got to go with the bubby of all jewish fruits the conquered grape okay right so everybody's like conquered grapes they're so gross and overwhelming and uh, you know they use uh, there's a couple of little uh, slightly backhanded compliments about them and so i i wanted to play on the manischewitz theme because 
everybody says it and i love playing with our stereotypes and so i was just worried that the conquered grape would be overwhelming and it would end up being this kind of too funky weird flavor but um so we pulled back it it's, it's about is about 60 percent of the amount that we used to the date and the fig um adding organic conquered grape juice and um the brewers once again hated me because they had to open all the bottles. Uh, <laughs> so we had, uh, yeah, we we used we used amazing date concentrate and fig concentrate from California for the first two years, and that was in fifty-five gallon drums and uh, absolutely delicious stuff. And the grape juice that we found was fantastic. Okay, and it basically fermented out, leaving a much lighter body. I mean, if anybody has tried it out there in the world, I hope they've appreciated the difference between them because I think it's it's pretty striking. This that's exactly the same recipe and malt hops yeast but um uh the the juice i think just fermented in a very different fashion and it leaves and where uh, does that go in into the fermenter yeah, at on the, between the second and third day kind okay. of uh, right at the tail end of the most active part of fermentation i so see almost like a sugar addition yeah exactly and then so that was a really cool thing this year to see how very different those three beers were so trying to parallel with what we're doing with jubilation which is it's it's a it's a big brown ale, but it's a different big brown ale every year. And if anybody's been able to join us for our eighty eight bars, who've had all eight on at the same time, it's amazing how different those recipes taste. Right. And the same thing. What we're going to do with uh, with Rejuvenator is um, it's figs, dates, um, grapes, and the next one is olives. So uh, I would love to put out there for all of your visitors. Nice. That's some good thunder. And and God hates the show for Christmas. <laughs> oh, we're being that's punished usually the right sign now. of revelation, actually. Oh, well. Well, with olives, there's nothing uh, sweet about olives. There's yeah, no sugar. There. Exactly. Where, where do those go in? So we're going to try to figure that out. I had to put it off. <laughs> well, no. I like that Jeremy <laughs> I have a good idea. Don't put them in there. first, figure the shit out yeah, later. Exactly. Since so Palmata olives be great. That's why, that's why I put it off for a year. So this year, we're not going to do Rejuvenator. We're doing for our 15th anniversary uh, Genesis 15-15, which will be a 15% barrel-aged monster amber that's uh, brewed with uh, pomegranates, figs, dates, and grapes. Wow. And so we're brewing that in the middle of January. We'll put that into Sazerac rye whiskey barrels and uh, bring that out around April or so, right after Passover this year. You are getting you some people drunk. Have to drink in yeah, 15 seconds. You're getting people beers. drunk. Oh, yeah. Sazerac rye is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, we love that. And so that yeah. turned out now. So, hey, good intro. Sazerac rye. <laughs> Zach's busting out a beer that we're really proud of. And uh, I'm just so grateful that it turned out so well. It's called RIPA on rye. Okay. We tried the rye double IPA earlier, the bittersweet Lenny's. Yeah. Um, this is exactly the same beer. We took it and aged it in fresh first use Sazerac six year rye whiskey barrels. Um, the first batch, uh, this is this is it the, from the first batch. We uh, aged for about uh, four four so four oh, wow. months and a week maybe, um, and really picked up some beautiful beautiful aggressive flavors from those barrels. That's a lot of oak. okay, um, but this beer was brewed in probably let me think it's probably brewed in December. Put into the barrels in the in the end of December, beginning of January, and then packaged uh, about the middle of April. So actually, no, I'm I'm wrong. It must have gone into the barrels in December, and so this beer is still having been bottled at the middle of April, and uh, it's still strong. Really, yeah. very so, well. A lot flavors. of you know, yeah. well, we've heard you know, you mentioned Matt earlier. A lot of guys are are blending if they're getting mm-hmm. too much from barrels and things right. like that. I also just want to point. I want to back up just for a second and point out maybe JP Tasty and Doc could help me here as yes. guys who have been here the whole time. 
I think it's it's not often that we get brand new uh, brewing uh, techniques or, or information in here that we haven't heard. It's very rare, especially actually. from extreme Jewish breweries. <laughs> especially <laughs> from circus. I think that the I think that the lager yeast first, and then raising to let the Belgian yeast do its pretty work. Pretty new. I think that's the first time we've ever heard that in this studio. Yeah. Uh, do you guys, do you guys remember hearing any any other? We've now we've Lager heard about first. yeast brand, yeast blends. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but actually doing a lager. To get a certain percentage of the fermentation. At lager yeah. temperatures, yeah. and then raising it up to yeah. ale temperatures so that the ale yeast kicks in, the Belgian ale yeast. That's pretty rad. Are you feeding the that's Belgian yeast about that no, same time? Not at all. Actually, that's one thing that I've um, been pretty specific about is I, I don't actually know the specifics, but I do know how to talk about it. And I know that I didn't want to use sugar to get our alcohol. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, just even, to get the act, the yeast activated. No, I, I'm thinking that uh, you know the the lager yeast is going to mow through things in the first yeah. couple of days, and then when you bring it back up, yeah, uh, that'd be maybe a good time to throw in right, to your, your, spike your, it. your your grapes right. or your other fruit to yeah. let the Belgian beers just take over that part. Well, I mean, I wasn't there for the brewing of this, and I could certainly look into it. And if people are interested, they should email me because uh, I, my understanding is that they just. Start Start warming it up, and as it warms up, the Belgian yeast takes off, and and that's about the time they're adding the fruit anyway. Right. So it may be. I don't think it. Would, we didn't plan on that specifically. But yeah, that would be an awesome, awesome yeah. little segue into that uh, because the lager yeast going to mow through most of that stuff first, and then right. uh, you well, you want the Belgian yeast to do what it wants to do, which yeah. is throwing off a lot of those cool esters exactly. and things, yeah. and they love the simple sugars. And yep. On top of that, the the complexity of all those fruits you're throwing in there. Yeah, and and that's been something. That was one of the most fun projects that Paul and I got to do was uh, the R&D for that project was just drinking all of our favorite Belgian doubles and German mm-hmm. doppelbocks, and it was just awesome. I mean, it's what great if, R&D. Basically, <laughs> basically, we tried all of the do- – I, I just went to uh, one of my favorite stores called Beercraft in Brooklyn and um, brought everything I could. And I ended up – we ended up with uh, West Mall Double, which – is fantastic beer everybody here i'm sure is uh more than loving of it and uh kumbacher icebach and just basically it really came down to like we poured half a glass of one half a glass of the other took a little bit of the fig concentrate and stirred it and i said that's what i want Mm. and so paul is just absolutely this fantastic combination of artist and scientist and he's able to kind of uh, we've really calibrated my taste buds to his brew sheets, and um, that's been you know it's fine for me to come up with the idea. And if I were working with a different brewer, it may have never worked. It may never have actually happened. And Paul's been uh, just incredible to be able to uh, to kind of fulfill that vision that I had. Have you I've, thought of adding uh, cherry cough syrup with codeine <laughs> yes. to any of your? Yeah. Uh, have you your thought groups? about passing it around? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zach. I'm, uh, it's a real crowd pleaser. Yeah. Everyone loves the uh, cough syrup with codeine. Right. It's nice because you stop coughing, and then an hour later you start floating. Oh, so not even an hour. It's not even that long, is it? No. <laughs> I have a serious uh, Jewish question. <laughs> oh, I bet you no, do. No, you do. Yeah. I really do. Who are you kidding? I cut, actually cut really mic. do. No, and it's, and it's, and it's gonna, I'll put money that he has a Jewish question. <laughs> how serious yeah. it is. Well, it's going to be one of those questions where people are going to go, that dude, come on, really? But Scott, it's, you're right it's, there. it's very, uh, you know, pull, pull, pull the mic. intelligent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I thought, uh, like, for um, uh, Manischewitz, right? 
it, it, what is it non-alcoholic because you can't uh, no, no. there's alcohol, alcohol. Just very just google it first and then get back to us well I don't have a computer Th- there is alcohol in Manischewitz yeah, and it's, it's not working it's straight um, up I don't even know what it is well fortified it's, gr- it's grape juice but I kind of think alcohol. I know where this okay. question is yeah gone. isn't there something where like uh, the yeast can't be working on Sunday or some nonsense like that <laughs> uh, no that's not where I saw that <laughs> <laughs> see what I mean yeah no nobody sees it anything like, what you mean but I mean, well, no but I mean like that it gets a laugh but I'm actually trying to be like serious and relevant and not Insulting. I'm going to answer. I'll answer the question that Thank you, I you think might I think you might be. Thank you. Yeah. Is I am um, smart. <laughs> wine. So here's listeners in the audience. Baited. Um, do you have the same knack of storytelling? <laughs> your father does. Yeah, you do. Well, you don't know that. You know, I think like a lot. Of, you can let me know if this is what you're going for. Yeah. But a lot of people ask us about the kind of like what makes beer kosher. Carry on. Carry, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, a lot of people ask, you know, like, what makes beer kosher versus right. what makes wine kosher. Yeah. Um, what makes wine kosher has nothing to do with the day of the week on which it's uh, Yeast is active. created. Uh, but, um, well, laugh, giggle, but, go but, ahead. But, but, wine, but wine having more of, like, a sacramental and biblical significance um, is much stricter as far as being certified kosher. Orthodox Jews are the ones who are actually making the wine. And, and interestingly, it's... If the winemaker is not an Orthodox Jew, they they have to ask the rabbis at the winery to bring them the wine to try in a separate room, or else it becomes non-kosher. Beer is not quite that complicated. Mm. Am I answering a question? Well, yeah, and this came yeah, through yeah, in the yeah, chat, actually, it, is what makes beer kosher. Sure. The See, question was, isn't, isn't all beer kosher? Right. Ish. Well, okay. so the way it works is if you're just using grains hops, yeast, water. Most beer would certainly be certified kosher, although certain plants that run, for instance, sodas or other uh, you know, um, new age drinks use ingredients and processes that were not kosher because of either uh, fruits or um, additives. There's a lot of... I mean, the homebrewers like out there are no fining. <laughs> Which yeah. I'm, I hope For is For skin kosher. loco. Yes. Uh, so, so you're mentioning so, fining. So what about... Yeah, uh, finings the because they're made from uh, bottom-feeding uh, fish gills um, so, are wait, not kosher. So, but, so no uh, jello but shots. No j- <laughs> jello shots, actually, in the right moment, can be incredibly kosher. So you have to um, be very careful with findings. We don't use them anyway. You so just filter. So, yeah, we're yeah. just using a totally different process. Homebrewers, though, it, it's a little bit of an issue. For instance, if you're going over to your uh, wife's uh, Orthodox family in West L.A., you probably don't want to bring your homebrew if you've been using findings. But yeah, Doc never if, thought about uh, that. Doc never tells him anyway. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Bring the codeine. It's just, kosher, just baby. fine. That's right. Uh, but... And basically, in general, the, the rule of thumb is kosher for beer is uh, the ingredients, the brewing process, and the conditions at the brewery. And uh, we've only gotten into trouble once um, with, uh, ironically enough, this year's Rejuvenator uh, using Concord grape juice. And it was 100% my fault. I just had in my mind, oh, well, we'll just get awesome kosher wine and we'll just brew with that. Or, worst comes to worst, we'll get the grape juice that's going to go into the awesome kosher wine. And I approached a couple of my friends that had access to stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, it's February and March. Like, <laughs> we don't have juice, right. meat, Jack. Yeah. So I was like, oh, when's the harvest anyway? Woo, wouldn't it be funny if there was a spring harvest in Northern California? Right. So they're like, no, nah, it'd be hilarious. Just ask <laughs> Yahweh. Not going to do it. So um, we scrambled, as as I have on everything. 
Um, the date was the same. The fig was the same for totally different reasons. And so we ended up with non-kosher grape juice, which wouldn't necessarily, it doesn't mean it w- couldn't have. It just means that the plant that they were using didn't get it certified. And so that's the only beer we make that's not kosher certified is Rejuvenator this year. So when you say you got in trouble, what do you mean? Like some super Jew calls you <laughs> and says, hey, buddy, I'm watching your ingredients. And, no. I mean, who is, who's I, asking? I knew from the beginning that that beer was not going to be, co- well, not at the beginning but once we i realized wow i can't find even kosher grape juice right now so yeah i just made sure that we didn't say it was kosher certified all the other hebrews have kosher supervision of america says on the label ksa kosher super certified and um where am i looking so the pet, uh, on, the pet pot oh, really running around. So do you have your own rabbi? Does Schmaltz have their own rabbi who no. comes in? And Haven't how you do seen you, the guy on the you, label? <laughs> well, how do you get certified, Cut I guess, out. is what I mean. Who yeah, does gig? Yeah, you, you, pay, you pay a non-profit. A, a, Invoice. A, either a non- or a for-profit uh, kosher certification organization, of which there are probably 75 in this country. Some are regional by city by city for like little uh, kosher restaurants and some are okay. national or international. I mean, but is, is it a, is it a Rabbi Ramstein? I mean, <laughs> is it a scam? Are these guys just collecting money from you or no, do they care about no. Okay. no, well they care. I mean, they're all orthodox Jews that are living, okay. you know, yeah, an orthodox life. Maybe, maybe they care yeah. too much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's important for them. And that's listen, <laughs> look, when I started with Brewmakers, we heard the story of this little tiny brew on premise place that made a 100 cases. I didn't even bother. I mean, I was going to sell the in Palo Alto and San Francisco. It's not like there's a huge ultra-Orthodox community that was right. going to be worried about it. No, um, we're all heathens here. Yeah, so, even, yeah, even the this Orthodox Jews. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, right. our, um, but once I expanded to L.A., Chicago, and New York, it was just important to me because I wanted people to participate it and w- with the breadth of the community. Okay. And so that's when I got it kosher certified, and um, I've always had it since then. And it's important to me because somebody wants to bring a gift or bring it to an event. There's a lot of rules that most people are not going to be worried about but there are rules that people are going to be worried about and so you just get it certified Uh, but you know the thing is budweiser for a while was kosher certified coors was kosher certified uh coors might have been for a little pr stunt because their family is notorious past in the past of course i'm sure it's changed Um, (laughs) right uh you know uh, for their ethnic insensitivities so um i see yeah uh but (laughs) um you know for me it was just important to be able to have it kosher certified so that the community could participate with this product no matter where it was okay and anybody else who gets a kick out of like look at me i've got kosher beer and uh also hit like it is a point of differentiation but i always feel like i don't walk in the front door saying hey i have kosher beer even when it was just Genesis and Messiah, I'd walk in the door and say, I have great craft beer, yeah. and it also happens to be kosher certified, mm-hmm. and it happens to have, you know, fill in the blank. If I'm in New York, it's a New York beer. If I'm in California, right. I'm like, I started the business in my apartment in San Francisco. The beauty. I so. did use all kosher salt in my pork sauce, <laughs> yeah, if that makes that. a difference, yeah. Jeremy. I feel like we're really sharing our deepest uh, we are. emotional connections tonight. Well, you, you brought up a good point, Jay, about the, the super Jew. So, I mean, the blacks have Jesse Jackson. Who, who does the Jewish community have the Hebrew hammer. There's like Woody, there's like Woody Allen <laughs> oh come my in. God, and, the worst and movie on earth. Best that's movie. You mean best movie on uh, earth, right? Who? Yeah. Who is the? Yeah. Who's your guy? Because Lenny's dead. I say Woody Allen. Bevo says Fran Drescher. Fran, Fran Drescher. Drescher. 
Who is the guy? Do you have like, a guy? Let's take a tour. Let's see who else. I mean, like, like when, if you guys no. insult the community, or if I insulted Seth the community, Rogan, who would I have to go Jewish? to? Who's going to crawl up? Barbara. Right. Mel Brooks. Barbara Mel Brooks. Barbara Streisand. Mel Brooks wouldn't care, though. Oh, actually, it is Streisand. It is. Now that, now that you mention it, Streisand is the, is the one. Babs. No. She's the one. In my extended family, I do veto that. Really? Yeah. But she's got class. and She's uh, New York. And, and, and there's all Beautiful hair. Papa, can you hear me? Yeah. Come on, it's got to be Barbara, right? Just watch that movie. All right, All right. we are running out of time. I, I want to make sure we talk about the book, and I've got some listener questions in front of me. We, do can it. we do some listener questions? Of course. Uh, well, the first one we covered was was you know how how, how a beer could be could how be kosher. How much pork is in the sauce? Uh, yeah, they do want to know that. Um, Isn't there a thing where the yeast can't work on a Sunday? Dude, Did no. I make that up? Yes. Fuck. Yeah. Where do you think you right. heard that? Is what I'm I don't know. About. I thought it was with the Manischewitz, but uh, yeah, I was that yeast book. So now the Coney. Island beers, those are not yes. kosher, right? Right. I mean, I, they would be, most of them. They could uh, Albino be. Python's the only one that might, um, we, because of the of the um, uh, the sweet orange peel and the crushed fennel seed and the ginger, um, we would want to get it looked into. But all the other beers are just malt, hops, yeast, water, and uh, they would be kosher certified. Water. I just didn't, didn't think that the circus sideshow freak show beers would be really that important. Although it's come up now several times, so this year I will win enter intense negotiations with my kosher certification rabbi about getting them done. I hope when you do the Coney Island promotions, you have a guy nail a Torah to his nose. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be good. This uh, Rye IPA on Rye is really good. I like it. Yeah. We're, it's a really interesting beer. It's big. Yeah. It's bold. It's dangerous, though. You should, find, you should yeah. find four friends yeah. this year at 22. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't taste like it, well, though. You know that it's 15%, but I don't know yeah. if it's because we drank that other one beforehand where it was big and malty, but this is really easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just most, pissed myself. Most Rye beers I've had, <laughs> I don't like it. because it's <laughs> You, you get the rye up front, and right. it's it's a lighter beer, right? True, and it's like in your face, right? But this this one's this big chewy beer Luscious. with with yeah. exactly yeah. with the with the with the rye adding to all that yeah. instead of what the hell's that? Right. Well, that's this this beer. It was you know again kind of one of those things where I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool? Let's let's barrel age something. This was about four years ago. We started, and I thought. Well, we're doing a rye beer. Let's get some rye whiskey barrels. I had started getting into rye whiskey after that distillery tour. And um, I thought, well, let's get two. And we'll start with two. And so Darren Quinlan, our sales rep for our sales manager for the South and our coworker now for three years, um, was working at the brewery. And I said, Darren, is there any chance you could help babysit this project? So I bought two Heaven Hill rye whiskey um, uh, from... Um, uh, from Heaven Hill in uh, Kentucky, yeah. and we aged this RIPA in two barrels, and it was just insane. It was so lovely and so complex, and it just was lucky that this particular beer worked out to be so um, incredibly delicious. And so from there, we've cranked it up, and this year was the first time we released it in bottles. And I was really, really, this will be perfect for you guys. So conspiracy theories abounding. This is the first year we've ever won a medal at GABF. Really? Um, normally, I'll, I've never claimed, in the book, it's funny, I just finished writing a whole section why we'll never win an award, because all of our beers are hybrids, and they're never to style, and they're always out of whack. This year on uh, this year at JBF, we won for uh, barrel aged strong ale, okay. which is this you know giant catch all category, which is all heavy hitters. It was so cool. 
I happen to be at home celebrating, of course, Yom Kippur, the, the most <laughs> right. sacred holiday of the year, fasting, not drinking beer. And uh, the GABF was like, and the silver medal goes to Schmaltz Brewing Company. I got like 10 text messages in 30 seconds. Like, oh, yeah. my God, so I'm, I'm I a very there. fast texter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be at a synagogue in an hour. Um, so Darren... Uh, our non-Jewish co-worker uh, who had really helped babysit this project from the beginning got to go up and, and receive the award. Yes, it's very it's nice. really cool. Was he worthy, so, though? He was so much. Straight up so worthy. Much. All right, let me get some questions out from the chat. Uh, does Schmaltz ever plan to open their own brewery or continue to brew through partners? Yes. Um, right now, we're a contract brewer, and, and if you guys have seen... Um, the beer advocate piece that I wrote, I just loved being able to kind of talk about contract brewing and why I've, um, in the beginning, just out of necessity and desperation had to do it. And then over time, it's been out of an opportunity for more passion and creativity than I ever could have done with the resources that I have personally with my credit card debt. Um, so I've had access to these incredible brewers, incredible brewing, uh, uh, facility, but this summer, we did open our first brewery, and uh, we are now officially not exclusive contract brewers. Um, we opened a brewery in Coney Island, and I figured it was appropriate. It's attached to the Freak Show in Coney Island, mm, and nice. it's a 175-square-foot um, storefront with a 131st-of-a-barrel brew system. <laughs> it's a, th- <laughs> a three-vessel system, gravity-fed. We have a uh, you know, combination lotter-ton, mashed, mashed-ton, lotter-ton. Um, it brews <laughs> one gallon at a time. Awesome. And uh, so we have now joined the ranks of people like Sam Adams, who have transferred from exclusively contract brewing to owning their own brewery facility. But we, you, also have the smallest, uh, we also have the world's smallest head brewer. Yeah. The really? F- to go with your world's the, smallest brewer? The midget the Nixon from the Freak Show Little has person. been known to... No, he I think he prefers a midget. A shorty, yeah, so do three, I, actually. Three foot, 6.66 6 inches tall. And uh, he came out. And <laughs> I, I want to meet this guy. <laughs> He's pretty badass, actually. <laughs> that and sounds great. Gene Simmons and Mini Kiss. He yeah. brews just enough beer for him. Yeah. So it's all this after you go and what are you brewing this month? Oh, you guys would love it if yeah. there was any left. Any extra. Talk like him. Yeah. Um, no, we had to so, invest in a stool. In, in, all, in, in all complete seriousness, was just like the rest of tonight. Um, right. Eventually, exactly. what I'd like to do is I, I look at I, Brooklyn Brewery was uh, distributing Hebrew for me in New York City for a long time and introduced my beer there. And I think they've done a great job of balancing being a contract brewer with owning their own facility. And uh, I got to give them credit. And uh, they've grown and grown and grown their little brewery in Williamsburg and Brooklyn. And I think we'll try to head that direction to this. This the, I figured we got a we got a fellowship from Coney Island USA, the Freak Show. That the whole Coney Island series is a licensing agreement and a project with them that generates profits and royalties for their organization to run a museum, uh, the Mermaid Parade, um, uh, film festivals, and art shows. And so they gave us this 175 square foot storefront to play with for three summers. Wow. But the goal is to get a bigger fit space in Coney Island and uh, start making Coney Island beers out there in addition to brewing them in upstate New York. Um, and just actually this summer, I was one 
heartbeat away from signing uh, a lease on a warehouse on Valencia Street to open a Hebrew um, brew pub. So. You know, I, I don't want you to open a brewery, Jeremy. I, I like the Jeremy who sits around coming up with stupid ideas and making other people do it. Exactly. Yeah, the reality is like, yeah, 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 this is the Jeremy that I like. And why yeah. do you like that? That's weird. Well, it's it's very it's very cathartic for Justin to have his own ideas and then uh, pay others nothing to you know execute, to, to, to execute them. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have a good thing going and you keep doing it, Jeremy. We have a very aggressive internship program, by the way. It's on our website, and yeah. I'm not kidding. We need anyway. to compare. You notes. are. Yeah, you're in the. You're in one right well, now. It turns yeah. out. Very aggressive. That term out. intern came up. Remember a couple years ago, <laughs> we were supposed to have some interns. We got one. His uh, name is uh, Scott Moskowitz. It's yeah. not what I had pictured. He doesn't like being called intern, but uh, look at the paperwork says it's intern. So not what I had pictured. <laughs> All right. <laughs> can, I pictured more DVC at lunchtime. Yes. Okay, that's what because I. Yeah. So he's on the paycheck side. He's great, but on the tit side, he's got nothing going. <laughs> I don't know. A little A's are pretty cute. You can put him in. A, you can put him. In a blue dress. You All can right. put him in a blue dress. He'll be fine. Bottled anger in the chat room wrote in. Yeah, that's uh, me. Right now. Anger. <laughs> I like where that guy's coming yeah. from. He wants to know if you regret starting a brewery with an extremely specific niche. Do you feel? <laughs> do you feel hold in? Uh, dear angry brewer. Yeah. <laughs> Bo- bottle. Bottled bottle. Anger. Please yeah. don't unbottle that. My direction. Right. Um, uh, no. For a long time, uh, you know, I didn't start it for any other reason than to be the niche so i mean i could say i I wish i had started uh the best pale ale ever and and rode that and then had hundreds of thousands of dollars to support that brand and then somehow accidentally stumbled on the genius way to get from two thousand barrels to five hundred thousand barrels but right i started it to make the brand so what's actually um my only regret is not sooner realizing that i would have preferred to think i was starting a beer company so i could have kind of in emotionally and intellectually wrap my brain around that i ran a beer company as opposed to ran a jewish nonprofit, which is essentially right. what i did for eight years and maybe you wouldn't have had to blow dudes for crack for eight years <laughs> if you had marijuana <laughs> read the Wait, book yeah. bob saget he jokes. got crack for that uh, b- uh, bottled Anger also wants to know how many barrels of clown blood per batch yes. of Freaktoberfest. Nice, Mucho. excellent. Um, so he's referring to our beer Freaktoberfest. Should, should we break that out? Because yes. now that we've now that we've had the <laughs> best, he wants it. Now, yeah. now that that rye IPA. Right. Oh <laughs> this is God. the only beer in the country brewed with zombie blood. Really? Yes. And actually, what's one thing? Sweet. That, while, while Jeremy's opening yeah. the beer, one thing that. Uh, Every everyone every right, one of the we'll sales managers kind of created candles? their own little what? their own little story about why the beer is red. And this beer is six point six six percent alcohol content. Okay, it's blood red. <laughs> six six six. And uh, I say brewed with zombie blood. But we've we've had. Oh, to break? Yeah, we you got to, we got five minutes to break. You oh. got to take a leak, Jeremy. <laughs> I have. To. I always Just raise your hand because I got to take a big fat leak too. There's I was hoping to get through all of these questions and then we'll take yeah, our last could. break. So that's, we'll do. You know what? Let's do zombie blood at, after the break. But okay. to talk about it is that um, this is this is an opportunity now blood. that we have. Yeah, no, that's the big. That's, that's the good, the good stuff. Shit. That's, that's radical <laughs> jubilation. Let's just wait for that. And how dare you, Scott? What we did with uh, this is the beer that we got a lot of flack. I think we literally had a D on rate beer for. Or I think we still advocate. we have an F plus. And, uh, but you know, still passes. Passes. Fucking idiots. 
you know what? But, and listen, I mean, if God bless them for us, because I'm happy to put the 98s that we have on there, so I can't right. give away the D. Oh. But this yeah. beer in particular is our opportunity to say, you know what? I take all of this stuff so seriously all the time, and I'm desperate to make sure that people don't think we're just effing around. And, and we get so many comments about it's just a gimmick. But this beer is a gimmick, except that it's a really, I love this gimmick. Okay. This is our chance to make a beer that's six malts, six hops. It's 6.66% alcohol. And uh, it's, nice. it's, it's, it says Jews don't it. believe in the devil. Exactly. <laughs> Jews don't believe in hell. So or or Jesus. So uh, it Must says, be nice. this is not an Oktoberfest. <laughs> this real. is Freaktoberfest. Nice. And uh, every summer I've made the joke. The first year people said, well, how did you get it so red? And I said, there was a zombie movie being filmed at Coney Island. They ran out of funding, so we bought up all of their uh, theatrical blood and brewed with it. <laughs> and so since then, just so that Whole Foods won't let us on the shelves, we've right. made sure they know it's 100% artificial free-range zombie blood that Perfect. we brew with every year. We'll <laughs> what? taste that after the break. Organic. Mm-hmm. By the way, where do bad Jews go if they don't? If there's no hell? Pacheco. Pine box. Because coming from a good Catholic LA. family, bad people have to go somewhere. No, that's most people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, Everybody. Yeah. Where they, do bad Jews go? They get locked in the closet. Tennessee. All good. <laughs> it's they, really they an might. incredibly convenient belief. Like they, it, You go to heaven if you're good, and if you're bad, you just, you know, worms eat you. You just, oh, that's it? That's it. You just have nothing. That's right. No, you, you kind of, I kind of like that. There's yeah. just nothing. Bevo's grinding her teeth right now. You come to Pacheco and you do the first 15 minutes of the Brewers Network show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing we're the brewing network. Payback, baby. <laughs> Forever. I shouldn't have won yeah, that Without beer. On, I, wouldn't have, I shouldn't have answered that text message on Yom Kippur. I that's knew it. That's right. Yeah, All right, but, uh, Jew hell, sorry, Jew hell is yeah. uh, you have to talk to your mother on the phone for 20 consecutive minutes. I can get that. I actually believe in that being Mother-in-law. Yeah. Okay. I'm not Jewish, but that is hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Junket wrote in, uh, Brewing came. he says, Brewing came out of the Fertile Crescent. That's so lot. what that is the historical said. tradition of Jewish brewing? Uh, was it the Jews that brought brewing to Europe? Do you know anything about the historical? Uh, a little bit. It's uh, you know the fertile Jewish star. It's uh, <laughs> the six pointed star is obviously there for a reason. Right. Um, so we had this really fun debate recently. A, a woman in New York that I'm going to end up working with next year, and we will explore this topic much uh, more. I don't know, <laughs> legitimately than the shtick I'm about to tell you. But um, <laughs> uh, so I'm going with my answer, uh, Justin, is that Jews, when we were uh, in bondage in Egypt, probably thought, man, we made this great wine when we were all hanging out. I mean, from no- Noah gets off the ark, right? First thing he does is uh, plant a vineyard. And next thing he does is drink too much of the wine and ends up naked on the tent uh, on the floor of his tent didn't go well so um never does the uh the wine tradition that was deep and we talked about it in kosher earlier um when all of my people were in egypt uh egypt is beer and so egypt was brewing traditions and dogfish head is tied into that which is pretty cool and ancient grains and ancient recipes and so my theory going forward was that the uh, Hebrews had no interest in being associated with the beer that was going on with the ancient egyptians so when they got back they focused on wine Obviously, from the 1800s, there was a huge Jewish community that came to the United States, and there are lots of examples of Jews who were involved in German and Central European brewing in this country. But uh, right around the time of the Beer Hall Pooch in Munich, when a giant uh, totalitarian dictator came to the 
came to the front. My guess is that Jews from our tr- from our parents' generation then were happy to disassociate themselves with the brewing traditions that probably felt uh, awfully vulnerable. And so that's where the bumper stickers that came from that Jews don't drink beer. And so I made all of that up, and uh, Leah... <laughs> it's a pretty... I'm buying this theory. Yeah. Daisy comes up with some insane theories that I never buy. This one makes sense to me. Yeah. Really? And so... I, I want to know where the, I get uh, the sticker. Yeah, the juice don't drink beer, beer. So what I wanted to do was, we've talked about this with all the guys I named earlier and a lot of other people. Um, next year, we're doing a really cool project called Hanukkah versus Christmas in a bottle, cork finish 750s. And now Brian from Sly Fox is, is obligated to do it because we've announced it on the VN. But, Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Good deal now. Four it's, people uh, have heard it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, and they're going to pay next year. And there's eight people in this room, so uh, you figure out who's not listening. So, right, that's uh, a case. <laughs> we just sold our first case. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that goes but, on my depletions. But I, th- I think we're going to do a project and uh, and explore some of those fun stereotypes. For years, I wanted to do a Jews Don't Drink Beer beer festival. Then it'd be only Jewish brewers in this country and uh, a so bunch of people that would be like... Not a drink, bunch of people not, not drinking buying beer. beer. Yeah. Uh, it could be non-Jews it. there, but it would be all Jews somehow associated with brewing companies. Would be How many Jewish brewers do you know of? I mean, I, I rattle off 10 or 12, and nice. then I know there's a bunch more because I've spouted that idea off for years at Great American Beer Festival, and inevitably somebody's like, oh, yeah, you know, Jonathan over at the Schwarzenberg and stuff. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, like, yeah, and, you know. Right. Um, and uh, so it's, it's just fun. I mean, I really, obviously, as you can tell, I have a pretty thick skin, and I'm happy to listen to your racist and anti-Semitic comments all night long. <laughs> sure. It's I've never fine. heard one. And, uh, uh, but Wouldn't happen I, I mean, here. Part of the fun is, like, being able to play with stereotypes and that's been a really cool part of the beer world i mean it is a it's lucky that i've been able to uh essentially wear my identity on my sleeve for so long and uh, and uh, and at this point make a living from it and not have to bartend and work at catering companies anymore right oh thank god i was just was talking about my days as a server and a bartender uh the other day if the Brewing Network fails and I have my choice between driving off a cliff and yeah. going back to bartending... Yeah, what are we going to do? I'm driving off a cliff. You and me, we'll Thelma and Louise this whole In motherfucker. Oh, those right? days. Put the top yeah. down. Absolutely. You and me, bro. We're going back. Well, the way, the way you throw beers together... Weird stuff here and there. I don't want to. I don't even want to be around for your 2012 beer. Yeah, right. exactly. That's no, it's point. 2112. It's my tribute to Rush. <laughs> <laughs> there's, if you notice, if you have any listeners actually out there, yeah. um, there's like basically, <laughs> of course he is Canadian Jews. Yeah, there's basically a Rush reference in just about everything I've done. Really? Think, yeah. Scott uh, and I used to sit in front of his house listening to Love Line, and then during commercials, Limelight. he would put Rush oh, on. Yeah. We would sit in his car in front of his. <laughs> house listening to love line and yeah. then at commercial he would play rush Scott, you are the oldest young guy i've ever yeah. met in my life you yeah. are about 79 years old what song does in rush the body sing? of how old are you actually 28 what 20, 20 yeah 28 28 Say it again old. i used to do the same thing we're sitting really listen to love line but then at commercial instead of playing rush i just jerk off look at to, <laughs> to the to the hot fucking like you know um and then my boyfriend wants to do anal but he likes to pull my hair <laughs> <laughs> if i if i could sleep with any two men it would would be Adam Carolla and Getty Lee. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to all the other ones you've seen. Bebo, there is no... Scott dreams about being Eiffel Tower by two men. (laughs) Bebo, there's no song that you would know by Rush. Like, I can't name a hit. Right. Come on. Yeah, but even that, people don't know. 
Jeremy can right or whatever. No. People, you Just would think they know. Today. No, they don't know. No, she no. She be, knows. It'd be wasted no. breath. On no, her. Justin. She, no, no, I guarantee Jeremy has heard one. She won't. No, she won't know it. Name that rush. Justin will pull up Tom Sawyer, and people will not know it. No, she's heard this. That just no, heard no this way. Today. Everybody laughing. Sammy has. No. Nothing, right? That is dating on the world. All right. If she doesn't know it, she's definitely she's stood next to a guy air banding it. She <laughs> has <laughs> yeah, that's her husband with an right. ugly sweater in the other room. But if she but doesn't she know was, it, she hasn't seen I Love You, But she was humming yeah. something from uh, some country singer at the time. <laughs> Tom... Brody? I don't know, man. I, that's how I'm, bad we are. Yeah. Something. You've never... Come on, B. No, I really don't. No, Is nothing. chorus? She doesn't know Rush. Sam, what's wrong with you? She won't know the chorus either. Oh. Pause. See? There you go. No, if you're a Rush fan, oh, you don't even do need the chorus. Holy Diver? No. no. This is 2112. Oh, you know that's a pretty funny combination. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Ronnie James Dio and... and I would love Getty to see Lee Rush do Holy Diver. 2011. Ronnie James... Actually, he's dead now. Yeah. But, uh, the ghost of Ronnie James Dio joins Rush on tour. That's nice the book effect. tour. That's the line from Stephen Malkmus where he says, how does his voice get so high? <laughs> Actually, the guy that I... I he speaks like an ordinary guy. The oh. guy that I got into oh, Rush from was a Jew as well, and then Jeremy's the Rush fan. Do you have to be a Jew to be a Rush fan? No. I'm trying to think about a Jew I... But the Jew Owns, no, the wait, Jews own the entertainment business, so I they see. try to perpetuate that. Well, right? Got it. You just have to like really out of style voices <laughs> to be a Rush yeah. fan. That's why you're on the air. <laughs> yeah, me and Adam Carolla and yeah. Getty Lee. All right, I gotta, take a, I gotta take a break, or I'm gonna urinate in my chair. I thought you. I happen. usually stand up for a while. I know it's not that bad yet, but okay. it's getting close. Yeah. Uh, fine, right, uh, last question before we go uh, quickly: Do the do the whiskey barrels have to be uh, kosher? Kosher, right? Yeah, that's a debate, and it's just a bizarre <laughs> labyrinthine issue because the only what I think, they've been soiled by hillbillies. I th- <laughs> that no, that's a good thing actually when it comes to all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, I think right. they, they cut them and just let the sap Seriously. bleed out. Before they cut them down? The guys the that we talked to are just... Um, <laughs> Thank you, they don't even own pallets <laughs> at the distillery. We're like, could you put those on pallets so we can pick them up? And they're like, we don't have pallets. Like, how do you Actually, they say, we ain't got no pallets. <laughs> uh, well, we got the pallets, but we make them in these barrels. <laughs> We just roll them on it's down. Just, it's just one open-minded love fest in Northern California. That's what it is. <laughs> That's all we do. Yeah. We're just so liberal. It's the liberal elite out here. Yeah. We, we ain't got no pallets, but I got this tooth. <laughs> no, you don't anymore. Actually, my dog is sharing the tooth. He got to eat. I just got a hole where that tube used to be. Told you we'd try to get everybody before yeah, the show no, is I over, Jeremy. That. We're working Equal on it. Equal opportunity. We're not hitting the Greeks yet. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do this. Let's take ourselves the last break of the show. When we come back, we're going to find out about the book, uh, ultimately. And uh, we've got, we're going to play we've Stump the Jew. We've got a game to play. We're going to play Know Your Yiddish, and we're going to play uh, Guess the Religion. We've got all sorts of things to do. Plus, we'll do Drunk of the Week and work, uh, work, much, work, much work, more. Work. Yeah. I'm so anti that. All right, we're going to get ourselves another beer and uh, maybe a dash of codeine. We'll be back. It's the session. Hang Sweet. in there. Sweet. <laughs> You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1921, Mundins has been a provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? What did he say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand where this goes. the last part. 
whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner own brewer kits to all the ingredients an infant's own brewer needs. Something about trains? What? Language is this guy speaking? He's from Austria. <laughs> Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in mowing. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Ah! Art from Mundins Malt and Malt Extract at your local own brew shop. Mundins. For brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Mundins. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More more Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer. (laughs) (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't 
suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Merry Jewish holiday, everybody. Back uh, on the session here. We've got uh, Schmaltz Brewing Company on here with us, educating us about uh, their beer, their culture, their idea. Uh, Jeremy Cowan and Zach Davis hanging out with us. And uh, a couple more things to do. It's going to be one of those shows. Those uh, four-hour ones, I have a feeling, because we got a lot left to cover. Oh, i, I got to work early tomorrow morning. You do? Yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have Doing... to keep working right now. <laughs> You've got to do one update on our Facebook page early tomorrow morning. Well, I got to do that, and then I uh, just started leveling a worgen, so I got to keep doing that. Is that in the new? Yeah. And then I have a question: that, uh, early in the morning, I'm supposed to be on server seven with uh, the Guild of Arkenstein. We're supposed to. We're going to be. Why is it Jewish? We're going to be raping and pillaging to the digital world. <laughs> right. That's Tron. Is that what you have to? Oh, it is. Yeah. All right. I thought it was your World of Warcraft. No. You play World of Warcraft, Jeremy? All this, oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get it's kosher. It. Yeah, it's yeah. all you know. Usually in those kind of late nights in the Midwest. I can't even get on Jeremy on Facebook. <laughs> right <laughs> this year, I will be on Facebook. Everybody thinks First I'm time. Jeremy on Facebook. This I'm year, I will Jeremy. be questing through Facebook <laughs> and Twitter. That, it, it is funny. I get people all the time saying, "Oh, I love your Twitter and Facebook posts." I'm like, "I love them too," because I don't have anything to do with them. <laughs> that's right. not. That's actually not true. Jeremy goes, "Oh, thank you so much. We spend a lot of time developing yeah, yeah. those programs." Well, especially when they come, and go, "You're so funny." Yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> do you get that about, about my Twitter posts? And no. you have so much time off. Now I give away my uh, Christmas <laughs> present, codeine bottle, and it comes back half uh, empty, Doc. Half full, Jay. Yeah. I'm being so, such a pessimist. It really depends on which so way you're looking at it. Right now. Nice. Did you uh, did you suzerp as well, Bevo? <laughs> I'm actually legitimately sick. You are. Yes. <laughs> so am I. She has her own spoon. <laughs> no, really, I am. I think I have whooping. Cough. It's, it's, we want a very professional program whoop, around whoop. here, Jerry. Nice and cherry. Oh, it's very cherry, cough. isn't it? Yeah. Not whooping cough. <laughs> I feel better already. There you go. <laughs> All right. We we'll keep of, that in the middle. A lot of things left to do and stuff. Oh. What a great break. I snorted half of Vicodin. And, uh, <laughs> and you bonged the other half. So, right. What a great break. Does this mean you're pussing out on our... Uh, our uh, no, oh, 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 is that Sit up contest. contest? Sit up this week? It is supposed to be Absember. Justin was like, I have a toothache. I do like have 20 a minutes before he went oh, to air. He's like, my I, tooth is killing actually, me. Actually, he, he gets a doctor's excuse if he had, I know what he's going through. Nope, sorry. And not the this thing week. is, now Scott laughed at me when I said it, and I get it. I uh, laugh at me too. What a sissy excuse. But you know how no, all the blood rushes right, to your yeah, head no, when no. you're working out, especially yeah, the, when you're doing sit ups? I feel like this out, hole uh, in my mouth is going to yeah. explode. Oh, yeah. With the dry sucky, you should keep your head no. up, up. Yeah, so you don't get. <laughs> We're going to keep you See, vertical. I get a pass. Yeah, right. you get a pass. I'll do yeah. it. If Doc says I can do it, I'll do it. No, I don't want to push Sorry, out, nope, nope. It's, gonna, it's a little painful. No, it's fine. I'll lubricate your socket for you. Can I snort the other half of the Vicodin off of Bevo's ass at the end of the show? No. <laughs> I pay for that. <laughs> right. You pick the right room full of people to have a minor ache and right. thus puss out on something. <laughs> oh, my tooth is killing. Oh, okay, Justin, no problem, no problem. It's Anyone acceptable. else would have been like, man up. Let's oh, go. you're right. No, a room full of Gentiles. Yeah. Oh, and, no, uh, no, no mercy. Right. 
It's true. No I can't actually. Tasty usually has no mercy either, but he even sided with me. Yeah, yeah, I must yeah. be. Uh, no, you're sick. I'm the only one who wants you to do it. <laughs> I want you, you to pop your sutures, but man. The only, uh, the only person you hate more than yourself is probably me. So <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm not sure why. Yeah, but it's not even a close contest. All right, let me get through some business before I am too drunk to do so. Uh, Jeremy has a new book that's out. It's called uh, Craft Beer Bar Mitzvah. Uh, and, and what is this? This is about your, uh, your sort of life as a, as a craft brewer? Uh, 13 years of extreme Jewish brewing, circus sideshow freaks, and uh, yeah, basically starting the company in, in my apartment and then uh, ending up in, in tonight. Do you personally know of your career? Is, do you personally know midgets? Uh, well, <laughs> just the one who works for him. Just, uh, yeah, his brewer. Yeah, Nick is Nick is our uh, official. He's the shortest midget brewer we've ever had, and then we had Josh, who's six four. He's the tallest midget brewer we ever had this summer. Hmm. So it all worked out. It was an incredible journey, spiritual and emotional, and uh, and and that's Midgetal. that's how I was prepared for tonight. Okay. So, How come you didn't ask for my quote on the book? I see Tom Daldorf here. Oh, he asked for it. I emailed you. Oh, you I don't did? remember getting that email back. It's Damn funny. It. Yeah, it's awkward now. Huh. Just, Justin probably started. Yeah. And so he went into the ignore. I probably yeah. would have written the best uh, book I'd never read. You would. You know how to read and everything. I know that. No, he does not. Am I pronouncing it right? Is it Ba Mitzvah? Bar. You have to say bar? How come I've bar. heard Jews say ba? But I no, thought I heard, heard you say, say it. Bar. Bar. I was imitating a sheep. I well, there's a girl one and a, uh, and a boy one. So it's uh, a bar mitzvah. There's yeah. a bar mitzvah for men and bat mitzvah for women. Yes. Maybe that's Girls. what I screwed yeah. up. Yeah. What do they cut Not for the, the quinceanera, though. Careful. No, the, the, the Jew bat mitzvah, uh, 15 for the Mexicans, yes. 12 for the Orthodox Jews. You know? Yes, they used to Are marry off. They that? used to marry. Yes, can you believe it? Uh, they used to. Uh, they used to marry off their twelve-year-old uh, uh, girls. That's yeah, bat, bat mitzvah. Yeah, and it's it's, you're, you're an adult nice. now, so therefore I'm going to marry you off a and uh, take my twelve goats as a dowry. Yeah, to the forty-year-old. Tw- um, that's pretty Tom much Butcher. what I have yeah. to do. I'm actually surprised that Moscow is not in a uh, arranged marriage. <laughs> and he seems like the perfect. Could be coming now, Zach. Is this your your <laughs> lovely fiance over here? Uh-oh. Oh, she's in the room. There we go. She's yeah. in the room. That's her, though, right? That is. What is she thinking? Uh, she got thirteen goats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she is a lovely young I don't lady. know. You'll have to ask her. She is lovely. I lucked out, and I, I take it where I can get it. It must be the huge salary coming from uh, from Schmaltz. Uh, must be your huge salary. Huge. Right. Huge. Now, speaking of 13 malts and 13 hops and 13% alcohol, yeah. <laughs> since your listeners are fascinated You're by this fired. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, so we're drinking out two versions, Jubilation 13. Okay. Tie into the book. It's called Jubilation Bar Mitzvah, and we launched it at GABF last year in the food and beer pairing pavilion, and um, so that's what we're passing around. And then we've got Vertical Jubilation, which is the... Uh, the end product of this ridiculous year that we had where we rebrewed six different beers from our past, brewed a 14 uh, for this year, and then took a little bit of each one of those, aged them in these Sazerac six-year barrels that we'd done the RIPA on rye f- uh, for. So those were actually uh, mostly second use, not wet anymore, but uh, a cu- just a couple of first-use barrels. and then we. But most we- of them were like... The third use. You guys used them twice? We we did them for... Some of them were for RIPA on Rye the first time. Okay. Some of them were for RIPA on Rye the second time. And, and just a few of them were actually still fresh. Yeah. And uh, this year we took a little bit of each of those. 
um, aged them from somewhere between a month to three and a half months, depending on the beer and when the cycle hit. And it turned it into a barrel-aged blend of seven different beers called Vertical Jubilation. And that's just coming out. Like, it's not even available in California yet. So. Okay. That's what we have here? That's, that's not even we're available? Drinking. Beautiful. Not even available. Wow. First, first moment out the gate. So it was in a 12-ounce bottle in the gift pack. That was our first version of this, which we aged into tw- uh, we blended into 12-ounce bottles for the gift pack. This... Uh, on the side where you see on the neck label, it says batch one. That was for the gift pack. Batch two is for the 22-ounce release. And all the draft um, is mostly from the second batch that will be available around the country. Okay. So this was a really cool project where we took a little bit of every single one of those ridiculous lineup of, uh, I mean, the 12, for instance, was literally tw- it was 12 malts, 12 hops, 12%. It was the hop additions were 12 hop additions. Every hop um, was used either <clears throat> 12 separate additions, either 2, 3, 4, 6, or 12 pounds each, 144-minute boil. And again, like, yeah, the shtick was perfect, but I was really lucky. It turns out the beer is actually spectacular. Uh, the beer is spectacular. It, it is. This is that beer that you don't, you don't want to be tailgating with, but uh, right. sweet ass tailgating. Or doing a four-hour radio show with, for example. But um, in in the middle of December, January, around the fire. When all your friends are gone, right. that's when you bust it out. Right. Or or in Jan or in June or July in San Francisco. Or right. <laughs> yes. now. Right. Yeah. The same winter. Exactly. Exactly. And, oh, this is this is we're really as you say luscious. Yeah, we're yeah. really proud of this. And I mean, again, it's like I, I will take credit for thinking it up, but uh, nature and Paul will take credit as well as the brewers at Old Saratoga and. Um, Josh, who does all of our special barrel aging projects, is a guy who's turned out to be an incredible resource for us. He worked at the brewery for a while, doesn't anymore, but comes in on the third shift, which doesn't even exist. And he does all of our barrel aging projects. So this year we started, remember, with two barrels for our IPA on rye of uh, Heaven Hill. This year we uh, have 76 rye whiskey barrels stacked in, at Old Saratoga, and Josh has been... Um, uh, managing that entire project literally most of the time by himself wow. um so he's responsible for implementing my english major idea like wouldn't it be cool and, right uh, <laughs> yeah gotta give him huge props for this project this year we've th- this is the kind of stuff that i i'm so grateful that i've had access to these guys and really proud of what we've been able to accomplish and hopefully you guys get a kick out of the shtick but also uh, the beers I just think are dynamite. Well, the way the way this it. one's um, oak is more subdued. It's, yes. r- it's right there for sure, but it's not in your face. And it's, it's just part yeah. of everything else that goes with it. Which is this makes it for me. I like the oak, Good. but it's not. I've had oak beers with just sure. Whoa, yeah. Well, and this is this isn't fresh oak, so that actually helps. Yeah. It's already been used for liquor, which has already been used um, to age beer, and so the oak. I think the wood comes through as. You know, enough of that vanilla and enough of that kind yeah. of typical oak flavor, but, it, but in a It's, in a it's much not that the forefront flavor. here, it's, it's part yeah. of everything else, which is what makes this thing so great. Um, it's, it's a great it's beer. It's part of everything else. So this is, it's a weird thing. This is definitely the most expensive, expensive kitchen sink beer we've ever made. Because, I mean, if we added up the hop additions and the malts in this beer, yeah. it's, you know, hundreds and hundreds. And it definitely could have argued with itself. It could end up being some weird beer that's like off in a different direction. And it's just through the luck of nature and the brewing process and, and the fact these guys have done such a good job for me of brewing a great beer to start with and then that's what went in and it blended together very nicely. I mean, this could be a beer that could have taken two or three years to age into what it should be. I was just going to say, I'd like to try this one and yeah. 
2012. Right. You know? For sure. Yeah. This 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 is going to age really well. It's nice. Yep. Well, I hope get, you're leaving a bottle behind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get <laughs> it right. while you can. The last it goes one. great with the new book, Craft Beer Bar Mitzvah. Where, where can you get it? Uh, craft Beer Bar Mitzvah is going to be a fun project. We self-published in the cra- tr- true craft do-it-yourself fashion. I figured I had a really close friend who's a journalist. Um, you can get the book on our website is okay. the direct answer. Um, All right. So James Sullivan is a journalist in Boston now, although we've been friends for 20 years since I bartended in uh, New Orleans. And he wrote for the San Francisco Chronicle, and he's just p- finished his third book, which uh, well, mine's his fourth, but his third was a biography of George Carlin, which is pretty kick-ass. Okay. Called Seven Dirty Words that's out right now. And then my art director, Matt Polachek, who lives in Brooklyn, we uh, collaborated on the design for the whole book. And basically, I dictated the book to Jim. He typed it up, rewrote it a little bit, made it sound like uh, inst- instead of just a dude at a bar telling you a story about 13 years of his life. Um and then we edited back and forth and back and forth and swapped the manuscript. And then I spent six weeks trying to avoid having a nervous breakdown while I tried to finish it on time before GABF. All right. Now, but so this is the one thing you're qualified to do, Jeremy. Of everything we <laughs> yeah. talked about, Talk this is the shit. one thing you're qualified <laughs> oh, right, to do is to right. write this yeah. book. Words uh, in English language. Well, and let me say this: now I, I've not read Only. the book, but the uh, you know <laughs> the reason I wanted Jeremy on the show is uh, the, you know the, uh, the the very anyway. few times I've met him, uh, very funny man, did a great job on our show at Celebrator a couple years oh. back, and just thought you'd be a perfect fit. I, I I'm pretty sure the book's no different. So if you're looking for a good laugh and also a little insight about uh, a tiny company. That that's been beating the shit out of Jeremy for 14 years, but actually turned into a big sensation recently. Get the book now. Uh, you can go over to schmaltzbrewing.com. Yeah, we're going to do it on our website for now and go through our kind of beer channels. You'll, it'll start popping up at homebrew shops and uh, all the Judaica stores that I'm sure your listeners are frequenting. Of course. And, um, and then in the spring, we'll start releasing it out to more and more independent uh, liquor stores and and then uh, specialty beer stores and then eventually we'll be working through a wholesaler and get it into bookstores. Okay. And Amazon and we'll have an ebook up um, starting probably in the second quarter of next year and Great. it'll it'll be a big launch and we're going to try to spend instead of what normally happens in the publishing world which is you finish this giant monstrous project called your book and you get. <laughs> A two-week PR blast, and maybe it gets into some bookstores, and you end up with one book at 500 Barnes & Nobles, and they send it back when it doesn't sell. <laughs> right. What we want to do is, is baby this through the year and kind of slowly build it and focus on our core audience, which is beer people, Jewish community, homebrew shops, and slowly build it through our distribution network. And uh, I'm really looking forward to spending the year exploring this book and sharing it with people. Can Doc's uh, Jewish mother-in-law do the audio version <laughs> exactly. of the book? So the audio version, I thought, at Passover every year, there's a great tradition where you pass what's called the Haggadah. It's the kind of a book that tells the story of Passover. And you pass it along, and everybody reads a paragraph, and you kind of pass it around the room. And I thought that would be so kind, sweet. Kind of like me at the... the- <laughs> The dinners. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you get to read that paragraph. Yeah, I did. So. And I got the longest one every time. No, I hated it. Every <laughs> snickering right, at my... Right before I mean, the gefilte fish. Yeah. So, so you're I, thinking to do that with the book. I would love to do... I'd love <laughs> to do two idea. versions. I really don't think I have enough time. This this year was so much time and heartache built, um, doing this book, which I'm, I'm in the end really, really proud of. But next year, I think for me to read the entire thing might be a little much. So I was thinking I'll pawn it off on everybody else. And so there you go. we may do another... Uh, we did a, a program 
Instagram, send us your bar and bot mitzvah picture for our Jubilation 13, which we have here tonight. It's the only beer label in America with 169 bar and bot mitzvah pictures of 13 and 12 year olds across the country. <laughs> Great. And, uh, is that why it's 69 pedophile beer? Some weird thing. So, uh, Zach's so is prominently featured, so right. check it out. Zach and his dad. Yeah, yeah. and his dad. That's right. There's not it's, really many It's just awful jokes. <laughs> My favorite, uh, you know, along with your idea, my favorite audio book I've ever listened to was Artie Lang's. Uh, uh, nice. by, I'm a very brainy uh, reader, so I thought I'd check out uh, Too Fat to Fish. Too fat to and fish. about four chapters into it, Artie goes, he, he stops in the middle of a chapter and he yeah. goes, all right, listen, I got to be honest. I'm really strung out on heroin right now. Nice. I cannot keep showing up at the studio every day because right. I find myself needing a fix. So I'm now going to pass off the rest of this book to my friends. <laughs> And then you have awesome. this bunch of like dopey comedians who can hardly read come in and That's read brilliant. the rest of the book. Yeah. And so you have yeah. like five different people end up Done. doing the whole thing. I think you could do that with brewers. With you guys. You know, with you with guys us. here tonight. Do the right. be in. Uh, you'll be on heroin. I'll yes. be on oh, cough syrup. syrup. I'm clearly the heroin uh, reader. Yeah. Cough syrup. You guys will be on cough syrup. We'll bring right. in Jubilation yeah. 96. Perfect. We we actually, we actually have it. Jokes. We, uh, one of the things that we haven't really discussed um, that I don't really tell that many people but i'll let it out yeah. is uh i sent some beers out to the west coast to distill we did a nano distilling project oh, yeah. okay so we sent our ipa yeah well it's it's like schnapps except it's about uh 82 percent alcohol wow. and oh, uh it's just unbelievable we did it with our friends over at st george's just here in alameda mm. in the east bay yeah and we sent jubilation our ipa rejuvenator origin our pomegranate beer and human blockhead <laughs> from coney island and so I actually have. I should have brought that to punish you guys, but it's uh, it's it's still strength. Oh man, um, just rocket fuel. But there's a complexity to it that you actually can pick out. Unbelievably, what is color a, is it? Is that a callback? It's clear, to you? dude. It's totally it does, clear. So it does come out clear, no matter all, what you do. Okay, all clear. At, at, at that strength, yeah. is clear. Okay, yeah. okay. And it's really a cool project. So we're going to start. Um, we pulled some extra jubilation this year. It's unfiltered. Um, and uncarbonated, and we're going to be distilling that probably in the, the beginning of the new year, putting that into some rye whiskey barrels, and then doing blockhead into probably charred new oak, and then our IPA is just going to be straight white whiskey, and uh, we're going to actually fill... Um, uh, gonna fill the top of the still with fresh hops wow. and just let it fly and schmaltz so. distilling. Yeah, schmaltz liquor, baby. Big, good stuff. <laughs> All right. More importantly, can anyone believe that Zach is engaged? I just want to tell her. <laughs> that's that's really the main. Part. I, was, I was thinking, how can I put that? But to her, it like worked that. out pretty well. Wait, Justin, did you mean to her or just because he's well, ugly or what does that no, mean? In general, so certainly to her. Look at this young boy. If you go to Justin.tv/slash/brewing/network, a lovely. Ogle has a great well. personality. Or no, she's hot and she's cool and cool. That's true. And, and then like Zach an icy hot is, patch. you know, kind of cool. <laughs> I better be really cool. Justin, remember at the top of the show, Asian chicks they love the Jewish dudes. Right. They don't know why. I it's see. just a fact. Small Scott's, vaginas. Scott's waiting. Believe, you, yes, I have. Scott. Scott. Still, yeah, by the way, Scott's still waiting for all of you Asian women listening tonight. Yeah, they've done a lot of research yeah. and they don't know why. I see. We may um, never. It know. Just is. All right, we got a couple other things it to get to, a lot of money uh, to fund uh, before the yeah. show uh, might never end. Uh, we want to play stump the Jew and. Uh, I talked to Moscow uh, earlier in the week, and I thought, you know, 
let's ask uh, Super Jew, uh, Mr. Schmaltz over here, if he really knows anything about his heritage. Yeah, so we have our bats ready to stump the Jew. Yes. I don't know what that means. Uh, it just sounds like a horrible thing to do to someone. To stump the Jew. I'm going to stump you. All right, so uh, are you ready to uh, it's not for the crystal challenge? Knock. That's why I showed up tonight. I was, I was actually trying to work at this moment. Like now, we thought that we'd allow Zach Perfect. to help you out. Oh, that's sweet. Thanks. So you guys can collaborate. <laughs> And um, we're going to ask you a number of uh, Jewish trivia uh, questions. I believe that some of them have to do with uh, pop uh, Jewish culture. That's right. Well, and, uh, pop, gaily, I mean, gaily. Yeah, and by pop, I mean circa 1900s. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I yeah. don't. Actually, I learned more like stump from, the stone. It really wouldn't surprise me. Pop, it turns out, yeah. to Moscow is like anything Tin from the 70s alley. or before. Yeah. Uh, I asked a question about the Titanic. Everyone freaked on me. No, and what was the question? Who was the president when the Titanic uh, got destroyed? Harry Truman. Destroyed it. Woodrow Wilson. At least Jeremy offered a guess. Everyone else here just made fun of me. Was it Woodrow Wilson? It was Taft. Yeah, exactly. Or oh, the fattest guy buried in a piano box. I know that. And he had the there big, you go. The, the you big, know your dead guy trivia <laughs> is what you know. All right, these questions though they're they're better. The biggest bath. They're, they're, they're a little that. pop culture mixed with a little biblical <laughs> Judaism. All right, here's, now, here's what we're going to do. Um, how many questions do you have? Twelve. <laughs> I, I'm not going to ask them all. You, you told Let's me to prepare a lot. Is that Take a Jewish six. number? Twelve? Okay. <laughs> Actually, would you like to read the tribulation? <laughs> no, 12? you're thinking 18. Okay. Hi. 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 Yeah. All right, okay. here, here's, how, here's what's... There's some steaks involved here, Jeremy. Awesome. Not pork steaks. Not pork I've steak. heard the Costco steaks are amazing out here. If you know the majority of, if you turn out to be the super Jew that you uh, <laughs> that appear I never to be, claim to be, is that uber Jew? <laughs> then bike foolery in the chat room who sent in uh, uh, a question, he will win a prize. If, if you do, if you get the majority right, you're playing oh. for him. You're this playing. is like wait, wait, don't tell me, isn't it? If you turn out to be a complete and utter disappointment to your mother and your race. <laughs> 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 oh. Right. I think that coding's kicking in for Scott. <laughs> Hypothetically. Then Junket in the forum, who also sent in a question in the chat room, uh, he will win. So uh, somebody will win Everybody's no matter what you do. a winner tonight. Uh, it just is going to, you will be <laughs> either. Except we lose no matter turn, what. Turn, yeah. Turn, yeah. Yeah. The Jews can't catch oh, yeah. a break. <laughs> All right, Moscow. All right. Uh, what's the first question? Which Jewish holiday is not biblical in origin? Hanukkah. That's correct. Wow, that was quick. Hanukkah. Right, we're done here. Just like that. Now, be, is your it's, chat room working? Congratulations, Bike. Okay. In the big scheme of Bike things. guy. Very good. Thank you very much. With authority. Very proud to be here tonight, and I just <laughs> want to take this opportunity to say stick it all of you people. Thank you. No, we're good. <laughs> A shining moment in Jeremy's career. <laughs> Go on, Moscow. What do Jews celebrate on Simcha Torah? Well, Zach, sounds like a hop. <laughs> Simcha. Actually, that's, dry hop that's actually Simcha not a bad idea right there. See? You've had a lot of really, really good ideas tonight. <laughs> you want to write them down for and you? First time one? ever. The Simcha hop edition? Right? <laughs> you want to write it down for you? No, I'm gonna I write remember it down. things. No, I'm, I'm I remember all of the Simcha. things that have happened tonight. <laughs> <laughs> word yeah. for word. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very memorable experience. Simcha Torah is, uh, is the holiday that celebrates the uh, giving of the Torah to the people of Israel not correct. They actually, no. Before they were actually uh, Jews, no. they were still the Hebrews wandering in the desert. And uh, I like that he doesn't get. Yeah, up. he just. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. It's, when the, it's at the end of the Torah before the beginning starts again. 
That's, uh, well, yeah, what's the answer? It's, it's the, judge. the completion of the reading of right. the Torah. End of the Torah. Is Before Torah. it starts all over. Oh, I'll again. give it to him. I give it to him. I, right. no, I don't know. Let's get Woody Allen on the phone. We need a tiebreaker. All right. Woody, what's the deal? All right. I give it to him. That's two. Two out of two. Two okay. for two. We're working on it. All two, right. Two. All right. Now to a little uh, modern times. Name the Jewish MLB Hall of Famer who holds the yes. AL single season record for most RBIs by a right-handed batter. Still holds it to this day. To this day, Hank you, Greenberg. That's correct. Thank Hank you Greenberg. I oh. see. I told you he was going to be. You know, I, I just want to say Ryan this Sandberg opportunity. I knew they had a yeah. baseball have that thing in there somewhere. Ryan. <laughs> I was thinking it was uh, who wrote the Giving Tree. I'm glad you got Carl Sandberg. Now, more importantly, Jeremy, Uh-oh. Yankees or Giants? Even more importantly. Oh, so yeah, you really want to get into that. So first of all, uh, it's funny. I actually thought about sports today, and I was thinking for the my, first time. My, <laughs> my my the last here the last sports heroes I had were uh, Ken Stabler and uh, and and Terry Bradshaw when he was playing. All right, I don't need so. your life story, Jeremy. <laughs> Yankees or Giants? I, dude, I grew up on uh, on Ron Say and Steve Garvey in the infield. Okay. Like, t- Who is- this year, I'm happy to fair weather the Giants because it was an incredible story. And I was sitting there in um, six different hotel bars watching right. them kick ass this year. So I was just like, oh, yeah, look at that. We're winning. Didn't even know how we got here. <laughs> so Yankees. Ever. I'm taking Son away a point. Yes, thank you. Giants. Take away five. <laughs> Please. Right, no. So he's up. He's three for three. Yeah. Come on, Moscow. Uh, let's see. Betty Joan Persky is the name of which legendary Jewish actress? The birth name. Uh, Betty Joan Persky actually invented the Barbie doll, and uh, she was Jewish and invented the kind of perfect image of what an American woman would look like in her uh, late adolescence. Good for her. It's actually uh, not correct. It's Lauren Bacall. Lauren okay. Bacall. <laughs> Went wrong. Then like, what company? But once again, with authority. I can well, see why the, the company has succeeded, because you're kind of like, oh, really? Really? That's amazing. That's, that's good. Really, I just learned something. This really is a light brown ale. Right. It turns out that the first beer from uh, from Schmaltz Brewing Company was actually apple juice, but he just told everybody. That's a beer. Yeah. Right, that would even no, ac- Actually, part. Barbie was the, the daughter of the... Uh, CEO from from Mattel, but the woman who designed the, woman who the designed doll was, was a Jewish. Jew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where did totally you get from? Straight up, I that's deal. the name of this game. Wonderful documentary you. about the yeah. subject as well. The, where right. did the Brazilian wax come from? How long is the term of a president of Israel? Uh, it's four years. No, it is exactly. five years. I thought it was till they got shot. Five years. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. <laughs> that one, was the however, line. However, somewhat accurate. One, <laughs> if you'll excuse the pun. One assassination. <laughs> All right. Turns out this country's had just as many in the same amount of time. That you doesn't know. surprise. So what, what are we now? Uh, two out of four. Uh, he is three for two. Three, three for two. Okay. What is the name? Three and, he's three and two. Sorry, three, three and two. two. Three for Full five. Three for five. This is okay. why we run the. Add them up. I do the math. That's math. Uh, I need a beer. What is the name of the Rosh Hashanah prayer book? Don't everyone go for it at once. Rosh Hashanah is the Jew New Year. Can you say uh, Jewish, That's please? the Siddur. No, it's yes. the Machzor. Yeah. yeah. So that's in, that's Spell that Aram- backwards. That's an Aramaic, jo- uh, Scott. Josh. <laughs> R-O-C-H-C-A-M. All right, he's yeah. now three and three. Uh, so it's on the line here. You Mike Foolery is still in the pressure. running. If he wins, junk it. If he loses. Come on, Scott. How many commandments are there in the Torah? Oh, dude. You just walked into that one. 
Here, I'll just show you the it's, book it's, that I just wrote. And that's so sweet You have the you. commandments in your book? I just think that it is so nice that you gave me this softball opportunity to <laughs> totally whore He's out. That's that all, all his book is, is the Torah reprinted five times. That's all it is. You know what I like best about your book, Jeremy? Is that you pass, blurred out your Jewish nose in the in the picture. <laughs> you were like, no, let's just keep the beer in the front and yeah. my face blurred. Thank you. Appreciate well done. that. It's actually a little blurrier than I intended. It is. You were like, no, not that blurry. We're going to reprint those. Is bar mitzvah actually two words? Yeah. The appendix of Jeremy's book says, The following are the 613th commandments and their source in scripture as emirated by Maimonides. And the answer, yes, is 613. I'd be tired after, I don't know, 10. Actually, you should read a couple of those. You guys would like those. <laughs> Change your whole fucking life, bro. Yeah. You, might, you might start to be respectable human beings if you read a couple of those. Well, the first one I looked ones. at says, Not to Hate Fellow Jews, Lev, 1917. It actually said, Not to Hate Fellow Jews, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Moscow, give him another one. We Christians only have 12 commandments. Give me one of the, give me one of the new ones. All right. Uh, the system of tens. Jewish numerology, i.e. Yes. assigning number values to letters, joke. is yeah. called oh. what? Uh, softballs. Softballs. Oh my God, I have softballs. <laughs> yeah. Get your hand is uh, actually called gematria, That's Mr. Correct. Moskowitz. That's right. And from uh, the you'll notice in uh, all the... Uh, all the um, that is from the Greek. Thank uh, you. From the Greek Thank word you. gamma. And uh, so in all of the jubilation um, shtick that's on the side of the beer labels, we too constantly tying into Jewish text from the Torah, but usually into pop culture. And there's uh, generally something that has to do with gematria somewhere in there. Uh, or and rush, of course. <laughs> of course. Sorry, these words and or yes. rush. <laughs> trade them out. Usually They're, both. Just trade them out. Usually both. Uh, can I also point out that there's a picture of Arnold in in uh, Jeremy's Arnold? book? Not the uh, not, not the governor, one. but the dead uh, Terminator midget. <laughs> That's actually a small man. Sorry, he's not a real man. <laughs> he little people. He was just really short. I can only from do what it I can for Nick. I cannot opinion. call anybody else that only because Nick gave me permission. And encouragement. <laughs> There's also a lot of pictures of men, some of them naked, in your book. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Hot. at least topless. Which 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 part are you looking at? <laughs> the picture yeah, part. At of course. <laughs> I'm only looking at the picture part. <laughs> All right. Carry on. The next question: Have you been properly thanked oh, for God. giving the rest of the world yeah, Easter? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, what they, that's what they call circumcision. <laughs> that's that's to go along with Lenny Bruce's joke that says, you know, the Jews have been beat up for years about the killing Jesus thing. And uh, he goes, and I never believed it until I went downstairs in my Uncle Leo's house. And it turns out his father uh, wrote a note and it says, yeah, yeah, we did it. Signed, Lester. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another one. We'll, we'll put that in the How does n- my joke get overshadowed win? by uh, anything else? By Lenny Bruce. He stopped listening to you. So unfair. <laughs> yeah, by Lenny. Yeah. It's got overshadowed by Lenny Bruce. Someone has to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a little tougher. At what age did the biblical matriarch Sarah give birth to Isaac? Sarah. Yes. Poor Baron Sarah. Twelve so. and nine months. <laughs> nine related. Yeah, bar mitzvah age. Yeah. Nine is related. So Sarah, um, Sarah gave birth uh, at the age of 90. Wow! Wow, the Christian. Wow! Women, uh, 90? Impressive. Yeah. And But more impressive, as you'll notice from the Jubilation 9 uh, re- <laughs> label, is that yeah. Abraham, and you guys will love this one, especially this room, uh, Abraham didn't circumcise himself until the age of 99. Himself. Wow. Himself. Wow. Oh. That is a nutty man. 
right give Jay as much Vicodin as is humanly prescribable, and he will not circumcise <laughs> I himself. Will not. I am, however, circumcised. Why do Gentiles, why do we circumcise ourselves? Know. It's cleaner. Jewish doctors. Case, <laughs> I guess so, just in case you convert later. I mean, believe me, I'm thankful for the action, but I do wonder why we've adopted this uh, very sort of archaic process. Helm- helmet or anteater? Right. Circumcision <laughs> is actually... when you marry Asian women. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> All right, he's now six and now three. You know secret. Is there a way that oh. he can lose? Somebody do the math for me. Terrence the B. Oh, am I phoning it in? How many questions on? are left? Um, Thank you. Good night. <laughs> so he could still audience. tie. Yeah, he is could. What could happen? Sure. All right. Oh, great. Next question. How many scrolls of parchment are there in a pair of tefillin? And before Jeremy answers, tefillin <laughs> is uh, a box cares. filled. Okay. Well, then I won't. Did you say a pair of no, no, tefillin? Tell me what a tefillin is. So. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's great. It's a box filled with uh, <laughs> parchment. Of, uh, of there's prayers printed on the parchment, and you strap this box, which has like plus. leather straps, a, like uh, attached to it. You 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 roll it around your arm, right, all the way around your arm, and then you say a prayer, and then you take it off and you strap it around your head, and then you say another prayer. It all makes perfect sense. I do love it. What's parchment? That sounds like fun. <laughs> do we know the answer? <laughs> uh, there are two scrolls. There's uh, the passage in one of each of the boxes, and you have one for your forehead and one for your arm, and the passages, and you shall. Uh, put it upon a doorpost on your gates and as a memory before your eyes and upon your hands and this year you just softballing it to me and i appreciate it it's uh, a <laughs> jubilation 14 is all about hands hearts and farts because uh, of the hand reference in hebrew the word hand in gematria adds up to the number 14 mm-hmm. and uh dr oz isn't that who's on oprah you guys all yeah, know this sure st- sitting around taking it's a dr oz yeah he has his own show now so he said this year <clears throat> that the average number of farts that a human does during the course of a day is 14 Yep. Really? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, For is. Bevo, it's 29. Actually, yeah. I'm not going to argue that. No, no, if you're, if, you're at G, if you're at Great American Beer Festival, it's 1,400. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. It's actually not the right answer. What's he, the answer? There, there are two different... Again, though, I'm, I prefer his answer. I call his it right. His answer is good. Jeremy's good. His answer sounds, <laughs> Better to be good sounds than accurate. Right. The actual answer is five. <laughs> he's, he's not five. even close. I'm giving it to him. That's <laughs> seven right. <laughs> I mean, your answer sucks compared to Jeremy's answer. We haven't even launched this beer that we're drinking right now. Do you understand what is happening here? All right. All right. Next question. Next uh, question. Five. Who built the first temple? Which temple? The Jews. Yeah. What do you which temple? <laughs> I know that one. The temple yeah. down the street from my house. So that's, that's Fucking good. Ted Beth Jew guy. The Beth first, first temple. The hills. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Fred the Solomon, Jew. Yeah. The, the son of, uh, I mean, father of David, who uh, built the first temple and uh, established Jerusalem where it is uh, on Mount Moriah. Where yeah. possibly uh, okay. a lot of other people have spent some quality time, including Muhammad and Abraham. That's right, yeah, Solomon. King Solomon is correct. How many questions you got left? One. <laughs> I can Jeremy's one. He has yeah. proved his uh, Jewism, nice. his wow. Jewishness. But can he prove his Yiddishism? Oh, nice. I Thanks. do want to point out, uh, I've, I've looked further through the pictures in your book <laughs> now, Jeremy. They even have text below them, so you have <laughs> and, to know. And I, color which, which helped me out for this next uh, uh, comment, and, and I mean this in a serious, non-creepy way. 
Uh, your my, dick is yeah, huge. No, no, I know. I'm glad you prefaced that. Don't well, worry, she lives in Montana and she's 67, and you're, <laughs> there's no chance you're getting. You're, no, but you're she's just, but you're she's here. gorgeous. Yeah. Your mother <laughs> is gorgeous, Jeremy. Sure. What happened? I mean, your right, mom me me is very, very good looking. So, th- so we've we've we're gone gone through. We should actually. This, so here's what we've done. Wow. We've gone through Zach's fiance right? and my mother. Now we're on to your mother. So, but she. I mean, this is something to be proud of. She's a very good looking woman. Your friends yeah, came I'm, over a lot. I'm particularly proud of that. You so. should. I had yeah. a lot to do with that. <laughs> right. My fiance said I, the same thing. Is your dad still alive? No. <laughs> Read the book, chapter two. How old is she? The old country. Now, your dad, on the other hand, uh, not that he's not good looking, but he's uh, he's very stylish, is what your dad is. He's got uh, kind of a tilted hat and a, and a furry beard. Oh, you mean the part where he has uh, rainbow suspenders and a, and a red t-shirt that he made that says yeah. dad and son, with yes. my red t-shirt that says son and And dad. your bowl cut. Yeah. I think his dad and my dad would have gotten along yeah, very well. I'm really? yeah. sure they did. I, I'm proud of you that you put in your uh, your your young pictures because a lot of people would shy away from that. Me, for example. <laughs> well, pro- and if you didn't do it, he wouldn't have anything to look they at. They probably saw the Godchild's play. Come on. Your grandmother's not bad looking either. <laughs> All right, let me see. <laughs> so many options for you guys here. Say. Just there's a world. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Now, now we've got more games to play. Uh, we thought we'd find out. What's the last uh, one? Uh, so now that I've you, won, I'm just. All right. I'm give just, him the other questions is, while I prep. Rub it in your face. This now. is gravy. <laughs> yeah. He wants to hear one more question. Okay. Uh, one I, actually, I believe another you have two. one. I'd, I do, yes. Okay, the next one is, uh, how many of you control the media? How many of you? And this is coming How many from of the... you people? Yeah. It's All funny. Right. I just had a friend who said something about a uh, relevant topic, and I said, well, you know, the whole reason that the Jews own Hollywood is because we were banned by an anti-Semite named uh, Thomas Edison. I grew up in Menlo Park in Northern California, and Thomas Edison invented the light bulb in Menlo Park, New Jersey. He's a notorious anti-Semite who uh, patented a lot of things related to moving pictures, and the Jews weren't allowed to participate in uh, the distribution and retail of moving pictures in the 10s and 20s. You mean the Rush album from 1981, <laughs> exactly. right? Moving yeah. pictures? Okay. And oh so uh, that's why they moved the... Uh, <laughs> Moscow. That's actually pretty good. I got to throw, you know, thank you for throwing Rush into the mix. There you go. <laughs> I'm grateful. Let's throw yeah. Walt so, into the middle of that. Uh, so that's why they ended up in Southern California. And so uh, from, you know, from being banned um, to uh, running the joint, I think that's the American dream. Thank you so much for coming tonight. And Merry Christmas. God bless every one of us. <laughs> I don't know what this is. That's Come on. Barbara. Oh, I know what this is. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Get up. I you are going to take us out with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a great night, everybody. Memories. <laughs> Come on. Now that we've stumped the Jew. The last question, Jeremy. What is the name of the candle used to light the under... Sorry, the other candle. I've had a bit too much 14%, whatever. Oh, not uh, the name of the candle used to light the under candles on the menorah. Oh, I, know the, I know this one. Oh, my kids it's even know raspberry that. scented. No. Blade. <laughs> so good. So That's a softball. An, another, and a another one, because this year I just got a call from uh, an account that was freaking out. <laughs> How many beers are in your 10-pack, and I'm like, well, it's, it's an 8-pack. There's just 10 <laughs> slots. It says on the outside, 8 beers, That's 8 12-ounce awesome. beers. And then my Canadian wholesaler said, we got a call from somebody. Are there 9 beers in the 8-pack, or are there 9 beers in the 10-pack? And I'm like, no, there's 
eight beers in the eight pack. What? There's a canned, there's a, there's a logoed jubilation glass, Hanukkah candles, instructions on how to build your own beer menorah, and there is a bottle that has no beer in it. What more could you that ask? That is called the shamash, because that is what you use to light all of the other candles. Right. So we have an ah, empty ah. bottle of beer in there, just the so bottles. people can use their good Jewish humor to think that we screwed them out of an extra one <laughs> bottle of beer for right. 30 buck gift pack. Shamash is indeed the correct answer. I, I, you know what I did, Jeremy? I threw you like 19 softballs and threw one 87 mile per hour <laughs> cutter on the outside corner. <laughs> couldn't get that one. Alright, how do you want to play Do You Know Your Yiddish? Uh, should that be all of us guessing? Do, do you want to guess if they know or do you want to just all of you guess? Well, what it's, you, it's a 50-50 shot. I want to play by going home. Alright, here's what Put we your have. Hand up no. If you know what here's what we have. We have a Yiddish uh, <laughs> statement actually done by uh, the, the senior Moskowitz. Uh, 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 Scott's nice. dad called in earlier today. Uh, old friend really? of yours, Zach. Uh, and, and recorded some Yiddish uh, statements. And um, we, Moscow is going to give us two definitions. We're to, we're to guess um, which one it is. Yeah, my yeah. dad's uh, parents were both affluent Yiddish speakers. Neither of them are around anymore. My dad is carrying on the tradition. And uh, I'm basically going to give you two choices uh, per Yiddish saying, and you guess which one the Yiddish saying actually is. These are all curses. Okay. Yiddish is very colorful in describing personal pain and screw you, motherfucker. Okay. Let's, oi, oi, let's go the Brewing yeah, Network FCC. against Schmaltz. All right. Interesting. Uh, so it is It is myself, Tasty, Bevo, Jip, and Scott, uh, Dr. Scott, all against uh, Jeremy and Zach. So this is really a David versus I got included Goliath. on neither yes. one? Yes. Well, you're running the game. well, you're in the middle. I see. Can I yeah. be on the winning team? Uh, no, Bevo, this is the Bevo, time you're, you, yeah, you you're have Christian. to actually pick a side oh, and yeah. not... Yeah. Um, By the way, the youth oh, pastor no, just left the room. I'm is that weird? I'm choosing a side. I just don't want it to be your side. Too bad. You're, you're, <laughs> like it or not, you're with the Brewing Network. This, yeah. is, this is how... That's funny, because this is how Hebrew started. It was my, like, ten closest friends from high school standing around at a volleyball game, and the two of us together were Jewish, and it was, and all of a sudden it turned into Jews versus Gentiles. <laughs> Forget and, shirts and skins. And that's, and that's exactly how they, we were like, you know what, this is bullshit. And they were like, go team, Jew, go Jew, go. <laughs> right. I was like, we need our own beer, because we were like, you know, 17 and a half, and we had bought up at the Redwood City Bodega for uh, whatever we were suitcase we were enjoying. And so, uh, thank you. There were a lot of memories. You know what, I just want to take this opportunity to put my pants back on. Why would you want to do that? Thanks, Justin. So this is how it all started. (laughs) Bringing it all together, baby. That uh, coding bottle is getting lower and lower, by the way. All right. So what we have is uh, Uh, some some Yiddish statements as recorded by uh, Martin Moskowitz. And uh, what we have to do, we'll li- we will listen Martin. to the statements, and then we'll uh, Moscow will give us uh, two meanings. That's and, right, and we will guess which one is the is the accurate. Let's meaning. do it. That's right. right. Here is a Yiddish statement number one coming up. That's German. Does that mean if we thanked God for the good things, there wouldn't be time to weep over the bad? Or does it mean, if my grandmother had testicles, she would be my grandfather? First of all, it's German, and it means, how dare you brew that without... If my grandmother had balls. Doc, you're going for choice number two. I think so as well. Okay, and JP. All right, we'll go. Brewing Network team okay with that? Yep. Yep. All right, Hebrew team? 
Well, this brings up an interesting... (laughs) (laughs) Jubilation 27. Speaking of the Ryan Kolschka forgotten, I thought it was if my bubby dipped her balls in it, she would have had my grandfather's nuts in her hands. Oh, so you're actually giving a different uh, translation. And or, I really don't like the gefilte fish, sweetheart. (laughs) Next year, can we bring ham to Passover? Gefilte fish is fish jello for the uninitiated. uh, That was was Doc's. It's fucking horrible. That was Doc's Passover. Yeah. If it tasted like fish, I wouldn't eat it. I'll, you know what I'm going to do? Is like I just want to support you guys in your oh. Jewish learning. So okay. I want to say yes. I agree with you. You I agree with us. Related, so we're both voting for the same. Grandmother's nuts. Moscow. Yeah. That is right. If my grandmother had testicles, she would be my grandfather. Okay. Both the Jews and the Gentiles that an scored. That's on a, just a truism. Yiddish number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, or she would have been a tranny. <laughs> right. Maybe she was. Yeah, she but happens. she wouldn't be these days. You never know. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Is there another beer floating around somewhere? Yes, yeah, there is. Right there. There. I am there. fucking drunk. We have the just so everybody knows. You know, All that 14% whatever, it, it did me in. I'll race you down the street. I'd cars. like to compete for Drunk of the Week. We can take it down a notch. We've got Freetoberfest, the world's worst Oktoberfest. We do have. We, we haven't opened some stuff. I thought we were going to open the red beer and all that kind of stuff. Let's do it. All right, let's do that and listen to Yiddish statement number two. Does that mean marriage is like a padlock, divorce is the key? Yes. Or does it mean money buys everything except brains? It's the marriage one. Yeah. It's the marriage one. All right, Gentiles say marriage. Marriage. Jews? Gentiles have no. I don't know what schlitzel means. <laughs> schlitzel. Schnitzel. On my, schnitzel. On, my first, schnitzel. on my first trip to Israel, we had schlitzel everywhere we went. It was absolutely <laughs> delicious if you get it smeared with some hummus on what top of it. What is it? Schmeared? Uh, it's definitely the second one. What was the first one? What's the second one? Where Where are we again? What's the name of this town? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows. Interestingly sure. enough, we're in Pacheco. Pacheco doesn't yeah. even show up on my Pacheco. <laughs> What are you asking me? What Abs- are the answers? Absolutely. It either means marriage is like a padlock, yes. divorce is the key, yes. or it means money oh, buys everything except brains. Let's do that. All right, what marriage, as, uh, he's going with the two. Gentiles. Number two, one. baby. No, no, I'm going with number two. The, the, are you going the, number two? The money okay, thing. Two. Both <laughs> sides are correct. Marriage is like a padlock, divorce is the key. But he went with number two in the end, so that means only the Gentiles are no. Yeah! You switched it up at Wait, the end. No, no, we have Scott is cheating for us, so we win too. <laughs> right. Thanks He's, so much for coming. That's a good point. You are kind of on his side. You both are correct. They're yeah. everywhere. It's called cheating. All right, Gentiles are two to one. Yiddish statement number three as the Freaktoberfest is being poured. Does that mean may your intestines be pulled out of your belly and wound around your neck? Or does it mean, had they put your brain inside of bird, it would have started flying backwards? No, it's the first one. I think it's the second one, too. It's the bird one. Read it again. What are the the translations again? The The Gentiles um, should definitely go for the second one on this one. First one. <laughs> so you, so Doc says the first Doc one. JP sure. and I, are we sticking with? We say. I say the, it's the second one. Bevo, you're the tiebreaker. Actually, no, we have Tasty too. 
<laughs> no crap shit. Docs, Tasty. Doc's Jew tonight. Yeah. So it's two to two. Oh, you have to vote, Beef. Doc's yeah. married to a Jew. I'm going with Doc. Okay. Damn it. All, All right. right. So we we take number two. This is why I don't work yeah. well in teams. No, I exactly. thought we, no one, oh, number one. one. Sorry, number one. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. The Jew, the half Jewish guy somehow is is pulling it in for the Gentiles. Now? I guess he's superior. <laughs> yeah. The German speaking Jewish half, half Jewish Jew guy goes onto the Jewish side tonight. <laughs> yeah. At least for this moment. He's for you oh, guys on German this one. Yeah. It's just the Kishkis gave it away. I you know if anybody's what's what was the What's the movie that and I'm I not heard remembering Schleppen. that the uh, the Kishkis, uh, the song that he sings? Oh, it's from uh, not Break Like the Wind, but uh, that's my uh, farting movie. It's, uh, <laughs> that's a little different. It's the other one where at the end of uh, is it Best in Show Break where like um, the wind. they end up singing My Booby Has a Kishkis. Yeah, do, do you guys see? I'm not the so. only Jew who sits around on the air wondering aloud what something came from. Yeah. I do see that. Thank now. you. So it doesn't mean that it's good. Scott. We'll go with number one. It's a mighty wind, not break like the wind. <laughs> still, still my farting. I, I do prefer break, break, like, break the like the wind. Break like the wind, was the song from from Spinal Tap that's made by the same. Yes, it is. Oh, turn yes. it up to eleven, baby. All right, so both teams are going with uh, begrudgingly choice number one. No eins. Both teams are, are correct. Uh, May your intestines be pulled out of your belly and wound around your neck. All right, the I Gentiles are still up by that. by one point. I think you guys should get a half for that. Because Why? Yeah, for sure. Because I'm not Jew. It was three, it was three to one. Do you and want... you went with the Jewish doctor over here. <laughs> yeah, of course we did. The doctor married to a Jew. You're, you're really two-thirds Jew. <laughs> yeah. Next one. He's celebrating Hanukkah next year. Mm. Take a... Well, I, I just like that it's, it's around the same time now. Like it messed me up this year big time. <laughs> it does. Spinal tap. Right here on KSFO. Children who grew to Stonehenge. The Stonehenge. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> it smells like a fart it's in the a, studio. The monument was, was somehow dwarfed by the midgets. Aren't they like stuck in pods or something too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the base, the base is. She has no idea who Rush is, but clearly Bebo <laughs> has watched Spinal Tap. Weren't they stuck in pods or something? I don't know. You got to give her that. That's that's kind of nobody cool. knew who First they were all, or what they were I doing there. I was born there. in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> Scott's an old man. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just because I asked questions about Duesenberg? Well, we were born like the same time, but yeah. Let's finish this game. Know. All right, Yiddish number four. Me Google soll er den und a hinglachter by talk soll er hingen und by nacht soll er brennen. Does that mean all of his teeth should fall out except one, and in that one may he get a toothache? Or does that mean he should be transformed into a chandelier to hang by day and burn by night? I think it means your dad's Yiddish no, is terrible. It's. <laughs> It should be hung by a chandelier and uh, burned by day, not by night. Is that what I said? See, I told you guys, the Jewish doctor is totally on our team. <laughs> it's the first one. You can't take no, away our one no, advantage. It's, it's the first one. It's the second one. The first one. Exactly. Go go one, baby. It's the first one. Yeah, go number we're one. doing it. Yeah. So, every, so both Jews and Gentiles are going with one? No. no second we're, one. We're actually going with two. Definitely you guys are two. You hear me? Yeah. What did you say? Ignore the second this one. We're going He's one. a chandelier. He should be burned by Dark? day, not by night. One. All right. Gentiles are going one. Jews are going two. Moscow, what's the answer? Hey, did you hear me? Go to. <laughs> Too late. Gentiles are not correct. Oh! Oh. All right, but how do you have talking. the same word in there three times, but in the English translation, it's in there once in the second one, but did twice in the first. Did you hear me? I said go Gentiles with... went with the first one? Yeah. No. Oh, sorry. Gentiles are correct. 
The oh. Jews are not. Sorry, it was instinct. Instinct. You see no, that, Doc? No, what, 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 what? The correct answer is he should uh, he should be transformed into a chandelier to hang by right. day and burn no, by night. That's, no, that was that's ours, what I said. Dude. Gentiles are correct. Oh, no. that's that's a, I'm just a used to, to siding with my fellow no, Jews. I'm sorry. But he was saying, was he was, I'm so confused no, as to what happened right now. That's the one I said. The chandelier. Number one. Number one. can't keep track of one or two. The correct is number two. They keep serving us 14% beer. Hey, Mr. 14% beer. Some of us can Chandelier one. Yeah, that's the right we answer. That's the right. correct answer. No, he no. actually said the chandelier. They disagreed and yeah. won. Okay. And we said chandelier. Doc is correct, and everyone else naysaying screwed him. Okay. So I'm, I'm but we are right. Back so to right. our first answer. You know what? I'm giving uh, the point back Jews to the won. Jews and yeah. taking it away from the All Gentiles. Right. It is now a tie game. Three to three. So that was my Why question. Why do you do this to me? Three to three. Just take just it away. Just because of the look on your face. That's why I do it. I don't know. I don't know why. I think his dad's Yiddish is terrible. Because he says the same word four times, but in the translation it's no. said once. Before my dad that. recorded this, he did announce that he listened to Yiddish. But right. I'm just going to turn all these microphones down and get everybody to settle down a little bit. Doc, Captain Overachiever, it's fun to watch you squirm. That's why we went against you. Everybody else, settle down a little bit. And uh, we're going to go with uh, Yiddish number six. All right. What are our options? I know which one it is. May you choke on a fish dumpling, or may you run to the toilet every three minutes or every three months. It's the one with the toilet. That's just these are like the worst insults you could ever give to someone. Let me hear. It I kind of like. Think them, of a better one, they're, Chip. They're, Let me hear you say a better one. They're nice wow. and random. Let me hear it again. Wow. <laughs> They're good and random. I'm waiting. May you wait Moscow. Wow. Next to play, it, play it again, Moscow. There's a lot please. of aggression next right, to me. I'll play it again. It's the toilet one. Right. Definitely the toilet one, right, Doc? Come on. Stick with me on this one. You fucked me over on the last exactly. one. Why would I, why would I help Don't you? Don't trust that man. Yes. <laughs> it's the toilet one because it's longer. Clearly, they don't love you. Uh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I, You're only here because you brought them codeine. Look at how gullible Doc is, too. He is like listening to you planting those seeds. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know what? They never did like me either. That's how you stayed married for so long. Back when You Avery threw me was, under the bus. Back when Avery was here, they did this to me the last time. Right. Doc, what do you want? Only I'm, once, Doc. I'm Come on. I'm telling you, it's toilets. Yeah. Did you hear toilet in, in there? I heard numbers in there, and the toilet yeah. phrase had numbers. And it was very, very long. Sign is not saying. So, so Doc, Doc, my little princess, would you like the other one then? <laughs> hey, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what? All right, the Gentiles are taking toilets. Okay, let's, fine. let's let, how many listeners do we have left? Let's let Ten, them vote. Seven. And, uh, I don't think we have time. It'll take a long time. Yeah. Um, that's the problem. Can't they text you? Don't they all have? Don't They're they all have in the personal? chat, but then Bevo has to read every message every from all one. you know few hundred. Let me hear the English version again. Let's hear the English version one more time. All right, what are the two options, Moscow? May you choke on a fish dumpling, or may you run to the toilet every three minutes or every three months. By the way, being the uh, being that uh, we're tied, this is going to be the victory question. This sweet. is it. Oh, well, in that case. May you run to the toilet every Eins. three minutes or every three months? That doesn't uh, even make sense. Eins. See yeah, what, what I mean? It means you have diarrhea or constipation. Think of a new... It makes perfect Think of a better sense. one, Zach. Think of a better one. I've been drinking. Uh, I'm waiting. Um, now who's aggressive? It, it, <laughs> me. <laughs> this guy. Uh, wow. But it's funny. It's number one. 
Which one's number one, the toilet one or the other one? No, the other one. The, uh, the, the dumpling, dumpling one. one. Only because I, it's, it's just longer. All right. So right? I guess the Gentiles take the dumpling one. And the Jews? If we go with the same no, one we're as with them, the toilet then, one. Uh, we right. can still lose. Next question. That's true. The, we have to go to another question. But time. That's okay. I thought, no, we were going toilets, right? No, we're not going toilets. We just decided against toilets. Yeah, okay. we, we've got to go toilets because that's just too appropriate for our culture. Okay. That is not the correct answer. The right one is may you choke on a fish dumpling. Mm. So the Gentiles won. That's right. Uh, yeah. I don't understand. You un- understand that we won. I know, it's t- I know that winning is difficult I'm for me. You. I'm it crushed. is. But we've just <laughs> right. won, JP. Really? All right. Round of applause yeah. for the Gentiles. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Tasty, you did a great job. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, you really <laughs> stuck your I neck out. I disagree with Doc. <laughs> it, it only cost you a friendship. Right. Okay. Exactly. That's right. Uh, now, the question is, what do we have to give Schumann to leave the room? Because the Hooters shirt and the ugly... Uh, the, the Ugly the, stomach. The stomach. Uh, <laughs> and the chest hair. I mean, and the awful body shape. Listen, Jeremy talked to me at the break, and he's like, "Listen, everything's been a good time. Can you do something about the guy in the Hooters shirt?" <laughs> and you answered no, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I said I'll try, Jeremy, but he's kind of a loose cannon. Try not to touch him. Uh, I offered <laughs> him visine. <laughs> yeah, don't look at him for that long. Between that and the uh, sweater on the pit bull, I was pretty <laughs> right. That's true. The vi- I, I matching, think you're right on the vi- are you stomachs. are you stoned? Schumann? No, no. No. I just no, had a really it, rough it, night last night. I how, see. How did you get this beer so red? <laughs> uh, I think it's the cough, sir. I oh, think yeah, I should that. All right, Schumann. Well, good effort uh, looking like that. <laughs> Definitely fills looking, out a Hooters tank top better than me. Let's let's prove that. Let's not. Let's try to prove <laughs> that to theory. But you can't throw out these hilly, willy-nilly you know, theories <laughs> without really to prove them. Well, it's all stretched out by him now anyway, so it wouldn't look good. All right, and finally, uh, Drunk of the Week calls 888-401-BEER. That's our last uh, segment of the night, and we'll get out of here. Uh, we'll let uh, young Jeremy and Zach have some uh, pork-filled uh, sauce, and then uh, they can go on about their, their holidays. Actually, uh, the latkes tonight were absolutely delicious. They smelled really good. Give it up. What is a latka? Oh, that's a classic Jewish treat for this time of the year. Hash browns. It's uh, Yeah, we shave up gold, and we just eat it for fun. Cause we, <laughs> <laughs> just because we can. But once we poop it out, we cash it in. I see. <laughs> it did smell a lot like uh, shaved then, up and gold. And then it becomes even more valuable. Wow. Thank you to Alexa, my girlfriend, for uh, bringing us those latkes. They're, the only thing more impressive fries. than Zach being engaged is Moscow having a girlfriend. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's a lot more impressive, actually. It's, it's Cute, <laughs> right? Uh, are there any latkes left? No, I ate the They've last been one. Devoured. Sorry. Good latka. It helped me with my ji- my Yiddish. So your Yiddish. All right, Yiddish. Uh, Kim and Andy Wood are on the line. Woods, what's happening? Why aren't you here? Hi, Woods. You're there somewhere. Woodage. I think they're strangling each other. Right, your Skype's not working, or whatever. yeah, that that. Whatever issues you're having well, there. Skype out of the Westie ain't working. All right, 888-401-BEER for Drunk of the Week, uh, or you can Skype and... Uh, Better than the woods. We'll do it that way and try to get out of here. It's uh, it's 9 o'clock, everybody. It's a four-hour oh uh, four show. Good job, by the way. Hey, Jeremy. thank you. I was I was definitely prepared for 15 minutes in Pacheco. <laughs> so. Did we forget to tell you solid. that? So are we, we do too. that sometimes. The the BN's advance work uh, could use just a tiny little bit more in the email. <laughs> right. Than, when Jeremy hey. was asking me questions, I cleared my throat loudly and hung up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott's email was, hey, dudes, you guys ready? 
Like, <laughs> we talked to you six months ago. <laughs> nice. We were ready then. It's on my calendar. And I was like, well, Jews are going to be funny. You know what's funny about that is I kind of knew that was going to happen, so I kept asking him, too, like, are you sure that they're committed? Because right. it's almost Christmas, and right. I know Jeremy travels. Oh, yeah, they committed yeah, cool. a long yeah, time well, ago. Penned it in. It's right. in I, I thought That's that, why he's that, just an intern. Said started with them damn Jews. <laughs> it didn't start with that. Okay. No. Woods, are you there this time? You're not there. Oh, uh, come on. How about this? You call in on what's called a telephone. 888-401-BEER, and we'll do it that way. All right, Kirk from North Carolina is on the line. Kirk, what's happening? Uh, not too much. Just trying to cook some dinner. Sparked a little bit of some shit. But, Kirk, uh, shouldn't you be asleep? What time midnight. is it? Midnight. <laughs> All right, Kirk, are you calling in for Drunk of the Week? Yes, I am. No, okay, I give, just, us, give us your resume. I just need a friend. Nobody else what's is up. Resume? Yeah, what's your resume? What have What have you had to drink, Kirk? Blood of a young child. I had a uh, bunch of home brews. I had um, oh. at least two I'm or three uh, uh, home brew uh, beers. Uh, beers. Top cooking. So oh, two to three Janet's Browns, even tasty. I know you like that. I've had that tonight. All right, what else? Vertical Epic, uh, the ten, ten, ten. All right. I had uh, one of those. I had a bomber that um, had a shit. The uh, coffee stout that I brewed <laughs> last week. I had three of those, so that's why I'm not jacked up. Right, three um, coffee stouts. Can, can we put two of them on at the same time and see what both of them drank? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. Do one and the other. And right. Fill the gaps. Three yeah. coffee stouts. All right. That didn't wake you up very much. Three pale ales. Yeah, three pale ales. Yeah, gotcha. Two IPAs, they're all homebrew, and... Uh, Did I mention I'm cooking? Uh, a Newcastle that I had earlier today. <laughs> New a lot of... Yeah. yeah. Is that an open flame you're cooking with? All right, Newcastle. Anything else? No, no, it's an electric oh, Newcastle. Thank Just for God. good measure. You're killing us. Uh, Earlier no, today, that, that's a light brown. It's a light brown. That's a light brown ale. <laughs> it is a light brown ale. That's why you're angry. We dominate this fucking category. <laughs> that category on rapier has a zero, but we are a 100 percentile of that category. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what, the, new, the, um, the brown ale, Newcastle brown? Yeah. yeah. It was a big one, right? Wasn't it? Do what? Oh, my God. oh man, what's happening? Keep going. Kirk has the personality <laughs> of my pitbull sweater. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty cute sweater, dude. It's a nice sweater. You're right. Very nice sweater. Hey, yeah, he know. may not be much to look at, but he probably keeps some. Your bitch mom warm. likes that sweater. <laughs> However, Kirk has had a shitload of beer by my count here. His resume is looking pretty looking good. Pretty solid. Yeah, <laughs> but has he has he had any codeine? Kirk, have you had any codeine? <laughs> I have not had any codeine, but it's awkward as fuck talking with all you guys. Like, I feel like there are people coming from every different angle on this phone. I know, you're yeah. right. We definitely it's, have the it's, advantage. It's, it's like actually a, the opposite of what's on the other end of our phone. people will say hi to you if you want me to that's, get her to say hi. That's all right. That's a whole other yeah. show, Can and uh, that's on Animal Planet. Uh, he's got a lot of voices in his head. All right, Kirk. Uh, thank you very much. I agree. Uh, we do have the Good advantage. Job. you got a lot of voices uh, talking at you. Good job. You've had a lot of beer. You are now in the running for Drunk of the Week, my friend. 888 <laughs> 401 beer. Uh, we now have one contestant for Drunk of the Week. So uh, call us up, make it happen, and uh, we'll see if we can get you a Drunk of the Week medal and some prizes. They're really cool. I have several prizes. We already have to give prizes to uh, Bike Foolery because uh, uh, Jeremy oh, did yeah. turn out to be right. the uh, he, he represent, is what he did.
Yeah, in the middle finger to Junket. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Poor Junket. If Bike Foolery wants to email us, I'm sure we can come up with a little treat for him. And so could Junket, for that matter. I'm so sorry I embarrassed you in front of all of my friends here. <laughs> all right. So. Very nice. All right, that's cool. So uh, even some prizes from... Yeah, what the hell? Gets us out of Let's give away a book. What That's a good Can't idea. That? Will you sign it? Hell yeah. All right. A signed book we're going to give to Drunk of the Week. I'll sign it, too. Uh, just in case. Nice. <laughs> Zach. Actually, we're just... Hey, guys. I'll sign it. Can I sign it? No. I want to sign it. No. Zach sounds like me. Every show. I'll read that. <laughs> yeah, Let me do it. Zach's our JP. Yeah. We're, we're actually going to get all, Don't these, even go there. all the entire clown circus here tonight to sign it. Perfect. Or, or nobody and only Zach's It's been, Asian it's been great coming on your show right i know that you've had a great time zach and Scott's i do appreciate not my you friend anymore by the way <laughs> <laughs> all right uh nathan from uh, pennsylvania is on the line nathan what's happening hey how you doing you're doing great how oh you doing? Doing? <laughs> yeah all right, there we go. first of all good start <laughs> how you doing yeah we got some d-o-t-w all right drunk of the week oh and uh what have you had my friend oh okay let me start Okay, we we got some uh, seven fifty. Uh, the uh, the New Glarus red. Oh, and illegal in Pennsylvania. And then, uh, True. Yeah, yeah the we cops. have friends who drive us thing. All right, one New Glarus, two Joker, two Joker double wit. We have new then uh, New Glarus <laughs> old English quarter. You already said that one. No, he didn't. I would just like to say that I'm from Pennsylvania. I don't think he's that drunk. That's just the way they sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, still like cold dust. I'm sorry. Anything else? I'm just Nathan? Uh, uh, I sound like a rugged, beat up old man. But yeah, I'm in my. 30s. You sound like a. Uh, how we go. You sound like a married yeah. man. Yeah. You sound like I'm Moscow. Sorry. Pretty much. <laughs> hey, hey, Beep, you hugged me once. I was wearing a cowboy hat. I haven't showered since. <laughs> Did you feel her boobs pressing against time. your midsection? Yes. Hey, yeah. Beave, this okay. one time I had, a, I had a boner, and you were there, and... <laughs> you we, didn't see me, but I saw you. I was in one corner of the room, and you were in the other. Calling the cops on me? And, oh, and Sam was there. Oh. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I, I met the whole family. I'm sure you were very family. nice. Hey, and this other time, I was dreaming about the same time when we were in the room, and I was in the corner, and you were in the other corner. And you had a boner? No, I had a boner. One of us had a boner, and Sam didn't like it. Because he didn't have a boner. Fuck that guy. There was only one boner. And we traded it off with it. <laughs> All right, Nathan, you are in the running for Drunk of the Week. 888-401-BEER. Uh, call us up and get in the running for uh, a chance to win Craft Beer Bar Mitzvah, the new book by uh, Jeremy Cowan, the uh, proprietor of... Uh, signed copy. Signed by Zach. <laughs> With an signed by Zach's He's girlfriend. An introduction signed in by Zach's girlfriend. It's actually going to be the book that we give out today. With Zach watching. Yeah. It'll be the hairless Winna save the date to my wedding. <laughs> but you're not invited. You just have to save the date. <laughs> you are totally not invited. When is the wedding, Zach? I'm not telling When you. is this so-called wedding? I'm not telling any of you people. <laughs> Do you people even get married? <laughs> Where is it? In the valley. San Diego. Oh. All right. Caller, you're on the air. Who are we talking to? All right. What's up? <laughs> Who are we talking to? <laughs> I'm calling from... 
fucking wild and wonderful West Virginia. All right, West Virginia, and uh, what's your name? Dude, stop raping that dog. My name, is, uh, my name is Ryan. I'm here with my wife. And what's uh, your cousin's name? <laughs> Ryan from West my Virginia. Cousin. And is your wife your cousin? Yeah, maybe. JP, is that you? No. That was all our little German friend over there. Is that, is that you in the other room? <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> all right, Ryan and his wife, his giggly wife, what have you guys had to drink tonight? We have. We started with the Duchess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. I think she should be bit. the one who's telling us right, what yeah, they yeah. drink. Yeah, actually, Ryan, uh, pass That's the phone to your wife on. Pass the phone to your old lady, will you? All right, yeah, here she is. Thank you. Cousin or whatever you Welcome, Giggles. Hi, I'm so excited. Hi, Giggles. Uh, So tell us what else you've had to drink tonight. Okay, so the Duchess is wonderful, and we started with that. And um, because my husband... Oh, homebrews. Um, right. We had a Scottish shilling 70. They made fun of me. And uh, <laughs> we have this other IPA, which was good. <laughs> And um, Jasmine so cool. that a lot. It was like 6%, um, which was nice. I mean, he did a good job. Okay. Um, and I'm not quite sure what else, but... How long have you guys been, been married? Drinks. What's your name? Oh, shit. Almost five years. Almost five years. What's your name? Mm-hmm. Giggles. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Giggles. Well, I'm kind of like... <laughs> Why did you call me that? <laughs> <laughs> Does every hot chick remotely associated with brewing need to be named Sarah? I guess so. And I don't know. I'm hot and I like brewing. It's and your name's Sarah. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So it's good. You know, I, I will say that this is the most concise story a woman has ever told. Ever? Or yeah. on this no, show? Ever. You mean ever? No, yeah. What have you had to drink? Late. I've had this, this, and this. Fucking great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Nice well, job, Sarah, Sarah. You guys are now in the running for Drunk of the Week. I'm, you can be proud of yourself. Thank do you. you. Do you have to work tomorrow? Yeah, well, um, yeah. You work on that but, pole, like, you know what I'm saying? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Are you a teacher? Um, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a school no, bus driver. I'm a pediatrician. You're a pediatrician. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doc, she's a pediatrician. <laughs> yeah, I drink, I too. Thank you. Tell him that. I'm not an actual doctor, but yeah. All right. No. Ryan and Sarah, now in the running for Drunk of the Week. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, that is three contestants. We'll take uh, probably one more, uh, and then and then we'll get out of here. Sarah's a p- pediatrician. Does that mean she's a Jew? It has to mean she's a Jew, right? It could be. Yeah. Even it's a good, strong Virginia. possibility. <laughs> Likely. Even in West Virginia. All right. Caller from North Carolina. Who are we talking to? Nobody on the West Coast. Though. I thought they only had, North like... Again. Who is it? Birth mothers. And... <laughs> is it, it one more time? Is it Kirk again? Yes, it is. What do you want, Kirk? Just, <clears throat> I was... I, I wanted to actually tell you what I have had to drink tonight. <laughs> I thought we last got that already. And I want you to beat me up. All right. Go ahead, Kirk. No, last time was a bit confusing... Go ahead, yeah. Kirk. Yeah, you're right. We were totally confused. Let's Give it to just, us again. Just cut through the confusion. So, what, I, what I have had to drink tonight is I had... Uh, I sleep in the night, crying to heaven. Yeah, I got it. Our voices be heard. 
Oh, that's a that's a good beer. I love that one. That's a good beer. You got any of those left? Yeah, I had uh, the, uh, the APA from Camille's recipe. Oh, yeah, good love. stuff. And I yeah. it with uh, Semco and uh, Cascade. That guy's open a brewery. Okay. Uh, Very good. We are Personally, I've yeah. never had a better beer. Across the Anything else? We are That's pretty nuts, man. That guy's got a crazy list. Okay, great job. Uh, you are still in the running for Drunk of the Week. 888-401-BEER. <laughs> like and that's the number. We'll take one more phone call from somebody who has not called in yet and uh, see if we can get ourselves a Drunk of the Week winner. Winning a uh, brand new book, Craft Beer Bar Mitzvah, from Jeremy Cowan, signed by Zach's fiance. <laughs> With Zach watching? With Zach watching. Right. We'll take a, We'll send a photo of Zach watching <laughs> Liz sign yeah. the book. We can do it live. With the book. We'll we even do it. We'll do it on the webcam. Live. We'll do it on the webcam. Sweet. Zach will stand on this table while Liz signs the book. Is that the same number? All right. Uh, caller from Pennsylvania. Who are we talking to? Yes. Awesome. It's Sarah again. Uh, <laughs> hi, baby. <laughs> hi. Hi, baby. Hi, Sarah. What's happening? Oh, just drinking. What are you guys doing? Having a little IPA. All right. Having I, fun. Little unless you're, unless one of you is going to throw up on the air, I got to clear the lines. Any, any of you feel like no, throwing no, up? No, 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 no. No, I've heard that before, and that's disgusting. No, okay. I would just maybe show my tits, but that's it. Oh, all right, no. go ahead. All right, well, do it. Show <laughs> nothing better than tits on the radio. Do it. This is this is a time where show I pause on. and reflect about my career decisions. <laughs> And well, realize that uh, boy, am I a dumb yeah, shit. Here's here's what radio. you can do, Sarah. You can you can pull the pull those things out and then just hit them with the telephone. Email those so we can hear them. Oh, no. 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 JP clearly has done this before. He's like, yeah, just hit them on the phone. Just hit, hit the hit the phone. A hey, motorboat for us. <laughs> she wants your credit card number, JP. Just motorboat those things. Wait, I don't want to miss yeah, it. Hold we'll on. Pretend I'm not a pediatrician. It's good. Yeah, have Ryan motorboat those things for us. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, well, I would, except, you know, um, he's outside throwing up. not proper. No. So. All right, thank you for the call. No, no, nothing more than a stuck up hot chick. <laughs> Believe me, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> it's not you, it's my career path. Bebo's dying in the background. I hate radio. Sorry. Radio's stupid. <laughs> you know what's you know what's not stupid? What's that? Tits. Yeah, that's true. You could have seen them. Come here. All right. Often they're not. Jeremy, I apologize to your mother for you. I don't accept your apology. <laughs> <laughs> Just on, tell her to tune on out. On behalf of anybody associated with anything. Right. Ever, ever room, in the world. Other than Sarah. Here's what you do. When you, when you, is her husband's name Abraham? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Here's what you do, Zach. Let just a little people... advice. When you tweet about this media appearance, you just recommend tuning out after hour three. <laughs> I actually left the K out of Brewing Network. <laughs> right. Brewing Network? You never yeah. find it. Yeah. Smart we're move. At the, we're at the Bruin Network. <laughs> All right. How about this? Uh, is that a new caller? All right. This will be our last Drunk of the Week contestant. It's uh, San Diego Matt. All right. San oh, Diego nice. Matt. What's happening, brother? What's happening, guys? ASD, what's happening? Hey, Matt, are you the one whose sure. dogs all died and oh, wife yeah. also oh left God, them all at the same time? Stop, dude. That is, uh, yeah, that, that's the reason I'm calling back. How you doing, we buddy? Are, we, we are far, 
We were probably on that point. So. You, you are? How are things going now? Well, I'm about to jump. <laughs> well, I, I have a dog. I have a place to live, uh, you know. Uh, that's good. I like more the dog. Than I used to. Have you? Uh, when's uh, and the Coronado Bridge is not that high. Have you gotten? <laughs> have you gotten laid recently? Uh, He's no. got a dog. Oh. Oh. Hang in there. Hang in there. Don't let me rain on your parade. He has a dog. He He's should get a, a prize package from the Brain Network. <laughs> have you learned your lesson about yeah, getting married? Yeah. Actually, let me tell you. Let me take this opportunity to let you know about a brand new sponsor. Just hang in there, Matt. You know you can go to AdamandEve.com. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy, or maybe you're divorced and your dog died. Yeah, and you need a flashlight. Uh, you can get. Uh, let's see what happens. Go to AdamandEve.com, and for a limited time only, you get fifty percent off just about any item. But that's not all. When you order that item, you get three free DVDs for a little. Uh, you know. In Inspiration and a free extra gift that's so sensual we can't even mention it on the Brewing Network. Uh, so go to adamandeve.com, 50% off, three free DVDs, and also a sensual gift. Uh, put in coupon code BNARMY. That's BNARMY when you check out at adamandeve.com and get all of your good stuff. Okay, yeah. so there you go, man. I'll tell you, they'll sponsor anybody. Adamandeve.com. Adamandeve.com. All right, are you calling in for yeah, Drunk of the Week, man? Uh, I am, yes. <laughs> Let's face it, Matt really like should be drunk of the month. Uh, Sad bastard of the month. Well, with what he's been through, yeah. I mean. Well, his dog part. died, which is bad, but he got a divorce, which is good. How have you been How have you been feeling died. lately? How have you been feeling lately, Matt? Okay? I'm doing okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting by. How's work going? Okay, I don't really want to cut myself tonight. Can this we is move the, on? This is the, <laughs> no, Bebo, no, it's the I'm, view. I'm Leave it alone. I mean yeah, it. No, I'm, I'm doing fine. You doing all right? Things you, are good. You know, we got past the dog issue. and That's good. You know. That was rough. We're moving on. So let me rough. just get to my fucking list, all right? All right. No, well, you got to rub it in with little subtle jokes like I, that. I, like I'm rough. not trying to do it. I just, oh, okay. yeah, I'm, all right. just trying to figure out I how. Love the, the you know. I'll be quiet for a few more minutes guys, and so you guys can rub it in. That's awesome. How's that? He's, yeah. like, he's like, let me let me just pull you guys down. It's true. And by the way, we've been doing this for five years, Jeremy. We're really good at, <laughs> yeah. at, at this. And you, you wonder why we've been unsuccessful for five of those years. Right. All right, Matt. What have you, you had ever, to drink? You ever, wonder why, you ever wonder why people always say what when we're on the phone with you? What? Good God. You guys sound like you're underwater. I know. But so do you. All right, what have you had to drink? Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. My underwater friends. All right, what have you had to drink? I had eight Heineken's. I had three Amstel Lights, and I had four Tecates today watching football. So you've had a lot of water. So let's let's yeah, talk. Yeah, Matt, I thought, a lot. Matt, I thought you said you were doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were drinking way too much, by the way. What's going well, on? At least he's I'm, well I'm hydrated. He's I'm going for quantity over quality at the moment. No, you, uh, I do have a dorm under in the fridge. You didn't even do that? What? I, I can't give you drunk of the week just on principle. Hey, no, he's got a hey, sad, sad to, story. Sad, sad you guys, story. You guys, were saying, you guys were saying you had one more drunk of the week call, so I'd call in with a pathetic offering. You could end the show, and you guys could leave. He's ending our misery, and I appreciate tonight. that. Thank you, Matt. Bevo, only the courts can end your misery. All right, Matt. I'll I'll put you in the running, but I'm not going to vote for you. I'm going to be put honest. Him in. Hey, that's okay, Dan. Yeah, fine. I hope you both guys. All right. <laughs> All right. Hang in there, brother. Okay. Here's what we have. We have Kirk, who had a lot of beer. He gave me a whole list, and there's a bunch of things I, I scribbled down here. And uh, then we had uh, Nathan, 
who uh, didn't really list a lot of beer, but sounded super drunk. He was our he was our drunk sound. He was our defense. We didn't let him list a lot of beer. Right, that's true. Didn't do anything. He was real drunk. Uh, Then we had he he was stonehenged, and he was from Pennsylvania. Then we had Ryan and Sarah from West Virginia. Uh, and Sarah did offer to show us her boobs, except that she's a pediatrician. Uh, so for some reason, she's not allowed. I vote. Um, and then we had Matt, uh, who's, had a, who's had a tough year. You know, let's it's, face it. So have I. Sad story. He, he drank a lot of yellow beer. Right. Wasn't doing too well. Not even a lot of yellow beer. It's still he had like eight yellow it's beers. Still, it's still sad. All right. So uh, by show of hands, we're going to go down the list. You now know who the contestants are. Everybody voting for Kirk, who had a shitload of beer. Raise your hand. Okay, a couple votes for Kirk. Uh, everybody for uh, Nathan, uh, who had a lot of beer that we didn't get through. Raise your hand. Seven, Doc voted twice. Seven. No, I did not. Uh, okay. How dare you even say that? Uh, Ryan and Sarah uh, from West Virginia. Although that would have been my second vote. Uh, another couple votes. How <laughs> about a half vote? I don't understand. Yeah, why Becca's I, voting for two these days. Why and do all you have to people do the Zig Heil? It's not necessary. It's not appropriate. Just saying. And finally, uh, Matt from San Diego, who had Boo. a lot of dead things this year. No votes. Uh, just uh, two vote. One one vote. Two votes. Is is the is the Black Power vote worth one or two? <laughs> it's worth three fourths of a vote. Five I think, votes is legally Ooh, what it is. That makes it close. That's that makes six votes for Matt. But Nathan, the uh, drunk, no! wins with seven votes uh, for Drunk of the Week and wins himself a copy of Craft Beer Bar Mitzvah, the new book by Jeremy Cowan. Uh, you can buy the book over at schmaltzbrewing.com, and we're going to send you a signed copy by Zach's girlfriend. <laughs> Nathan uh, just messaged me if he uh, didn't win, he was willing to chug a Four loco on the air. Oh, oh. We don't want to kill anybody. We don't want those lawsuits on, on um, I hear it's triple hopped. Next up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally red. three hops. There's some have, red yeah. ones. I have the Wood family on the line. Okay. The family Wood? All right. Woods, what's happening? Oh, wait. Oh, am I on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say radio. Oh, only if you have a song. <laughs> yeah. Loosely defined. I do. Excellent. In my heart, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of depressed by all this this sad talk. So I'd like to to end it on a happy note and say congratulations on another great year of the Brewing Network. Yeah, thank you, Andy. We appreciate that. Yes. Okay. Why aren't you here? <laughs> and what is your song? Well, I'm not here because I have relatives coming in tomorrow. But uh, my song, like is, I care uh, about tomorrow. I like to call. <laughs> now, tomorrow is another day. Exactly. I, Give us your song. I, I, I'm trying to make this short. But this song is called Let Us Rejoice, and um, it's in honor of our guests, your guests. And I'd like absolute radio silence, if you don't mind. Of course. As always, Andy. Of course. Okay. <clears throat> Let me clean the pipes out a little bit. I just had an old man fart that I made that I didn't recognize the smell of, so I'm kind of concerned, but if you don't mind holding on one second. Right. Okay, here we go. Radio silence. Um, here we go. Doom, 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 doom. Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila, Venezuela, Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila, Venezuela, Hava Narenina, Hava Narenina, Hava Narenina, Thank you. It uh, took the whole song for the studio to get into rhythm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. How many uh, musicians are here? Thanks, 
Thank- I'm off to do my own bris. Thank Bye. you, Andy Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking the oil. All right. Well, wonderful job. You know, Jeremy, remember that time you came in the studio? <laughs> and things went well? I don't remember that. It's and, weird. I was blacked out the whole time. Well, no, don't say black Terrence is here. African American. sensitive about it. <laughs> Take it. Yeah. Remember when we had that great interview <laughs> that you could share with all your friends and family? I just really respect what you've accomplished here in this room today. And it was going so well for a little while. Can you believe I've never had a sponsor cancel yeah. after these? After things. they've come in? Yeah. It's well, kind of amazing. I can't believe yeah. it. It's kind of like, you know, Jeremy, you, you started your company with a punchline. Right. We started ours with a joke with no punchline. It's just kind of... Right. Yeah. We're still waiting for just it. Right. keep trying. Yes, Bevo, with your hand up. Uh, just a question about the giveaways? Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to do the raffle. Oh, damn. It's, it's Fuck. Just because it's a whole lot of money for people's Christmas. You know, you Christmas. can just uh, call me producer if you want. I will. Oh! I'll tell you what. You know what? note, I have to peek. In 2011, Bees, I am doubling your salary. That's like a two-internship situation, though. Yes. Didn't things get weird? So she's an intern now? Yes. Nice. Nice. I have to, f- I have to find the stupid winners. They're here somewhere. We have them? Uh, somewhere. We can't just vote. <laughs> Arbitrarily vote. So you want to pick listeners to vote on? Uh, I vote for... Give me a name. Bill Smith. <laughs> Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> Bill can you, can Smith you put on Goldberg. Like, uh, Goldberg. Werewolf bar mitzvah or something? Man, I do have to do this, and I can't find the stupid thing. You have a Morgan bar mitzvah. Well, I'm going to take a break and come back. Werewolf? You don't want to let people off right now. No, there's no more breaks. I have no more breaks left. You've got them locked in. Yeah, what we do is we let them off at the high, Jeremy. (laughs) We bring them all the way up, and then we let them go. Just when they can't So, Jeremy, on this Hanukkah versus Christmas thing over at the... Tornado. Nice. Who's defending Christmas? Show. Oh, yeah. Who's, the, who's taking the Christmas side? <laughs> Eight going. hours ago, that might Tasty's have been Tasty's going in. Uh, well, that's funny, because every year we usually invite uh, one of our friends, and this year all of our friends are already getting prepped for their uh, drunk Christmas night, so we're just going straight up against all the Noels that we can get our hands on at the <laughs> Tornado. Perfect. <laughs> and even they don't just, know what they're going to have yeah. on. They were like, just talk to me the day before. Steve was like, you. let's find out what's left at all these wholesalers. Yeah. But really, the most important thing is that we're going to have a ridiculous Hanukkah lineup, plus latkes, plus... And cake. Dreidel, perhaps. Plus, Zach's uh, fiancé will be signing books all night long. Nice. Yeah. 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 We're actually writing a book. It's called Craft Beer Vietnamese New Year. (laughs) We're about halfway done. Right. (laughs) Just getting started. Yeah. As long as Scott's girlfriend makes the latkes, we're going to be in... And for a tree. <laughs> Scott's sure. book is called A Girl Likes Me. <laughs> it's coming out next month. It's actually called A Girl Put Up Puts Up With Me. <laughs> I've got Other a than my mom. <laughs> puts out with me. Get yeah. it right. It's actually called My Mom Sometimes Calls Me. <laughs> All right. Here's what we have. I have donation <laughs> winners since August. So wow. we have four wow. winners. $100 uh, to Beer Beer and More Beer. You can go over to morebeer.com. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be sending Good. you your gift certificate you can shop online and get all your home brewing supplies at our official sunday session sponsor more beer all right august winner is i think i have a real one oh no i've been replaced 
It's actually Nico from Nico Brew. Oh. Also a recurring donor. Hey, and, Nico, uh, uh, Morbier has a lot of hops you can buy. You can them. buy $100 of hops and resell them over at NicoBrew.com. Yeah. He's got a lot of recurring things. All right, September winner. Third. Scott Townsend, $100 to Beer, Beer, and More Beer. I like the name. October winner. Jeremy Wheeler. Yes. Jeremy. Yes. Jeremy Wheeler is a big money subscriber. Got himself a lot of names in the hat. Thank you for that. Thank you. And uh, he now has $100 to spend over at morebeer.com. And finally, uh, November's winner. Smith. No! Right. All right. All you have to do to enter to win is go over to uh, the Brewing Network and sign up as a recurring donor for the More Beer Donation Giveaway. And we give away something every month or we stack them up for four months because we get lazy and don't do them every month. Recurring donor. More like recurring boner. Hello. I try real hard. All right. Five hours is hard, okay? <laughs> you know, so a, half hour, a half hour was hard today. Four hours. Was, was it really difficult. that bad? <laughs> I was hard a half I hour. Not for you. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, Jeremy. Zach. Hey, Justin. Come back anytime, really. Just stop in. Hang out yeah. with us. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, better yet, just send over Liz. and uh, <laughs> We have a bunch of books for her to sign. Bring the books. Yeah. She's so popular. Bring the books. <laughs> no, it's really great to have you finally in the studio. I, you. I appreciate really. your time. Thank you so much for having me, and congratulations to you guys. Thank Make you. Make it happen. Well, schmaltzbrewing.com. Uh, Check it out. You can get to... We didn't have to give away a recipe today because they are all over oh, on the there, website. Yeah. So and, scale uh, them down yourself. I'll be hitting that tomorrow. We would love to hear yeah, from people. Yeah, it's good beer. <clears throat> we, uh, we just set up kind of uh, info at schmaltzbrewing.com this year. So send us an email. Keep in touch. If you'd like to be on our local uh, email list for events and stuff like that, we don't really harass people too much. But we definitely love to hear from people. And uh, you can email it's Jeremy at Hebrew Beer or Zach at Schmaltz Brewing. And... Uh, we won't give out Liz's email tonight. Shit. Yeah, I know you're waiting for it. <laughs> but I'll be sure to forward those emails along. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Always Attachment? coming through. I see why you keep Zach around. He's just, he comes through. He's like a he's like a come through guy. Solid. I'm the rock. That's Solid. <laughs> is that an Adam and Eve? Uh, that is it. It's a yeah. come through. Get it? Order the come through guy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He's a blow up doll. It's a lady sensation. <laughs> All right. Uh, what happened just now? I played the wrong. Were we awkward? Where's Barbara Streisand and Getty Lee when you need them? <laughs> Hopefully making the best child ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God 2010 is over. Woo! Fuck you, 2010. Eat a dick. All right, we're off for the next two weeks. We're off Christmas weekend and New Year's weekend because Tasty has things to do and places Better to be. Better things to do, for yeah. sure. So. Yes. I'm so around. Uh, don't I can, tune I can do to shows. <laughs> Doc hey, me will too. be here. Doc and Let's JP do a show. will be sure. here. Yeah. yeah. Can we? Stop, stop yeah. emailing I'm around. me too. Right. I'm totally around. Let's do it. All right. Thanks again to Schmaltz Brewing Company. You can find Hebrew beer all over the country. Just go to schmaltzbrewing.com. You can find out where it's on tap next to you or what store you can buy it on. And uh, what are you, like 15 different brews you guys are putting out all the time. So Yeah. Between right. the Hebrew and the Coney Island line right now. I think we had, we had a beer dinner that was 27 draft lines in uh, Jacksonville. So That's crazy. That dude. was a big, disgusting, wow. beautiful night. Beautiful <laughs> night. <laughs> big, beautiful night. <laughs> all right. So check it out. Thanks again to Jeremy and Zach. I do appreciate you guys being here. Thanks, guys. And uh, to my staff, you guys did a great job this year in Moscow. It was good having you on board in 2010. I think you made a big difference, and I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the, the Christmas bonus all. 
also. Uh, all of you guys yeah. are getting Jer- uh, like you need huge it, bonuses via Jeremy. He's gonna he's gonna give you all a bottle of beer tonight. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's your BN. No, I want a signed personal copy of that book. That's right. what I want. And I think I speak yeah, for bro. everyone when I say, Bevo, more cleavage in 2011. Yeah, yeah. and less attitude. Yeah. And thank you to my dad for yeah, helping out with the Yiddish segment. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you to my dad for marijuana rag. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Screw my dad. Barry, I hope he falls down the fucking Barry stairs. Barry and Marty, thank you guys. All right, ladies, All right. we'll see you next year. Cheers. <laughs> Well, I'm happy and well.